What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan, and today's a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today, we're discussing 100 episodes later. Now, if you're not 100% sure what, what that means or what I mean by that is, Earlier this week, I released a podcast called 100 Episodes Later. And what that is, is I decided to do for after passing the 100th podcast milestone, I decided to bring my good friend and episode one and 100 guest Hayden Cashin back on the podcast to interview me and to talk about the journey that, that I've had crossing the 100 interview milestone. And we did this after 50 episodes and I didn't do a takeaways episode after 50 episodes. But one of the things that I realized as I was editing 100 episodes later was as I was going, I was like, I was thinking about, man, how did I not mention this story? Or how did I not mention that story? I can't believe I didn't bring up this guest. Like there were so many people and stories that I just wish I'd had the opportunity to tell that I didn't get to. And so what I decided to do was I originally wasn't planning to do this 100 episodes later, but I was like, what if I did my takeaways episodes like I normally do, but instead of talking about what I talked about on the podcast, what if I run through every single guest one to 100 and give a little story and insight or something about that guest? And I think it'd be, a, and I had this idea and I was like, that's probably going to be a bit of a marathon, like to go one to 100. And it is, this might even be, I might have to record this over two or three sit downs because this might take some time. And this is probably going to be one of could be one of the longer podcasts I do, depending on how long I'll try and keep it pretty short. My intent, I was thinking like, I'll try and keep it under an hour, but then I realized it's less than one minute per guest. And that math probably isn't going to work out. So this could end up being a two hour podcast. Like I said, it might be a couple, a couple sit downs to get this episode done, but I was thinking you just running through one to 100 to show appreciation to every single person that's ever been on this podcast, tell the story of either how it came to be or something that they said during the podcast that sticks out to me. And I haven't prepped anything. I just have a list next to me of every single episode, one through 100, I should say interview, because technically something I was actually interested in that I didn't actually get a chance to call out, uh, I might have mentioned on 100 episodes later, but I didn't even mention it on the takeaways episode of one the 100 episodes. This is a, lot, a little confusing, but anyways, the 100th episode was actually my 200th upload. So what I count as an episode is an interview and the takeaways and all the, all the other stuff that I put out, I consider bonus content. So whether it be the takeaways, like I said, or the social report or anything else that I've uploaded on here, I consider bonus. And coincidentally, it worked out where my 100th interview was also my 200th upload. So there's actually been over 200 episodes of this podcast technically, but I just refer to an interview as an episode. But I thought that was a really cool thing that I wanted to point out, but I really want to get into this right away here. Like I said, I have no plan. I don't know how long this is going to take, but I'm excited. And we're going to start with episode number one, Hayden Cashin. Hayden, thank you. Actually, I was going to originally think of saying thank you to every guest, but I'm going to say that now. Thank you to all of the first 100 guests that took the time out of their busy lives to sit down with me, especially early on, to talk about their life on my podcast. I will forever appreciate it. I'm not going to say thank you as I go through each individual guest. I realize that might be a little bit annoying, but let's start with episode number one with Hayden Cashin. And I remember I remember being nervous for that one, obviously like Hayden. I remember Hayden drove Hayden. I live on opposite at the time lived on opposite sides of the city and Hayden didn't realize how far of a drive it was. I think it took him over an hour to get to my apartment. He thought it was going to take him like 20 minutes, but I remember just recording that one. I remember setting it up a couple days beforehand, just looking around. This was in my old, old apartment in my condo before I moved downtown. And I just remember the setup was, was a little bit questionable. I had my good camera, obviously, but then I had 
a I had my phone on a selfie stick balancing on a chair for a different angle. And then I had my iPad like awkwardly balancing on a tripod for a third angle. And the audio quality wasn't very good, which Hayden, I did talk about a 100 episodes later, but I still love going back and listening to that. I was just to see where we were at that point in time. And I love, I posted the photos of the him and I, which is actually just a screenshot of the podcast video. And it was just, it was the beginning. It was the first one. It was probably as good as it could have gone. It took me 24 hours, I think, to edit that podcast, but I loved it. And I still do. And I'm glad that we're still going over two years later. I had no idea what I was signing up for at that time. I remember I did my absolute best to research. That's where the research started. And why I do such crazy research is that's how it's always been. I was so nervous going into my first one that I want to make sure I didn't run out of things to talk about that I was just deep with my notes. And it paid off. And it's why the podcast is the way it is today because of how I prepared for that first one. So the first one really is what set the foundation for, for where we are today. Episode number two was with Mathieu Doré, who's an ultra marathon runner. And that one was cool. That was obviously the first person I didn't know coming into the podcast because Hayden and I knew obviously we worked together. But Mathieu, I'd, I'd never met before. I saw him tagged in a Instagram story, I believe, by Elisa curry Lowitz, who ended up actually being on this podcast for episode number 20, which we'll get to. But I remember she posted, because I knew Elisa beforehand, and she posted a video of her running coach, this guy named Matty Dreyer. And this is when I was just pretty much anytime someone tagged someone that I thought was remotely interesting, I would click on it to see if they had a following. And Matty, I think he had like 13, 14,000 followers. It's like, this guy seems interesting. I used to run competitively growing up, so it was really interesting for me. And I was like, let me shoot my shot and see what this guy says. And sure enough, he he responded and Mathieu came to my apartment. He actually, where, my, my, my first apartment, my condo where I lived, the map always sent you to the wrong side. It was like a, a I don't know, a compound, but there's a multiple condos in the same space. And it always sent people to the wrong side. So I remember Mathieu was like walking around the, the, the condo complex, trying to find which building was mine. And I had to like run outside to try and find him. Uh, but it was really cool. I really enjoyed my podcast with Mathieu. And like one thing that, has always been here from the beginning of the podcast is taking the Polaroid photo. And I forgot to take a Polaroid photo of Matthias. So I literally after the podcast later in the week, I drove to his gym to take a photo of him to make sure I got, got the Polaroid, got him to sign it. Cause that was one thing I wanted to make sure I had with every single guest was that Polaroid photo. And I forgot to do it with Matthias, but I got it. Episode number three was with Josh Reyes and Josh was someone, so he he's a realtor now, but before that him and his girlfriend, Mallory, they co-founded a company called LBD Fitness, which was a strength sports apparel company, apparel brand. And I had LVD merch. If you go back and watch the video, I'm actually wearing the, my LVD shirt. And so I was a fan of LVD and I was stoked when Josh said he was going to come on my podcast. He had 14,000 followers. I can still remember when he responded, he was going to the cottage that weekend. So he couldn't record with me initially, but came the, the weekend after, I believe we recorded, I think it was a Saturday morning because he lived pretty close to me. And I remember how hyped I was just to have that because it was like a brand that I liked and to be able to sit down with the owner of that brand was just mind boggling for me at the time being three episodes in. That was so cool. And Josh was awesome. I consider Josh a friend now. We've met up multiple times since since recording that podcast. And yeah, it was just such a fun one for me to record. I remember that one was probably one where I was like, okay, this podcast has some legs. Like I just reached out to this guy that runs this clothing company. I think is cool. And what's actually crazy, if you go back and you watch that episode, like I was still nervous going into my third podcast. This is a light gray shirt that I'm wearing. And I believe it says bar is loaded, which for the record, I don't think anyone has ever watched me lift weights and go, that's a loaded bar. But I was wearing that shirt and I purchased that shirt anyways. But 
I was nervous and like the room was a little hot and you can like clearly, clearly see like pit stains in that video. And I remember watching it and editing, editing back on it. And I was like, Oh no, like I tried to like cut around myself as much as possible. And like when I would put the cut to the camera angle of the, where I'm in it, I try to make sure I'm not lifting my arm or anything because I was visibly sweaty and it was obvious because I was wearing a light gray t-shirt. So I'm pretty sure I've tried in every podcast since then to never wear a light gray t-shirt. Episode four was with Will Carey. Will's a photographer from photographer from Ottawa. And that was my first episode in my second apartment. So after I moved out of the condo into the new apartment with just the move and everything, I ended up missing my my schedule. So when I launched the podcast, I believe until episode seven, I did uh, episodes every two weeks. And I ended up being three weeks between the Josh and Will episode. And that's just with the move and everything. It kind of fell off. But I knew I had to get back on the horse because I didn't want to start missing it consistently. And then I knew it would just fall apart. And so Will was nice enough to to come on the podcast. And I believe this was Will's first podcast. And he's a friend of mine now. So I have no stress saying this. I remember when I when I messaged him, like him saying like, yeah, we'll just get a contract for the podcast. We'll both sign it. And I was like, contract, like what world am I entering into? Where I have to do contracts to sign to sign, like sign contracts to get people on the podcast. We ended up not signing a contract or anything. We kind of laugh about it now. But Will was a good dude. And I remember him coming to the apartment and. That was the first one in the new in the new building and it, it went well. I enjoyed the podcast. I thought the lighting was good. Um, and I think it was that one where I recorded the intro for the Will Carey episode after we'd recorded. I recorded an intro and I was wearing a Polaroid shirt. So I was like, I'm interviewing a photographer. Might as well rock a Polaroid, my Polaroid shirt. And I remember, I believe it was the intro to that video, that podcast where I used to do video for the intros for YouTube. Now I just don't even do it. But I did. I recorded my a video intro. And I'm pretty sure that the uh, like a, a screenshot that I took of that is like my profile photo for Instagram and Twitter. Like it is my podcast photo now. It's me with my old mic. It has the My Social Life box next to him, next to me, and I'm wearing a Polaroid shirt. And I'm pretty sure it was that one that's led to like my profile photo for the last two years. I love that photo, and it's literally not even a photo. It's literally a still from I export the still in a in Adobe after when I was editing the intro. But I also forgot with Will, I forgot to take the Polaroid again. And luckily enough for me, where I worked, Will worked on the way. So on my way to work, I took a photo of Will. But this is my first Polaroid outside and it was so overexposed. Like you can't even see Will in the photo. And like I messed with it in in Photoshop after the fact to try and get something, but it was so blown out. You couldn't even tell. And I felt so bad that I screwed up that photo. Um, but yeah, no, Will, Will is again, someone I consider a friend of mine, like him and I have met up multiple times since we've recorded that podcast. Episode five was Andrew Zito and Zito's a good dude. Like that is the best way I can explain Zito. He's one of the best dudes, such a nice chill dude. And I remember it turns out he literally lived like around the corner from my apartment at the time. And I remember him being like, oh, you're super close. Like, yeah, let's do this. And he came. I remember going outside because I tried to meet my guests downstairs. I remember seeing him come around the corner with like his his coffee in his hand. Like he literally brewed coffee in his apartment and just walked it over. I think it might have even been microbrew. I could be wrong about that. But Zito was someone who I think he was the biggest person I had on the podcast at the time. He had over 22,000, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, when we recorded. And oh, I actually have it written down here. It was 22,000. And yeah, I was just so stoked to have him. He was like the nicest dude I ever could have met. And we had like, I think it was almost a two hour podcast and I absolutely loved the Zito one. And it was one of my, it was my most downloaded one for a while. Like it took a little while for Zito to get ousted, but he was the number one podcast I had for quite a while. And he told me like, he doesn't normally, I remember sitting there after the fact and he was like, yeah, I don't normally do these things, but like, it's just cool to see someone from Ottawa, like 
actually doing this? Oh, that's why I said yes. But like normally this isn't something I do. And I was like, that means a lot that he was willing to take a shot on me for my fifth episode. And I just absolutely loved it. And I can, I have that, that picture of like the, in, just in my mind, the picture of him just coming around the corner with his coffee in hand. I loved it. And it was such a fun podcast. Episode six was with Alt Photo. That was Brennan and Max, and they had a wedding photography company. And I didn't realize they were wedding photography until I started researching for them. And that was my first podcast with two people, two guests. Um, I don't think I've had too many with two guests after. There's a couple. I'm sure we'll get to them as we go here. But this was the first one I had with two guests. And this is my first podcast that exceeded two hours. And uh, yeah, and then the reason it was so long. And I remember I'm pretty sure it was raining that day. And as I've mentioned, Hallie, my girlfriend, will leave the apartment. And she kind of got stuck in the rain because she didn't want to come back. So she literally just got stuck in the rain, came back into the building and sat in our entryway for like an hour while I recorded this two hour podcast with these guys. And part of the reason is like I didn't know how to manage having two guests at the time. And like, so I'd ask one question, like Max would answer and then Brendan would build off Max's answer to my question. Then I would remind Brendan of something and Brendan would build off Max answers and they go back and forth. And it's like, I almost didn't even have to ask the questions. Like they're just so, they were such good friends that they just, they just ran with it. And it was such a good time. And those guys two people I've met up after the fact, I remember they mentioned this restaurant on the podcast. Cause I used to ask people like their favorite restaurant in the city. And they said the fry, which was like a, fried chicken korean fried chicken i remember we went there after it It was so good it's very good chicken and some good times with those guys and i met up with max quite a few times actually since then i believe brendan moved back to toronto but i remember that one was fun and another one where i forgot to take the polaroids i literally met those guys after work and took a photo of the two of them luckily i found a wall that was like the same color as the wall in my building so you couldn't even tell but yeah that was episode number six episode seven was the real kerbins and kerbins is such a i probably call everyone on this a good dude or a good person but Kerbins was fun. I can remember Kerbins was the one where I finished the podcast and I was just like on such a high because I had so much fun doing it. And I think the Kerbins one was really where it set. And we're like, this is what I want to do. This is so much fun for me. I can remember like after he left, like I just cranked the music and as I like did a tear down of my tear down of the podcast stuff. And I was just like, I was on such a high after the Kerbins episode that I was like, yes, this is this is fun for me. Like I've done a lot of different things. I've done the YouTube, I've done the vlogging, but I don't think I've ever finished recording something with the amount of excitement I do when I finish a podcast. And where that really set in, like I had that after the first six ones, but I can distinctly remember just as excited as I was for the Kerbins. Once I finished the Kerbins one that I was like, yeah, this is, this is it. Like, let's do this. Um, episode eight was with humans of Ottawa, also known as Eric Israel. That one was fun for me because as far as I could tell, he'd never really done an interview before. And this was his first, like, this is almost like a face reveal type thing for him, where this was like the first time, like he'd done an interview like this to this degree. And that was just really, really cool for me to get to talk to him. And like, obviously I was a fan of humans of New York. So getting to talk to the Ottawa equivalent was awesome. And I just remember, I think he forgot his phone in my apartment. He forgot something and we had to come back. I do remember that distinctly of him and I having to, he left and we had to run back upstairs. I think I'm pretty sure it was his phone that he forgot, but yeah, I just thought that was so cool to get the chance. And like, I remember him saying this was his first interview and how cool that was for me just to hear that, that this was the first time that someone was willing to do an interview because they've been anonymous up to that point. And again, it was just another thing that reaffirmed like the, the, what I have with this podcast and the amount of the conversations I can have that I wouldn't normally get to have. So that was a really fun one for me. The ninth one, the ninth podcast was special for me because again, I'm still new. This is episode nine. We're not even 10 episodes in yet. And I get a DM on Instagram from an company with like, from an account with like 200 followers. And I'm pretty sure what happened is I commented on a Gary V post or a D rock post, something in the Gary V universe. I commented on a post about my podcast and someone saw my podcast 
saw my comment, clicked on it, went to my podcast post, realized I lived in Ottawa, and then DM'd me and said, hey, my client is a flute player from England who's a former NASA scientist, and they're coincidentally going to be in Ottawa in a couple of weeks. Would you be willing to have them on your podcast? And that just blew my mind. Like a management company, like an agency, like a management, someone's management was reaching out to have them on my podcast. And my mind was absolutely blown because he's not even from, it's not like someone like a local manager for a local artist reached out to me. No, like a management company from England reached out to me for their client. And I was just like, what is happening right now? And I remember where he was staying, like he was staying pretty much kind of close to where my old condo was at the time. But I remember taking like a 45 minute bus ride in the morning and like Google mapping it, walking to his, his, his family's house. Cause he was just staying with family that happened to live in the city. This was with, I don't even know if I'm saying this was with Praveen, the flute guy. And I remember I was just being, I was so excited to meet him. And I was like, I can't believe like you think they wanted him to be on my podcast. And I was like, I got to make sure I nail this. Like this is big time now. And yeah, we just went to his family's house and I set up in their, in their like kitchen room, dining room. And we recorded the podcast and it was just, I remember it was just so surreal for me that I, I was like sitting there and be like, man, I'm really here right now doing this with Praveen. And he's since we've recorded, like he's blowing up still. Like he's so talented. He's such a loyal community. It's been fun to watch Praveen, Praveen grow. And I haven't actually had a chance to speak to him too much. We intended to jump on a Skype call, but now that I'm talking to this, I might follow, might message him soon and just kind of check in and see how he's doing. But I just remember that podcast was so much fun for me to record. And it was just so cool that his management reached out and asked me to have him on my podcast. Episode number 10, Roland Bast. That one was fun because I'd, I'd known Roland's work up until that point. So when he agreed to come on my podcast, I was pretty excited. But I do remember from that one, my dog would not stop barking throughout that podcast. And that had never happened before. And I was like stressed and probably visibly stressed because he just kept barking. And I had no idea why he hadn't done it to that point. And he was just like we'd get like 10 minutes and he'd start barking again. And I was like, and I was like panicking and that was so stressful for me, but we made it through. It's part of the process. Um, but that was actually episode 10 was the first episode. I did a takeaways episode and that was based off a conversation I had with one, with a successful podcaster named Mark Metry, where he told me I need to have more podcasts coming out. And I was like more interviews. I don't have time to do more interviews. But then I realized he didn't say more interviews. He just said more podcasts. And so the, that's how these solo episodes were born was because of a pod a conversation I had with Mark Metry, where he told me you should, you got to put out more content. And that's why I do these takeaways to this day. And Roland Bass was the first one. The architect, Fitch, another friend of mine, he, uh, he, I was a fan of his work before he came on the podcast. I thought he was such a unique photographer. I loved his work and getting the chance to talk to him on my podcast. I was like nervous. Cause I was like, this guy's like legit. Like he's such a good photographer. And I was like, not that none of the previous photographers that had on the podcast weren't, but Fitch was someone I'd been following prior to starting the podcast that I was, a, I was like a fan of, I was a fan of his work. And to get him on the podcast was awesome. I didn't know what to expect. And I absolutely butchered the audio. Episode 11 is the worst audio you're going to find on the podcast. Like not even close. I don't remember what I did or how I did it, but it was horrendous. And I just forever a regret of mine is how bad that audio was. Because it was such a fun conversation with Fitch. And I did my absolute best. I did everything I could to try and fix it. And I was just awful. And I still, I still, I still drives me nuts, but cause it was such a fun conversation with Fitch, but Fitch and I have remained in contact and he's a good dude. He's gone to some pretty big things as well himself. He's really talented. I'm excited to see where he goes, but I was so excited to record that podcast with him. I was so upset when I realized how bad the audio was. Cause I don't, I don't have, I don't listen to it as we're recording. I only get it after the fact. So something's so the risk I take is if something's screwed up, 
I'm not going to know till after. And with Fitch, I found it after and I was <laughs> upset about it. Uh, Nick Maringer was episode number 12. Uh, I think his Instagram's digital. Is it digital Nick? Um, I don't, I'm not sure if that's accurate. But Nick Maringer was episode number 12. He has his own agency. And I remember just, it was cool to get to talk to him at the time. And I remember before the podcast, he was like early and I was like, shit, I'm not ready. And he's like, no worries, man. And he just happened to just like walk around the corner, saw his buddy sitting on a patio and they went for beers before the podcast. And it was just a fun, a fun interview for me to do because ultimately now I'm running my own agency and that's what he does. So at the time, like I did an agency, wasn't the goal for me at the time, but it's ultimately where I am today. So just cool to look back on that one. And the, the story that sticks out for me with Nick is he was telling, he was, in, he was telling a story about when he lived in Costa Rica on the podcast, where they got like stuck in like rushing water and they'd like push the car out in the middle of a, they were in the middle of a jungle. And it was an insane travel story. And that's the, that's the story that sticks out to me for Nick and Jason Estefanos was episode 13. And I remember with Jason, he came to me right after work and he didn't realize that there was going to be video. And that's actually come up multiple times where people are like, Oh, there's video, especially early on. People didn't realize that. And I remember Jason be like, dude, there's video. Like I'm not ready. Like I don't want to be on camera. And then something, and I was like, nah, dude, you're fine. Like we got this. And so he agreed to go on video and, but I knew he didn't really want to. He just told me he wasn't looking his best for that podcast, but let's be honest, Jason, not looking his best is me looking my absolute best. That guy is always dressed to the nines. Um, I have an admiration for his fashion sense. And I remember when I learned that he was Jamie Fine and Elijah Woods, like fashion, not designer, but he was there like fashion consultant. That blew my mind that he was like these singers, like fashion consultant. And I was like, that was so cool. But either way, I remember Jason being like, man, you're, <laughs> there's video. I didn't know there was video. And he's, and I was like, sorry, like we, I can turn it off. He's like, no, no, it's fine. And then turns out my cameras just didn't work that day. Like I literally, as I was trying to figure something went wrong when I was prepping and I was like, all right, dude, like he probably didn't believe me that I just turned them off to be nice, but genuinely my, my camera stopped working and I was like, well, it's your lucky day. I just thought that was funny how he didn't want to be on video. And I was like, no, we're going to do video. And he was like, all right. And then my video didn't even work. So worked out well for him in that, in that case, Sharif Shaker was episode 14. And that was a fun one for me too. I'm going to say that was a fun one for every single podcast, but I remember Sharif was wearing a friend sweater and I was like, damn, I want that sweater. And now I have that sweater, but no, it was just cool. I think I'm not trying to think of it because I met up with Sharif for coffee and I can't remember if that was before or after the podcast. I'm pretty sure it was before. I think we just met on on Instagram and we ended up meeting up for coffee. And I was like, yeah, this guy seems to know his shit. Like, let's have him on the podcast. It's because of because of this coffee chat that we had. He ended up coming on the podcast. And that's not the, that's might have been the first person I met for a coffee chat before having them on the podcast, but not, it wasn't the last and we'll get into that later. But I just remember Sharif. I liked a sweater. I now own that sweater. It was a sweater I wanted already. It was the friend sweater was all black with the friends logo. I wanted it beforehand, but I remember he rolled up in the sweater and I was like, yeah, I like that sweater. I ended up buying, I actually got the sweater for Christmas. Uh, episode number 15 was a bit of mom sense. And I remember reaching out to her because I was very cognizant of the fact we are 14 episodes in. I actually think I met her before at that point, just took us some time to get it scheduled, but I was getting into the podcast and I realized I had no women on the podcast. And that was one, obviously recording my podcasts exclusively in person at the time. I understood how it was awkward to ask a girl to come into the apartment, like come to my apartment and record this podcast with me. I understand that that's, it's an awkward situation to put someone into. And I asked a couple girls to come on and sometimes they said yes. Sometimes they said no. Sometimes they didn't answer um, or like yes. And it ended up working out. But I also probably didn't ask as many women to come on the podcast at that point because I was uncomfortable, uncomfortable, not interviewing a woman. I'm, I didn't want to ask that question because I knew what created it was uncomfortable for them. 
for me to ask that question. So I didn't want to even enter into that situation, but a bit of mom sense was the first person I asked. And she said she wanted to meet me first, which was totally valid. And I remember we went out for coffee, we had a great chat. And then she agreed to come on the podcast after a meeting with me. She asked if we could do it remotely. And I said I'd figure it out because I'd never done it up to that point. And she since told me, she's like, because you were just a random dude. Like, I didn't want to go to your apartment. That's totally valid. And that was my thing with with the podcast early on. But she was the first first woman that agreed to come on the podcast. And I'm thankful for that. We recorded over Skype. It was my first Skype interview. And it went well, actually, like as for all intents and purposes, like episode 15 was what well, was a really good remote recording. Like I was stoked and like my old Wi-Fi was really bad, which we'll get into later on in this, but it was really bad and it held up and we had a great remote recording and I loved the quality of that podcast. And I just shout out to her for being the first woman ever come on the podcast. And then actually the following week, episode 16 um, this is when I'm weekly, by the way, episode seven with Kerbins was the last one where there was a two week gap episode between seven and eight is when I went to weekly and episode 16 with the Owl city style with Katie. She was the first woman actually just willing to come to my apartment. I remember being like, oh, like you're actually down to come over because it's like I wasn't sure. Like I still like I still didn't want to put anyone in that position, but she was she was up for it. And I think we met beforehand. Actually, we met at a tree lighting ceremony in Lansdowne. Like she'd already like we've been talking about having her come on the podcast and she had a bunch of events. So it was kind of hard to find a date that worked. But we ended up meeting in advance. I believe we met in advance. I'm pretty sure it was before we recorded at a at the tree lighting ceremony in Ottawa down at Lansdowne is a part of the city. And they have a nice Christmas tree that they put up. And yeah, she was, I was actually working for, uh, the auto sports entertainment group, which was responsible for Lansdowne. So we put on an influencer event and I went to that influencer event and that's where I met Katie for the first time. And she ended up coming on my podcast shortly thereafter. And I remember she brought me cookies, which I thought was super cool. Um, I think that was the first person that had ever actually brought anything for me. I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that was the one that I can remember. She brought me cookies and I was like, that's pretty awesome. Um, and then episode 17 was with pilot Luana, Luana Torres, and she's from Brazil living in Vancouver at the time. And she's a helicopter pilot, a helicopter influencer. She had 117,000, 120,000 number I have written down here, followers on Instagram at the time. And what I used to do, because other than a little bit of mom sense, like I didn't want to do remote recording still, like I'd made the exception for Rebecca, which is a little bit of mom sense early on. Um, a couple of weeks later was Luana. What I used to do to find guests, I had a spreadsheet of like 200 influencers in the city. And some of them I just, I knew because I just knew them offhand. Sometimes what I would do is I would go on the Ottawa geolocation and I would just go through and this is when the time like it was like you could still see the like count and it would be like the top most liked photos in the city that day so like every morning i'd wake up and i'd go on the ottawa hashtag right when i or the ottawa location and i'd look up look people that have posted and tagged somewhere in ottawa and fun story i'll actually get into after the the pilot luana one of someone who actually said no or someone who i found anyways we're gonna story after this but pilot luana i found she tagged somewhere in she tagged somewhere that happened to be in ottawa but it was it was like something to do with helicopters, some association that has an office in Ottawa, but they also have one in Vancouver. And she tagged the Ottawa location, but still in Vancouver. So I thought she was in Ottawa. So I would try to be like, I always tried to be opportunistic. And I, as soon as I'd find them, I'd message people and I asked her to come on the podcast. And she was by far the biggest person I asked with like the biggest person up to that point was, I believe Sharif Shaker with, I'm just looking at the numbers now, 25,000. Sharif was the biggest guest I'd had at the time. So pilot Luana from 25 to 120,000 was a big jump. And so I messaged her. She's like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come on your podcast, but just so you know, I'm not actually in the city. And I was like, oh shit, you're not. That's right. You're in Vancouver. Um, but she's like, I can do remote. And so we recorded a remote podcast. Then I was like, I've already done one with, with a little bit of mom sense. Like I should, let's do one with, with pilot Luana, with Luana Torres. And the audio quality there was not as great. 
And yeah, and that, that kind of scared me away from doing remote interviews for a little while. Um, but yeah, that was it's still cool. She was like the biggest person I got the chance to talk to. And she was so nice. And yeah, I just remember the audio quality. I was stressing about that one. But the quick story before we get to episode 18 was when I was going through the Ottawa location, I find a lot of people who would be like traveling through the city for a couple of days, which is why I try to message them right away. And I'm not going to say the name of this person, but they're a person within Drake's entourage. And Drake has referenced this specific person in a song of his. And this guy, so I reached out to him because I was like, oh, this guy's like, this guy knows Drake. Let me reach out to him because it'd be cool to get him on the podcast telling some Drake stories and stuff. And so I reach out to this guy and he goes, oh yeah, I'll do your podcast, but it's going to cost you a thousand dollars. I'll do the interview for a grand. And I was like, hmm, no, maybe not. I've never told that story publicly before. I'm not going to say who it was. Um, I don't know how much, I don't know if it within Drake's entourage is accurate, um, but it's someone that Drake has referenced in a song before. I, told me he'd do an interview for a thousand dollars and i was like sorry man i'm still so new at this like i'm not making money like i i can't afford to pay you a grand to come on my podcast but episode 18 was the smallest guest i'd taken to that point his name was jake bryson it's actually my girlfriend's cousin and jake reached out to me and asked me if i'd be willing to have him on the podcast and i debated it for a little while because at that time my podcast was about teaching people how to grow it wasn't necessarily as much like the stories was a part of it, but I tried to focus more so on growth and how to grow and tips and tricks and all that. And Jake only had 1200 followers and I'd kind of set the threshold at 10 K. I wanted you to have 10,000 followers. So I don't want to talk to someone that's never grown about how to grow. Like then we're just kind of speculating. We're not talking about what you've actually done to grow. And so I thought about having Jake on the podcast for a while. I went back and forth. I debated. And eventually I was like, you know what? Like I've only done 17 episodes. This will be a good one to practice for me to kind of get out of my comfort zone with the interviewing. So I decided to do the podcast with Jake and I enjoyed it and actually got a really good response. It was doing a lot better than a lot of the content. Like I was doing was one of my better episodes for a little while early on. And I was like, why is that? Like he only has 1200 followers. I've had people with 20,000, 25,000, like what's going on here. And kind of my insight there was at least my takeaway at the time was that because Jake's never done anything like this before, all of his friends are going to be interested. And they're gonna be like, what? Jake's on a podcast. Like, let me check that out versus other people who have built up an audience, but they're so used to them putting out content that them doing an interview is nothing new. But Jake did a podcast interview and that was new for him and his friends were like, what is this? They checked it out. So it actually did really well at the time for my podcast. And I'm glad I did that. And ultimately like to this, to now, like I don't focus as much on the following count of someone. I'm more so looking for people that are doing interesting things on social media. And I like to tell their story and I don't get as much as caught up in those numbers as I once did. But moving on to episode number 19, Corey Sauvé. This was a fun one for me. This was the owner of Flapjacks, which is a restaurant in Ottawa, popular pancake place. And he also at the time had just opened a brand new restaurant called Pudgy Boys, which has since actually gone to a remote only kitchen. But I remember him and I, we tried to like set it up for a multiple times where we were going back and forth. And like Flapjacks had like 15,000 followers in the city at the time. And I remember like we went back and forth and he's like, well, would you record in Flapjacks? And I was like, mm, I don't really want that background noise. Um, so if possible, no. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no worries, man. Like, let's, we'll just do it. We'll just do it at your apartment, whatever. But I just can't right now. Then like, we'll have to set it, set it up for later. And so I remember I left work early. There's a couple times where I would just leave work because I had to do these podcasts. And so I left work at like 1.30 in the afternoon. And probably, yeah, so I just left work early. And I went home. I remember being on my way home, kind of setting up the podcast. And this was the first podcast with the new blue Yetis. Like this is once I, I made the upgrade. And I remember him texting me being like, I'm like, hey, you still good for today? And he'd be like, oh, I totally forgot. Can you come to Pudgy Boys and we'll record here? And I was like, 
sure. Like at that point, it's like, I just want to get this podcast done. Like I want to interview this guy. I get this guy. I'm ready. And so I go to Pudgy Boys. And lucky for me, Pudgy Boys was like two and a half, three blocks away, if that, at the time. So it wasn't far for me to trek. I remember I got my shoes pretty wet on the walk there. So it was kind of uncomfortable during the podcast. But that's my own fault for not wearing boots. I'm a big shoe guy, even in the winter. But um, so I remember getting there and the Blue Yetis, because they're USB mics, I just assume they're a plug and play. And they are plug and play for one USB mic. But the second I plugged in two, it couldn't distinguish between the two audios. It only read one. And I was like, that's not good. <laughs> I need both of these to work. And I was like panicked and I was trying to figure it out and I couldn't figure it out. So eventually what I ended up doing is luckily with the Blue Yeti, they have a multi-directional recording. So I ended up putting it on to record from, um, I think it was 360 degrees, which is a mistake. I should have just done it an interview style, but I put it on 360 degrees and we recorded this interview right next to the kitchen. And so the podcast itself is good. Like I love the content and like what Corey says. And it was awesome to get to talk to a young entrepreneur in the city, but like the audio is so bad because the kitchen, the fans are going, there's people ordering, but it was cool that I, but like despite that, it was still such a cool experience for me to do this. Like it was like a live podcast. His business was open. This was in the middle of the afternoon. They're serving customers. They're a new restaurant. So they've got a pretty good amount of interest. And yeah, so we're just in this restaurant and recording. I remember someone came up to me after me like, Hey, what are you guys doing here? Like, what is this? And I told him, I was like, it's my podcast. Like, this is what I do. This is the name of my podcast. And he's like, Oh, that's really cool. And I just got to talking with someone who came up to me after we recorded this podcast in person. So even though the audio didn't turn out to be a plus super crispy, it was still a cool experience for me to get the chance to just do that live on location. And it was kind of nerve wracking at first, but lucky and luckily enough for me, I sat with my back to the entire restaurant. We sat at the farthest table to the back and I sat with my back to the back. And or to the rest of the restaurant and he faced the rest of the restaurant. So that probably made it a little bit easier for me. And one other story with Corey, he told a story how a uh, Kirill, the slut whisperer, who's got a ton of followers on Instagram was in Ottawa and he gave him a pan, which, which is a, uh, it's a pancake sandwich that they make at pudgy boys. So he gave one to Kirill and Kirill reposted my, cause I posted it on Instagram of the, him talking about how he gave Kirill the sandwich and Kirill repo- reposted it to his Instagram and I think that is still my most viewed video on Instagram to this day is that one that Kirill reposted. I think it has over a thousand views on Instagram, which I'm pretty sure is my most ever. And it's because of that one story with, with Corey. Episode 20 was with Elisa Curry Lowitz. And I mentioned her earlier back all the way back with episode number two. And Elisa was, was my 20th guest, which was a super cool milestone for me at the time. And it was a lot of fun. And I keep saying it was a lot of fun or they were super nice. Like those are going to be my, like my defaults here, but I'm sorry. I just had to get a drink of water, but Elisa, it was a lot of fun. Like and I knew Elisa beforehand. So it was cool to get the chance to dive into her story and kind of talk to her about everything. And she couldn't have been nicer. And I remember this, this was at the time where I was posting, um, like I would, I would do, I would take a photo of my guests with a mic before the interviews and post them at the time. And remember she's one of my most she was like one of my most like photos on instagram in 2018 or this might have been 2019 at that point one of my most liked photos was me taking a photo of elisa sitting across the table for me and yeah it was just like i said it was really cool to get the chance to kind of dive into her story and like her and i've still talked to this day like we worked together to some capacity and yeah it was just that was super fun it was cool like to get the chance because i already knew her but i didn't know that much about her and she was awesome it was great it was such a good one number 21 this was a big one for me Number 21 was with Joey Kidney and Joey is a YouTuber from Ottawa. He has 700,000 subscribers at the time, more than that now. And the intent with the podcast originally is I wanted it to be like a YouTube focused podcast. I wanted to talk to YouTubers and 
but I was small at the time. So it's like, how do you get someone with that many followers to come on the podcast? And so Joey, Joey was the first big YouTuber that I had on the show. And like some of like the original, like, oh, I'd love to have this person on the podcast. Like Joey is one of them was when I was like, just thinking like in my city, like obviously Joey, I wanted Elle Mills really badly at the time. I'd love to have her on the podcast still. I think she'd be fascinating to sit down and talk to, but Joey was the first big YouTuber that I had. And I've told the story before, but how Joey ended up coming on the podcast is because I didn't want to ask Joey yet. I felt like I wasn't, not that I wasn't ready. I felt like I hadn't earned it yet. I've still interviewed all these people with like 10,000, 20,000 followers. Why is Joey going to come on my small podcast? He's got so many followers. And even though him and I knew each other at the time too, it's not like he was a stranger. Like with my work, when I worked at the football team before, we did some influencer marketing stuff. And so I knew Joey. I'd hooked Joey up with tickets. I'd gotten like set him up for multiple games. Like I was, I was like when Joey needed tickets, Joey emailed me and I would set Joey up. And so I, like, I had Joey's phone number and everything, but I didn't want to take advantage of that. I didn't want, I have Joey Kidney's phone number. Let me just text him right now and get him to come on the podcast was never a thought for me because I didn't want to cross that line. I tried to make sure the line between my work my job at the time and my podcast was very distinct. I didn't want the two to ever start to blend. So I didn't want to text Joey because I got his number from work. I didn't want to do that. So I never actually reached out to Joey for a while. And then I remember he went on and I've said this before. He liked my photo on my personal Instagram account. And then he went and liked a photo on the podcast Instagram within like 30 seconds. And I looked at that and I was like, that's not a, That's not an accident. That's not a coincidence. And so I messaged him right away. And I was like, hey, Joey, I appreciate the like on my posts. Like, if you'd like to come on the podcast, I'd love to have you. And he's like, man, I've been waiting for you to ask me. Like, I've seen you interview a bunch of my friends. I've just been waiting for the call. And I was like, amazing. So Joey came on. And I remember episode 21, he looked at the sign because I have the light box there with the number on it. And he goes, 21, no way. That's my favorite number. And I was like, no way. And I just love how shit like that works out sometimes. And it was so much fun. Like, and it was my first big, like, big YouTuber that I got the chance to talk to. And I got some good stuff on him. I remember he complimented my podcast voice. And that was the first time I can remember someone complimenting my podcast voice. And I knew I'd start to have one kind of develop. And I remember I start talking, I do my intro and he looks at me, he goes, I like your podcast voice. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I have a podcast voice. That's awesome. And um, yeah, so he liked my podcast voice. And then I started to get, especially like in the upcoming New York trips, I got that a lot as people liked my voice. And that's been a consistent thing to this day, which is something I didn't even realize. Like, I don't, I didn't realize I had a good voice for podcasting, especially starting. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't even think I had my voice in the first couple episodes. It took some time to find it. Um, and how I do it is I speak out of like the back of like the top of my throat instead of within my mouth. Like this is my regular voice talking out of my mouth. No, I can't even do it. I, sometimes it's hard for me to switch back and forth. And like, I'll have my podcast voice for a little while after recording. But I remember Joey complimenting my podcast voice. And that meant a lot to me. And I remember him looking at my notes after I finished my interview and him being like, I see what you have here to start with. And I'm scared because I got something that he probably hadn't talked about in years. I talked about an app called Gift Boom where he got his start. And yeah, and that was just, I was, that was a really good interview for me. I think we went to a lot of good places. We covered a lot of things. I was happy we covered. It was a long interview and I was stoked that he was willing to do it for so long. And yeah, that one, that one just stands out as a big one for me. That was one where I, I got the chance to interview a big YouTuber at the time. And I, to me at the time felt like I'd proved that I'm able to handle that situation well. And I mean, I'm sure it was made easier because I already knew Joey. Joey was just great to work with in the podcast, like he just couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have made it, couldn't have made me any more relaxed when we recorded. And I was, yeah, that was just a really important podcast for me in the, over the, and early on with the show. And now we're getting into New York city, ladies and gentlemen. So I made a promise to myself that, so actually where this promise came from is I made it up on the spot. 
And Andy Cranach, who works for Gary Vaynerchuk, tweeted out, hey, Twitter, ask me anything. Like, I have some time, ask me anything. And I was like, hey, like, I just started this podcast. If, like, and I made a promise to myself that after 15 episodes, I'd fly to New York City. Because at the time, I think I had, like, 10 episodes done. And I'd fly to New York City to record episodes. And that wasn't actually really true at the time. I don't know if I thought about it beforehand, but in that moment, because I still wasn't really comfortable doing the, the remote ones after I got scared off from episode 17 where Skype just really failed me. And so I was like, yeah, once I hit 15 episodes, no, oh, no, wait, no, I hadn't even gotten to that point. Yet, so I still wasn't, I hadn't even recorded remote at the time I would have said this tweet. And I was like, hey, like I told myself once I passed 15 episodes, I'd fly to New York City. And Andy said, dude, that's dope. Episode 16 sounds amazing. So I emailed him and went back and forth and ultimately never ended up working out with Andy. We were never able to find a time that worked. Like he had some stuff come up and it just didn't work out from a, rec- from a, from a recording standpoint. So unfortunately, I never even got the chance to interview Andy. But Andy Cranach is the reason that this New York trip happened. Is, and I'm trying to think about even if that was actually a thought in my brain to travel and do a trip for the podcast or if I just kind of made that up on the spot when I asked Andy. But ultimately, never ended up happening. And so I was like, okay. But so I had the one guest being Andy Cranach. And I was like, I can't just fly to New York just for interview one person. And that's when I kind of talked to Hayden about the idea and Hayden agreed to come on and come to, on the trip with me. And I remember messaging Parvis Dov, who at the time, like I was big into Casey Neistat and Dan Mace, like I, I, Sarah DJ, I was, those were like, I loved watching those people on YouTube at that time. And Parvis had worked with all of them. And I was like, hey, well, let me interview this Parvis guy. Like he seems cool. He's talented. He's worked with these big creators. So I messaged Parvis on Instagram. He gets back to me pretty quickly and says he's loved to. And I'm like, hey, we got two people. This trip is happening. And then Hayden and I just started messaging people like crazy trying to get everyone and everyone we could. And that's what leads led to these next 10 episodes. And we flew to New York city, spent six days there. We were up and down the Island of Manhattan all day for six days. We worked our asses off, but it was a trip of a lifetime. And we're going to get into those 10 episodes now. And the first one being the first episode was Parvis Dov, episode number 22. And I remember he was the first one. He came out to our Airbnb in New Jersey. And I was flustered as hell at that point in time. Cause this was not a nice Airbnb. And like we get there and like this is my first time traveling alone for the most actually my girlfriend and I took a trip to Vancouver. It was my first time out of Canada alone, like without a parent. <laughs> it was 21 at 21 at the time. And yeah, it was 21. It was my first time out of the country by myself. But I mean, I had Hayden, but yeah, you got what I'm saying. And we get there and like our Uber driver drops us off and goes, man, it looks like you guys are in the hood here. And I was like, fuck, don't tell me that. And so I'm like worried that we're not in a great area. We clearly look like we're tourists. And I'm like, this is, I was fine. I was just panicked because I was already stressed about being out of the country, but whatever worked out fine. But we get into the Airbnb and it's like, and there was like blood on my sheets. I'm not even kidding. There was a couple blood stains on my sheets. There was a big yellow stain on the sheets as well. And I was like, yeah, this isn't cool. So I like send photos to Airbnb and I'm like, what do I like? Look at this. What do I do? And basically at the time they told me that like we, you can talk to your host about getting a refund, but then you're on your own. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I didn't, my first Airbnb experience was not 10 out of 10. I will say that. Um, but either way, part of it ended up showing up. I'm still flustered. We sit down, we have a great conversation before and after the podcast, the podcast was a lot of fun. And I was like, okay, we're here. We got one down tomorrow. We're interviewing Buster share. Like, let's see how that goes. And Parviz actually back before we move on Parviz. I remember he showed up and I remember when I opened the door, I saw his vlog camera in his hand and I was like, holy shit, he's vlogging right now. Like this is awesome. Turns out, yes, we were in fact in the vlog and man, 
that was just so high. I remember he posted it. I got so hyped and I'm like, yo, that's us. We're in the vlog. Like, let's go. Like, he, it was so cool. And yeah, I just remember that. It was such a fun one for me because I was big into vloggers at that point in time. Parbiz was someone who I watched because he worked with all these big people. So I used to watch Parbiz's vlogs all the time. I still do every once in a while. And yeah, I remember just being in the vlog was so cool for me. And then episode number 23 was with Buster Share. This is one of my favorite podcasts that I have ever recorded. I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite, but this one stands out. Buster invited us to his building where he lived, which was crazy because we booked this Airbnb with the intent. Like no one's really going to want to invite us into their place. Like we should, we, that's why we booked the Airbnb. And Buster was like, no man, like come through, come to my apartment. And I was like, shit. Okay. And like, he took us into this building. It's like the nicest apartment building I've been in ever. And yeah, he takes it in this like common area, which is like has these massive pillars and it's lots of good lighting. And we recorded the podcast and it just went, it was so good. And I just like, I just loved the podcast itself. Like, and just talking to Buster and Buster. And then after the fact was like, yo, do you guys want to come check out the roof? And we were like, yeah, hell yeah. And so we go up to the roof and just the timing worked out that it was sunset over Manhattan and the sun is setting over Manhattan and we're like 43, 44 stories up. And we're just looking out over Manhattan. And I'd like, again, and I was like, holy, this is incredible. And Hayden, and I have talked about that. If the trip had ended there, if every single person had canceled on us, if we had to fly home for some reason the next morning, the trip would have been a success after that. After we got like, that was just such an incredible experience. The podcast was great. We like we would have been fine and content with the result of that trip after after we recorded two episodes. The Parvis one was great. And then once he had the Buster one and the experience of just going to the rooftop and talking to him, like we everything. I basically at that point we were playing with the house's money because we were like, this this trip is good. Like we have accomplished what we set out to accomplish. We have an incredible we have two great podcasts. Buster one, like I said, is one of my favorite ones I've ever recorded even to this day. And then we had the experience of going to the roof and just kind of hanging out with the, him and Buster's videographer at the time. Like we were good. And so we were just playing with the house's money at that point. So that Buster podcast really reassured me on that New York trip. And I just loved the interview itself and just some of the answers Buster said. And him and I have actually talked about it since and him saying how he'd answer those questions differently. And I love that now that like you can look back and like Buster will never give those answers anymore. But we have them document on the podcast. And it was just so much fun for me to record, record that one with Buster. Episode 24 with Jay Feldman. So I think I believe day one we recorded with Parviz. Day two was just Buster. And then we really started to ratchet up. I think we recorded three podcasts a day three. Episode 24, Jay Feldman. That's another one where he invited us into his apartment and we recorded upstairs in his place. And that one was just cool. We had a good chat with him and we met his roommate and this guy named Tommy. Uh, what's Tom's last name? Tommy Warchest. Hold on. Give me a second. We met his roommate. His Instagram is real tommy bahama and his tom worcester on it is his full name he's the founder of it's a it's the lunchbox and either way we had a great chat with with jay and his roommates after the fact and kind of diving more into their business and stuff but the podcast with jay was really cool that was one of the i can remember we sat at a desk on the same side of the desk and i hadn't really done that before with the podcast as far as I can remember, that was the first one where we sat on the same side of the table. So it was like a different perspective. And I remember Jay asking me to send him the full podcast video because he wanted to make extra content with it of his own. And I was like, that's insane. Like I'll create content and I send it to people. And sometimes like people will post it. Sometimes I won't. I have no expectations of anyone doing anything with the content, but Jay wanted it to post for himself. And I was like, that's awesome. Of course. I remember sending it to Jay and Jay, well, yeah, him and I, we've talked since we've jumped on a couple calls. Like that was a cool one. And he had an incredible view in his apartment too, just for the record. Like I remember looking out the window, like we're sitting 
at this desk and I'm like on, I'm on the right, Jay's on the left. And to my right is the window. And I can remember after recording, just looking out that window and being like, man, this city is awesome. Like, I love New York like that. This is just, so, it was such a sick view. And that was such a fun podcast. And that was when we had to be up pretty early to get there for that one. I think we recorded like 10 or 11 in the morning. And then from there, we walked from Jay's to Alana Wiles, who's uh, mommy shorts on Instagram. And she's got a very popular blog. And I remember like, we were like, yeah, it's pretty close. Like, we'll just walk. It was definitely a lot further than we anticipated. But yeah, we went down, we recorded with mommy shorts and she was, that's another one of my favorite podcasts. And it was just cool. Like we got to go up into her, again, another person invited us into her home. She invited us into her apartment. We had to make sure we framed it in certain ways because she'd been working on like a read, like they've been, um, what's the word I came renovating. There we go. Renovating her apartment. And she hadn't like released the, like her fans knew she was, but she hadn't showed much of it yet. So we had to be very careful with where we, where we framed the podcast. And yeah. And I remember her saying like, she didn't get the chance to talk about a lot of this stuff, like being a mommy blogger, people don't really come up and talk to her about her life in advertising or how she grew her blog and just her, her digital marketing savvy. And like, so her, she was excited to talk about all this stuff and no one does. And people don't often talk to her about it. And it was just awesome. And like, she was so nice. Like, I love that one. That one is still to this day. It's not the most viewed if you factor in YouTube, but just podcast specific mommy shorts is still my most downloaded podcast to this day. And I remember she, she posted. And the reason that is, is she posted like a paragraph, two, three paragraphs on Instagram about the podcast. Like she posted a photo. We took a great photo, her and I, um, we just took a photo on her couch and she posted on her Instagram with like a paragraph about these guys from Canada came down to interview her and she doesn't get to talk about this stuff very often. And it was just one of the nicest. It was so, I remember reading it and I was like, this is so, this is amazing. And her fans read it and her fans came through and they down and they download the podcast like crazy. And to this day, it's one of my most, it's the most downloaded podcast in my social life history at the time of recording this. And yeah, it was just awesome. Like it was just, I just remember that it was so cool. I remember I wore my, I was wearing a white shirt with a gray cardigan and I was like, is this cardigan? Okay. Is this a bit of a statement? Like, and if, like, I just, I don't even know what I mean by statement. Like I just never, I just, it was my new cardigan. So I was like, are people going to like it or not? And I don't either way. That was what I was. That's what I was worried about. But I remember doing that one. And again, another one where I was just reassured that like, this is what I, this is good. Like, this is fun for me. I like doing this. And yeah, the mommy shorts podcast was one of my favorites. My most downloaded. It was awesome. And then from there, I remember after, after 25, we had time to kill. And so I believe it was between episode 25 and 26. We went down Broadway all the way down. We walked, I think we took a subway. We walked hella far and we went to three, six, eight Casey and I stats company at 368 broadway took some photos there and then we boogied back over took the train middle of rush hour carrying podcast gear remember that i have like on my back i have like my mics i have my light box my laptop my charger all that stuff and then i had a gym bag that had my camera in it like it was in a camera bag within a gym bag with the tripod that i was able to fit in there and so i was like carrying that all over new york city hayden was helping me carry it because it was it wasn't heavy, but over time, obviously like it gets heavier. And so I remember doing that. We were walking all over New York and yeah, middle of rush hour, took the train, took the subway over to back over to Vayner media. And I remember sitting across the street, we found a coffee shop because we were going to record with Caleb Ralston. And I can remember sitting in this coffee shop and I recorded a video on my phone. And I posted it uh, on new year's Eve this year. Of me just being like, we're sitting across Vayner media right now. And we're about to go upstairs. That's insane. 
Like I never would have expected to go up to Vayner. And like the whole trip started with me reaching out to Andy Cranach and I didn't expect him to invite me to Vayner. I did. I thought I never thought that would happen. I was expecting him to come to the apartment or wherever we had the Airbnb, but Andy ended up working out. Hayden connected with Caleb and Caleb's like, for sure, come through, um, come to Vayner. And I was like, oh, sh- holy shit. And I remember me like before we like Texas guys, I just got Nick's tickets. Can we do this in half an hour? And we we're like, you know what? Let's do it. And just to, and I remember we we got like passes. I still have it somewhere in my apartment. Guest passes for VaynerMedia with like my name on it. It says VaynerMedia on it. And it was just weird because it was like, this is a real place. <laughs> like I watch it on YouTube. I, I listen to Gary's podcast. I hear about VaynerMedia all the time. I see it on Instagram, but it, but it's a real place that people work and like you can go there if you obviously not just a random like and i'm going there which is crazy and then one thing i remember like just to the to the work ethic of the team at vayner caleb uh, he took us to vayner i believe they have 25 and 26 the floors i believe something like that and i remember caleb took us 25 which is like pure wow and everything he's like we he's like yeah guys just pick a boardroom and so we're like okay this one looks nice and we took this one boardroom which first off just letting us pick whatever boardroom we want that's dope but so we picked this boardroom and he's like, how long does it take you to set up? I was like, I don't know, probably like three minutes. He's like, okay, perfect. I'm just going to run upstairs and keep working. I'll come back down. And I was like, holy shit. This dude literally has like 90 seconds, but that's 90 seconds. He did not want to waste just waiting here for us to set up. And yeah, and he went upstairs and literally came back down like two minutes later when we were ready to record. But I was like, that's crazy. Like that is work ethic. That's commitment. Like that was dedication. That was awesome. And then. And I've talked about it many times. I talked about 100 episodes later. One of my favorite moments in the whole podcast is Caleb talking about how he used to work. How he used to watch Gary videos when he was barely making it. And then how he's making those videos now. And I get like goosebumps when I watch that clip. I love that clip. I've talked about it. Every time I reflect on the journey of the podcast, I always mention that one. And yeah, that was that was another really fun podcast. It was a challenge because I only had that 30 minute window to try and get it done. And so I had to skip over some things. But it was still, it was cool. I, I just, I loved that podcast. Caleb's like the best too. He's one of the nicest people. And then after that, so that was, that one, after that, we went back to the Airbnb. Episode 27 was the Blue Hamel. And he's like a fashion designer or a creative. He worked for a marketing agency. And we recorded with him at eight in the morning at this agency he worked at. And so we were staying over in Jersey in Union City. Is that right? I don't know if that's right. Anyways, we we're staying over in Jersey. And we had to make it from Jersey. We were standing like across from Hudson Yards. And we had to make it from Jersey, across from Hudson Yards, down to the financial district for eight o'clock in the morning. And we pulled it off. <laughs> we did. We, we got up at like six in the morning. We, we did the commute in. Uh, we went over to Hudson Yards, grabbed a subway and went down and walked over, walked past the Wall Street Bull. And we recorded this podcast. And, and we're in this like crazy building. I remember there was like TVs on the walls, like water, uh, waterfalls running over the TVs. And I was like, where the hell are we? And anyways, we go up to this nice place. We go to this like back room with, with blue and we record the podcast and it was just cool, man. Like he's from like the other side of the world, New Zealand. And here he is in New York. We're from Canada. We're in New York. Like the internet's so crazy. And here I am talking to this guy and we took some, we took some photos and this is like patented. Like he has this like pose he does and he did it in the photos. And I was like, man, I've seen this guy do this pose on Instagram before. And here he is next to me doing it again. He's from New Zealand. I'm from Canada. I'm from Ottawa. Here we are in New York city recording this. Like it's just crazy. And that was cool. And then he recommended this dope breakfast spot. He was going to actually come with us, but something came up and he couldn't, but recommended this good breakfast spot that Hayden and I went to after the podcast. And then from there, 
worked our way back. I just got to grab a drink. This is crazy. Worked our way back from there. Went back to Jersey where we met Blaze French. He was energy, man. Like that was such a good dude. He came over to the apartment, to the Airbnb. We met him there. We just, the energy of that whole time was awesome. I can remember that. Like him just from the moment he got there to the moment we recorded, like during the recording, like he was just, he had, there's this energy when he came in the room and he hooked Hayden and I up with, with uh, body armor merch. He gave us body armor hats. He gave us body armor shirts, which I was actually wearing my body armor shirt yesterday. It's honestly one of the comfiest shirts that I own today. And I wear it all the time. I love it. And yeah, he hooked us up. He gave my girlfriend a shirt, even though she wasn't there. Like he just literally ran to his car, popped his trunk, grabbed it. It was raining. And I remember he like ran out of the Airbnb to go to get this stuff for us. And yeah, recorded a great podcast with him. And like uh, him and I, like him and I, I chat with him every once in a while. And like, he's just a supportive dude. And like I said, his energy, just there's this energy with Blaze that I love from the moment he got there to the moment he left. Like it was such a good podcast to record. So shout out to Blaze. He's doing some big things. And then episode number 29 was with Geraldine's closet. Geraldine was amazing. She was great. She was just real. Geraldine was just real when we record with her. Like you knew there was no bullshit with her. And I loved that. And I remember she actually had something come up with her with, I think it was with her kids or something. And she was like, she wasn't able to record. And we were like making our way there. We were on the subway and she was like, I can't do it. And so we jumped off the subway and we were just were like, okay, well, shit. So we went and grabbed like bagels at this random spot. I don't even know where in New York City we were. I could never get back there. We just jumped off at the next stop to just like plan and figure out what the rest of our day was going to look like. And then she's like, can you guys reschedule? And we were like, we actually leave tomorrow. We're, we're flying back to Canada tomorrow. And she was like, okay, well, I actually really want to do this. So she made like, I think she was watching her kids and like last minute found a friend or something to come watch her kids or like something happened where she pulled some strings to make this happen. So shout out to Geraldine. And yeah, so she pulled all these strings to make sure the podcast would happen. And then we go, so then we get back on the train. We try and we got to make sure we're not late. We get to her shop. We literally shoot it in the shop. Shops open. People are coming in. People can shop in her in her store at Geraldine's Closet. And we took these two chairs. And I know the, what I can remember from that one is the framing. Like the way Hayden set up the camera for that one was awesome. Like this is one of my my favorite angles. And this is my favorite like framing ever done for the podcast is that video with Geraldine. And like I said, she was just raw and real. And there was no bullshit there. And I absolutely loved it. She was so much fun to talk to. And it was awesome. We took some photos and she was stoked. Like she posted photos on her Instagram and we posted photos on our Instagram and like her and she had like one of her, some that worked for her. They had like a ring light. So we took a photo with this ring light and Hayden and I were looking at it after like, man, the lighting on this is so clean. Like it was just awesome. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the word I'm going to say this whole time. This journey has been incredible. And yeah, episode 29 with Geraldine was, was so much fun. And I remember it was like, not like it wasn't sketchy, but it wasn't downtown manhattan anymore and hey and i get off the train we're like oh shit like we're not downtown anymore like but it was fun i was so much fun like yeah just inner shop literally like people would were able to come in like we did in the middle of the afternoon during work hours so also like shout out to her for letting us do that in the middle of the day while her store is open like that was cool then episode 30 this is a very special one to me this was with brandon hatcher and Brandon worked for Vayner Talent at the time. So with Brandon, he we went back to Vayner for the second time. I didn't even think we were gonna be there once, we went there twice. Brandon, we get there, nicest dude in the world, and uh, took us around the office, gave us a solid 45-minute tour of Vayner. We went all the way around and we were like, this is crazy. Like I remember just looking at looking at Gary's office, being like, 
that's real. Like it's right there. Gary wasn't there. Um, I will say that Gary wasn't there, but still we just got this tour. And I'm like, I've seen all this, like this angle of the looking over the office from Gary's office. Like I just, I was outside Gary's office because people in there. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is awesome. And then no expectation after that, we record the podcast like an hour and 45 minutes. And then after the podcast, we probably talked for like an hour and a half. Like it was just good vibes with him. And like, we got, we got deep, we got deep. I remember that we had some really powerful conversations on the podcast, but also off the podcast. We had a lot of good, really just, yeah, like I said, deep, powerful conversations. And Brandon was so nice. And once we're done, he goes, you guys want to go to Gary's office? Cause by the time we were finished, like we got there at like six 45 minute tour plus a 40 hour and 45 minute podcast for two and a half hours plus an hour and a half conversation after we're there for four hours. It's like 10 PM by the time we finished. And he's like, you guys want to go to Gary's office? And we were like, no way. Really? He's like, of course. So we go there, we get to the door, puts his hand on the handle. And he's like, you guys think it's locked? We're like, I don't know. And he just cranks it. It opens and the door swings open and we go in there. We get photos. Brandon takes our photo of Hayden and I, we take photos individually. It was just so sweet. Like what a, what a night. That's just one of my, that's one of my favorite memories. One of my best memories was that night with Brandon and Hayden in VaynerMedia recording a podcast, which is another great podcast, which also I forgot. I realized somehow I forgot to post it on YouTube. I think there's a couple full podcasts. I haven't uploaded to YouTube yet, but We'll get there. We'll be, I'll clean up my YouTube eventually here. It's starting to do some good things. We're almost at a thousand subscribers on YouTube, which is huge. I heard your thousand subs is the hardest to get. So we're going to keep grinding on YouTube as well. But so I recently re-uploaded Brandon's episode to YouTube, the full video. It's up there. If you want to check it out, the podcast is still there. Hour and a 45 minutes or something like that. It's a, it's a good one. Like I said, some deep conversations. I think you'll really like it. Then episode number 31. Episode 31 was with Lindsay Metzlar. She's the host of We Met at Acme, which is a very popular, very successful dating podcast, relationship life podcast. And how that actually happened is was we reached out to Matt Higgins, who's on Shark Tank. He's one of Gary's business partners. They do business together. And Matt had originally said yes to the podcast, or he said potentially something like that. So we were we had like we got Matt Higgins. This is crazy. And then eventually he go, they go, we don't actually think this is like right for Matt. Not because of size or anything like that. They didn't think we were too small. They just think that the angle we were because we were very coming i was coming at it very much from a social media angle and they were like we don't think this is for matt however we don't want to leave you hanging we want to introduce you to someone else for your podcast if you're open to that let us know we'll make the introduction and we we're like of course like again no expectations of anybody coming on the podcast anyone is able to cancel anyone is able to change their mind at any point in time i'm not going to be offended i was not upset when matt higgins team ultimately decided that this podcast was for him I get it. <laughs> like it's it's cool. I had no expectations of anything, but the fact that they were willing to to introduce us to someone, we we're like, of course. So they introduced us to Lindsay Metzlar, and Lindsay was was great. We recorded, so she records her podcast out of her apartment. So she invites us to her apartment, and yeah, so we get there and we go up. We record the podcast. I'm sitting on the we're like sitting on the couches where she records her podcast, which I thought was super cool. And I remember being stressed going into that podcast because I was like we have a flight to catch. Like we can't miss this flight. Like we gotta, we gotta get in there, get the recording and go out. And Hayden was like, man, you just got to chill, <laughs> which is in hindsight was right. Um, but yeah, so I'm a little bit stressed, but we record the podcast it, just in her, again, another person who's willing to invite us into her apartment. We recorded in there a good, a really good podcast. That was one where I asked her about 
um, a Twitter account. I think she ran in college. She was like, how did you figure that out? And I was just like, and I told her, I think after that point where she's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I do remember where you found that. I think that's the point where I stopped telling people where I found my information or I tried to stop telling people. Um, Cause as soon as I told her where I got this, like this little nugget, she was like, oh, I understand. I can't really get that. But if you don't tell people where you find those things, then they're like, it just adds to the effect. Anyways, yeah, this is just a fun podcast with her. I'm pretty sure she had a podcast like immediately after. Like, I'm pretty sure her podcast guest showed up to her apartment like as we were wrapping up. Um, but yeah, that was just a really cool one. It was a lot of fun chatting with Lindsay. I've messaged her. We've messaged a little bit since then. She's also shouted out the podcast and people ask her for interviews. So she's a real one. She's like I said, she's dope. I like her podcast. I listen to it. I think if you're if you're looking for a dating podcast, that's like really like I don't know if grounded is the right word, but it's real. She gives real advice. And I think it's good. I think you should check it out. Lindsay Metzler, We Met at Acme is her podcast. And then after, actually after that podcast, we haul ass, we get to the airport, our flight gets canceled. <laughs> so I was so stressed about missing our flight because we're recording this podcast. I'm glad we recorded it. I wouldn't change anything. But our flight ended up being canceled and we had to stay an extra night in Jersey and flew out like in the middle of the day the next day. And I remember being on that flight home, jumping ahead a little bit, but I remember being on that flight home. Actually, we'll come back to that flight. Remember that delayed flight? Just put a pin in that. I remember that episode number 32 was with hungry blonde Gracie Gordon. And she was actually someone we were supposed to record with in New York. And it just didn't end up working. And the reason the catalyst for me now doing remote interviews was when they started and I started to do them more often was once I got back from New York, because there was people I'd messaged when I was going to New York that didn't end up working out for whatever reason that still really wanted to be on the podcast. And I didn't want to say, no, you were not in person anymore. So because there was a list of people that were down to come on the podcast that just didn't end up working out in New York, I made the decision when we were in New York, when I'd get home, like I'm going to do these episodes remote. And so that's where ultimately like the remote interviews really kicked off. And the first one, when we came back was Gracie Gordon. She was episode number 32. She was someone we were supposed to interview in New York. Didn't end up happening, but that was just a ton of fun. Like I remember the day I just remember feeling good after recording that podcast with Gracie and she's been, she's nice. Like I messaged her a couple times since then. And yeah, I just remember that that episode was really the catalyst for why I do remote interviews now, because she really wanted to do the podcast still. And I was like, let's make it happen. Even though it's not going to work out. We were in New York. Like, so because of Gracie's where I first was like, you know what, we're just going to do these remote interviews. We're going to stick with them because episode 33 was the guy named Tim Hyde. That was another remote interview. I filmed three remote interviews back to back to back when I got back home after New York City. And Tim Hyde was my first one outside of the continent. Tim lived in England. And I remember Tim followed me, I think. And I had never, I didn't know who Tim was, but I quickly realized that he knows a lot of people that I know. Um, he was involved with True Fan at the time, who's now sponsoring this podcast. A shout out to True Fan. We spoke on True Fan a little bit in episode 33. And I remember, again, I still, even though like the, again, the quality of the interview with Tim, the interview quality and Tim's answers are great. The audio quality because of Skype again, wasn't that great. And I had to figure it out. And I did end up figuring out shortly after that, but we just had some connection issues. So the quality of the audio is not where I want it to be for that podcast. And I just, and it always bums me out, especially when it's a podcast, like the one I did record with Tim where it was good. It was so, I just loved it, but the quality is not quite where I want it to be. But I still put it out. I was like, I was, there's never been an interview where I've recorded and the quality has been so bad. I haven't put it out. And yeah, with Tim, I was just, 
I, w- I just wanted to make sure that it was just so much fun. It was cool. It was my first podcast, but like I said where I'm recording with someone where they're in another country or not even another country in another continent. He was in England and yeah, it was just a cool, a cool podcast for me and shout out to Tim. Tim and I still chat every once in a while. He's a good dude and might even, who knows? He's, he's doing some big things. And I just want to shout out that episode. That was, again, my first international intercontinental podcast. And that was a special moment for me. And then 34, where I said put a pin in that flight. I can remember being on the flight back from New York City, writing down and prepping notes for my interview with Jonathan Bell. And that one was cool because like he was he blew up. He had a moment on Twitter where he like exploded, went viral on Twitter. And I ended up finding his Instagram and followed him on Instagram. And I was like, this guy's just cool. Another person where I'm a fan of their work. Let me reach out and see if you come on the podcast. And he was down. And I remember just prepping for it on the way back from New York, um, where I was like writing down questions on the plane. And that was such a cool podcast for me. And Jonathan and I, he even invited me on his podcast now. And I just think he's an inspiring dude, just fully committed to what he wants to do. Like he's made sacrifices and every, all like his decision-making process always maps back to happiness and what will make him happy what he wants his life what he wants his life mission to be he wants to be a creative he wants to be someone that he's just living there he's someone that's chasing their dreams actively constantly and letting every decision map back to that and i think that's rare i think a lot of people they chase their dreams but they let life get in the way and jonathan something i observed during the podcast and i've observed since is he doesn't let life get in the way of his dreams he's making his decisions mapping back to his dream and that's just something i think is so admirable episode 35 this was the second episode of the podcast that i recorded with a family member of my girlfriend and it actually ended up happening because of the first one so my girlfriend's uncle is darren pang and for those of you that don't know darren pang is a retired nhl goalie and a famous nhl broadcaster and so i i mean i was a fan of darren pang growing up as a child and i remember when i found out that her uncle was Darren Pang. It like blew my mind. And so I recorded an episode and I'd met him once before, once or twice before. And I recorded an episode of the podcast with Jake at episode number 18 or yeah, 18. And I remember Jake's mom, I ran into her and she was like, by the way, like Darren saw the podcast you did with Jake. He wanted me to tell you if you ever want him to be on your podcast, like let him know he'd happily do it. And because so Darren was a broadcast, he's a broadcaster for the St. Louis Blues. So he travels with the team. So when the team came to Ottawa, Darren was in town and we were able to set it up. I remember it was the middle of the day. Uh, I had to get up to Canada. I don't have a car. So I started to my coworker, Tyler Rabb, who my coworker at the time drove me out there. And he just was nice enough. We did it in the middle of the day and literally just left work to go to it. And we were able to, we were able to do that one under the guise of the fact that like we're going to, I'm recording a podcast with Darren Pang but Darren Pang played for the Ottawa 67s, which is the hockey team that I worked for at the time. So we're going to, I'm going to record this personal podcast with Darren Pang, but we're going to get some content for 67s after the fact. So I remember Tyler filmed a video of Darren for the 67s, either before or after the podcast. And then I did the podcast with Darren and Tyler again, shout out to him for taking some fire pictures that I still like some, like I don't get a lot of act quote unquote action shots during the podcast. And Tyler got some good, good ones from my, from the podcast with Darren. And I remember Darren's voice is just, he projects it. He's so, he has like a booming voice. And I can remember sitting there and I literally turned his mic down as low as I possibly could. 
and he's talking and I'm looking over my computer while we're recording and his audio is just consistently peaking like and there's nothing I can do because it is as low as it goes and I'm like oh shit like this is not gonna go well but it turned out the audio was turned out a lot cleaner than I thought it was going to and it was cool and like that podcast was one of my more selfish podcasts and what I mean by selfish is that we didn't talk social media the entire time we talked a lot about Darren and his time with the 67s and which, you know what, like doesn't map to the niche of this podcast pretty much at all. I think we talked about social media and athlete social media for like two minutes, three, five, maybe five minutes at the end of the podcast, which I had intended for it to be more of the podcast. But we had him for such a limited time that I was like, you know what, like. Let's talk about these these stories of and this is when I was like, I was with the 67s like. Like that was my life at that point, I worked with them, I was getting ready to travel with them for playoffs and. And yeah, I can just remember I actually posted a, a clinched first place in the in the league graphic, I think, but right before leaving to go record that podcast with Darren. Um, yeah, it was such a fun podcast with him. And so I really get shout out to him for being willing to do that. Like he just he offered. I didn't even ask. He offered himself and couldn't have been nicer. I was such a fun podcast with Darren. And we actually remember we were walking into the hotel because Darren was at a hotel. We went to the hotel he stayed at. And I remember walking in and the Ottawa Senators had just called up like a defensive prospect named Eric Brandstrom. And he was walking into the hotel right behind us. And Tyler was a big Sens fan. So he thought that was kind of cool. And that was just an awesome. That was a, that was a good day. I love that podcast with Darren. Um, yeah, I'm glad. Um, again, big shout out to Tyler Rabb. That podcast would probably not have happened without him being able, willing to just leave work in the middle of the day with me to drive me there and to just sit there for the full hour while Darren and I talked. And yeah, that was a good one. And again, thanks again to Darren for 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 being willing to do that and for suggesting it himself. And then episode 36, episode 36 was with Fahad Al-Hatab, who's a motivational speaker and entrepreneur. And I actually got introduced to Fahad uh, through episode number 13 guest, Jason Estefanis. And Jason, yeah, he recommended Fahad and I met Fahad and I go to this place called the Innovation Center in Ottawa where Fahad's office was. And we get this boardroom and I get it all set up and I sit down and I'm like, how much time do you have? Because I like to be... I like to be generous, like courteous if people don't have a lot of time. Like I want to know. And Fahad goes, I have 20 minutes. And I was like, shit. <laughs> Cause like someone not having a lot of time to do the podcast for me is 45 minutes. And he was, I only have 20 minutes. And I was like, Oh, great. <laughs> and so we're going and we passed 20 and we're at like the 25 minute mark. And I'm like, Hey, we're over time. Like, how are we doing? And he's like, no, you're fine. Just keep going. We ended up getting into about 45 minutes and that one was one like that was an inspiring podcast for me. I remember I left that. And I was like, I'm going to become a public speaker now because Fahad laid out like a step by step process that made sense in my head. I didn't end up doing it, but I just remember like he's a motivational speaker and he's most definitely good at his job because I was just like jacked up and ready to go after that podcast. And that was another one where I was in my city, but I took it on the road. I packed up my gear and I went and record with Fahad and yeah, it was a ton of fun. I loved shooting that podcast. It was a cool spot. I love taking it on the road. It's just to get in different environments and stuff like that. It's always cool. And and I miss doing the in-person podcast. Probably now with COVID and everything, not really doing the in-person podcast as much anymore. Like I do miss miss that environment of going somewhere new and setting up the podcast and recording with someone in their space. But either way, such a fun podcast with Fahad. 37 was with Shanty and Shanty, someone who I'd been following and I was aware of before the podcast. And I can't remember how this one came to be. I probably just slid. I think I just messaged her, just asked her if, I, if she'd come on the podcast and she was a delight. That's the word that comes to mind when I think of Shanty. Like she was just great on the podcast. And I remember she 
She was the first person where I had a conversation around long-term influencer partnerships with the belief that I hold to this day about the effectiveness of long-term partnerships. And this is early 2019 where she's talking about this. So she was ahead of the curve at that point. I hadn't heard too many people mentioning that. And yeah, that's just something that stands out to me from Chansey's. I remember whenever I talk about long-term influencer partnerships, because I talk about it, whether it be with different clients or things like that, or in articles or in podcasts even, I always think of Chansey because Chansey's the first person that was, that was really like, really I had a full on discussion about it and it really clicked for me. It was with that podcast with Shancy. So shout out to her for influencing how I look at influencer. Look at her. She's an influencer. Would you look at that? Uh, but yeah, she made an impact on me when it comes to that. Episode 38 was with digital Jeff. That was a great conversation. And Jeff was one of those people who I was supposed to record with in New York where it didn't end up lining up. We ended up recording over zoom. Um, I met his family on Zoom. I believe I met his son. I met someone from some of his family members on Zoom during the call. Um, yeah, and then I remember digital. It was just a good conversation. But I remember after we stopped recording, we stopped doing the podcast. And mo- normally, I stop recording as soon as the podcast's over, out of respect for the guest. Like once they think them we're dead, like the mics are dead, then I don't want them to, to just secretly record them. But I accidentally, like not intentionally, left them on with Jeff, and we just kept talking. And I remember the conversation after was so good that I remember watching it back when I was editing and I was like, this is so good. So I took the post podcast conversation. I cut it. I clipped it. I removed it from the regular podcast, but I clipped like the 10 minutes and I sent it to Jeff and I was like, I, I did not mean to do this. I recorded those extra 10 minutes. Are you cool if I post it as a bonus podcast? Because I just think it's impactful. And he was like, absolutely go for it. And so I posted it and that was one of my bonus episodes. It's probably the only bonus episode I've done where there's like a third episode from a guest there's always the interview and the takeaways but i think that's the only one where there's a third one and yeah so i up- uploaded that and jeff's just been great and jeff and i have talked since then and i just i'm a fan of jeff's i'm a fan of his now he's the he's the director the co-creator of leaders create leaders with gerard adams and that's a fantastic show i have a lot of admiration for the work he does and it was great to get to talk about about the post podcast conversation some of my favorite and sometimes you're always like man i wish i wish i could have recorded that like that would have been fire and Jeff, I accidentally did it. I genuinely did not mean to do that, but I'm glad I did. I'm, I'm not glad. I'm glad we got it on video or on yeah, on video. It was a Skype call. Episode 39, Consumed by Carlo. That was fun. He's a good, he's just, he's a, he's a good, I just feel like I use the same words to describe everybody, but Carlo was great. I remember he had like something, I remember he wore like sunglasses during the photo because he had like, actually, I'm not going to, I'm not going to reveal him like that. He probably wouldn't be stoked if I said what I was about to say, but um, but no, Carla was fun. Cause it was just like, he was, I think the, the story that I, that sticks out to me from Carlo is him talking about, like, he would like hang up posters and like tourist hotspots in Ottawa with his Instagram handle on it. And I like, I just love those scrappy stories of things people do to get followers on Instagram and what they've done to grow and get to where they are today. Like, I just love those stories. And that was one that stands out to me from Carlo and him and I actually went to an influencer event together, not together, but like we ended up going to the same one and it was good to just see a familiar face. Cause I got invited to an event at Spinco, uh, it's just a spin class, spin studio here in the city. And one, I was, my mind was blown that I got invited to a spin class or like, not a spin class, sorry, to an influencer class or an influencer event. Shit. And I got there and like Carla was there. So it was good to see a familiar face. And like, it was just cool though to do that, to do the, the influencer event. And just for the record, man, Carlo, can fly on those 
on the uh on the bikes i remember like i'd be like i would be going and i'd look at carlo i'm like man this guy's just fucking going like he doesn't stop like he's a beast when it comes to that but shout out to carlo like he was just it was a lot of fun to get chat actually no you know what with carlo what i want to give him a shout out for he recommended one of my favorite if not my favorite breakfast spot in the city i remember just asking him about it after the fact it was like i just need a like what's a good spot and he's like go to jacks j-a-x they have he's like do eggs benny but make sure you ask him to put it on a biscuit instead of, I think you put it on a croissant. Eggs Benny, get it on a biscuit. And yo, that is so good. And Carlo, I remember where we were standing. We were standing in the entryway to my old apartment where he told me that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go try that. And I did. And it's amazing. It is amazing. If you're from Ottawa, I highly recommend Jack's, J-A-X, Eggs Benny. Don't get the croissant. Get it on a biscuit. So good. And Carlo recommended that to me. And yeah, so shout out to Carlo for recommending one of my favorite spots in the city. Episode number 40 was with John Lee Dumas. And John is one of the most famous podcasters on the planet. He's the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire, which has been downloaded millions, if not hundreds of millions of times. He's a successful entrepreneur. And how I actually got him on the podcast was he slid into my DMs. Not a big deal. Um, but no, I was, I was actually an automated message that I got hit with from John. And I was like, well, if he's sending a DM, maybe he'll respond. And I replied and I was like, I can't remember what DM he sent me was originally, but I replied to his DM basically said, Hey, I'd love to have my podcast. Do you have an hour or so to come on the show? He goes, I don't have an hour, but I have 15 minutes. And I remember I was laying in bed when I got that notification or I got that message. And I was like, is he talking about like right now? Like, does he have 15 minutes right now? Does he want me to record with him at this very minute? Like I'm not ready. I don't have 15 minutes. And, um, no, he was just saying he had 50 minutes in general. So I had this whole panic and I was like messaging him back saying like, what do you mean right now? Like I can set up, like, let me know. And he basically how John does his podcast is he does them. He takes one day a month. He schedules 16 and does 15 minute interviews max. And he goes four or he goes 16 back to back to back to back to back for four hours. So only have 15 minutes. And with mine, I used to have, so up until episode number 100, actually, I had really, really, really questionable Wi-Fi. So the podcast was always stressful because I never knew what my Wi-Fi was going to do. We've actually got a fun story about Wi-Fi coming up soon. But so John, so we're sitting there and halfway through this podcast, not even halfway, like two minutes into this podcast, John freezes and disappears. And I'm like, oh, I had a shot with this guy to do this podcast with this like famous podcaster and my internet died and that was it and i was because i was still in the call and i was trying to figure out what was happening and my internet was still working and i had no idea what happened i just thought i blew it and i'm sitting there and i'm like i can go i think i have the video still if you can kind of i just sat in front of the camera that everything was still rolling the zoom was still recording and i just sat there and I was, I remember like, I can go back and watch it. And I'm like defeated in this video. And then John just pops back in. He's like, yo, <laughs> turns out. And I was like, what? He's back in the, like, what? Turns out they had a power outage in Puerto Rico. And that's why like the power went down for literally like two minutes in Puerto Rico where he lives. And that's why. So it wasn't actually my fault, which is nice. And then, so he goes, so what do you want to do? Like, I can give you another 12 minutes. Or you can reschedule. And, and I was like, well, at first I was kind of hesitant. And I was like, well, is rescheduling either? Like, should we just do that? He goes, that won't be for months, man. So it's up to you. 
he's like, and then I'm saying, he goes, you got 11 minutes now. And I was like, okay, fuck, let's just do it right now. And so we powered through the rest of that podcast. It was again, 11 minutes. And it was good. It was good. I remember John saying that like a lot of my questions weren't like they're questions he'd been asked before. And he was absolutely right. And I think that I didn't handle the 15 minute podcast very well. I've talked about how the 30 minutes is a challenge for me for the podcast. and I have to get creative. But with the way I do my interviews with them being narrative based, especially at that point in time, I really struggled trying to figure out how to fit that into 15 minutes because you can't tell his story well in 15 minutes. And so I think if I were to do that interview again, I would approach it very differently. Um, but that was, I remember him giving me that advice is that just some of my questions, there's pretty much nothing I asked him that he hadn't been asked before. And it's how do I separate myself as a podcaster with my questions and with my approach. And I think I've done that since then. I think of course, some of my questions will have been asked before because I used, because I tell your story and sometimes it's required to set it up. Um, but but yes, that was one advice he told me. We got it done. I remember the takeaways from that episode with John was longer than the actual podcast itself because the podcast ended up being like 50 minutes max with an intro and my outro and everything. Um, but still a cool experience nonetheless to get to talk to one of the top podcasters on the planet. Episode number 41 with Noah Maraby. That was an interesting one because Noah's a friend of mine now. We're friends because of this podcast. When I reached out to him, I didn't fully understand who he was or what he did um, until I did my research, of course, but he just had a good chunk good good number of followers he's from the city we could do it in person um he's he'd done photos with a friend of mine so i was like mm, might as well reach out to this guy and turns out he's a best-selling you to be instructor and i just remember the big thing that i remember from noah was just i have a clip another sometimes i have some of the clips that i've cut from this podcast like burned into my brain and it's noah just going provide value get rewarded and like that's just burned into my brain and that's just that's the game is providing value I was actually watching a video earlier today and it was a, a talk that Sam Parr, the founder of The Hustle, the, the popular email newsletter, did in 2016. And the guy who was introducing Sam had a little bit of a monologue beforehand. And he was saying that basically your brand is just how often can you provide value to people? That's what your brand is, is how often you can provide people value. And that clip of Noah just saying provide value, get rewarded is just stuck in my brain. I can picture it right now. I know the camera angle where he was sitting, what he was, maybe what he was, I know he had a black t-shirt on, that's about as far as that goes, but yeah, it just burned in my brain, and we'll talk about, oh, actually, no, we won't talk about Noah, so Noah, actually, he's back on the podcast next week at the time of recording this podcast, Noah is episode number 101, so it was cool to have him back on the podcast, he messaged me, and he said, hey, I'd love to come back on, and so it was good to get Noah back on the podcast to reconnect, but yeah, I remember him coming over to the apartment, and that just that clip is stuck in my brain. Episode number 42, this one, this is a big podcast for me for two reasons. 42 was with Seth Feingersh, and Seth used to run Gary Vaynerchuk's podcast. He still works for Vayner, as far as I'm aware, he works for Vayner Talent. But Seth, for change, this is a big podcast for a couple of reasons. One, this is the reason why my podcast is done the way it's done now. Seth introduced me to Zencaster. Zencaster is the program now I used to record pretty much every podcast unless it's in person. Um, and that's because Seth told me that they use it. And so remember we recorded with Zencaster. It was my first time using it. And so what I didn't realize, so when we, we jumped onto Zoom originally and I said, hey, can we try out the Zencaster thing? Like if you guys use it, I want to try it out. And Seth was like, for sure. And I remember he actually had AirPods on and Zencaster doesn't work that great with AirPods. So he had to run around the office trying to find a pair of like wired headphones for this interview. And so either way, so we get into this, into this 
Zencaster call and I didn't check my mic or I did check my mic. I set it as default, but something happened where my mic switched from my, from my blue Yeti over to zoom or over to my speaker, my, like just the, the mic on my computer. My, actually, I think why that happened is because I opened it up. I set it up in Zencaster, but then once I opened the zoom call, it switched my mic to zoom and it didn't switch it back when I went back to Zencaster. So it was left on the, just the speaker that's built into my computer. So Seth sounds great. My audio is awful. And if you've listened to that episode, you're probably wondering like, what do you mean? It's awful. I've listened to that episode. I literally, I kid you not re-recorded that entire podcast line for line, word for word after the fact. So I would literally listen to my question, open it up in Adobe audition. I would say that phrase, whatever my question was, I would say it back. I'd re-record each and every question, re-recorded it. I'd cut it. I'd export it. I'd drop it into Adobe or I'd drop it into premiere how I had my podcast because I have a weird workflow, but I would drop it into premiere. I'd remove my original audio. I'd adjust. I'd have to move any of the spacing or anything if I needed. And I literally did that for every single question that I did. Any single interaction, every word I said, I re-recorded the entire podcast. It was like 60 to 70 lines, I believe, like 60 to 70 recordings where I would record it, I'd export it, I'd drop it in, and I'd do it again and again and again and again and again. And I literally re-recorded the entire podcast on my own. Every single line of mine in that entire podcast is re-recorded. And I haven't listened to it since I exported it. I'd love to go back and tell and see if I can actually, if you can tell, because I don't think like you're able to tell. I think I was able to do it in a way where it sounds pretty natural because I would literally try to like, even if I'd like stumble over my words, I'd try to do that in the, when I re-recorded it, I tried to make it as authentic and natural as sounding as possible. And luckily enough for me, I can turn on this podcast voice to some degree. So that probably helps. Uh, and so hope, I don't think I sounded too awkward, but I literally re-recorded the entire podcast from scratch because my mic was on the wrong setting when I recorded it. So it was a lot of work, got it done, didn't miss a week, got it out on time. Um, but I just remember that that's a story I don't think I've ever told. I don't I might've said it on the takeaways, but I don't, as far as I know, I've never told that story where the podcast literally was recorded. It sounded awful. It sounded like I recorded it on a calculator. It was that bad. So I literally just re-recorded the entire podcast. And I'm glad I finally got to share that story. 43 was with Max Brown. That was a really cool podcast for me. I think I've said that every time, but Max was a good dude. Um, he worked for Gary V as well. He was on Team Gary V, former USC quarterback. And it was a fun podcast. I remember when I reached out to him, I was like, yeah, I'll send you any clips. When I, I worded my like my pitch to get him on the podcast super poorly. And he thought I was reaching out to him to try and create content for him, which I mean, like if I had time, probably something I would have been open to doing, but just working a full time plus at the sport with the sports teams and running this podcast, something I didn't have time for, but no, Max was a, it was a good conversation with Max and did not mess up the, uh, the audio recording that time. I definitely learned my lesson after the podcast with Seth. And then episode 44 was with Kashan Mystery. And Kashan was, album was cool. Like, I think where I, what I, well, words with Kashan. So Kashan was a photographer and he took an iconic photo of Kawhi Leonard in the game seven buzzer beater in round two against the 76ers, where the ball like bounced around on the rim and then fell in at the end of the game for the Raptors to win the series at the buzzer. 
He took an iconic photo. He got so many good shots from the Raptors playoff run. Then the Raptors went on to win the NBA championship, obviously. And I recorded with Kashan not maybe a week after he'd got not even I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it was within a week of him returning from after the playoffs, a week or two after the playoffs. And so there was still a ton of hype around the Raptors, but I was so far in advance for that podcast that when I released it, it was like a month later and the hype had kind of died down from the Raptors winning the championship. And I was like, man, if I just wasn't as far ahead as I was this time, if I could have dropped the Kashan podcast like a month before, if I didn't have this backlog and this buffer, like, damn, like, I, I just think it could have gotten, could have gone done better than it did. It's still did really well. And I think with Kashan's, that's when I started to experiment with new, new, uh, new clips for social media i got a little bit creative and i was trying some new things out it's the first time i used after effects was to edit some clips for the kashan podcast and but yeah i just remember that man if i'd had the ability to uh if i had the ability to drop that podcast sooner i think i really could have done some cool shit but it was still still did well even a month later but i just think like man if i dropped it right out like right when we recorded I think it would have been awesome. And actually, fun story about Kashan. So I have a couple of buddies named Ace and Frank, and they have their podcast called the Born to Create Podcast. Kashan's actually been on their podcast. Uh, they went to Toronto, similar to what I did with New York. My buddies went to Toronto, did the same thing. They met Kashan and they recorded with Kashan there. And um, and when I was so actually, so I did their podcast, and when I posted about their podcast, uh, Kashan commented something along the lines of like the best cross, like the cross best crossover in podcasting or something like that. And I had a comment that based that said um. Basically, the sweet life on deck. No, what was it? It was a sweet life of Hannah Montana. I don't know. Whatever the Wizards of Waverly Place crossover episode was. Like, if you grew up watching Disney or the Family Channel, I'm going to see if I can find this comment because I was so proud of this comment. So if you grew up around my age, like that Gen Z millennial crossover period of like, you're not sure what generation you fall in watching Disney Channel, like Hannah Montana, Zach and Cody, Wizards of Waverly Place. So basically, I found my comment right here, I think. So my comment was to Kashan. I can, it's just loading. I said, basically, so he said, he said legendary crossover. And I said, basically the wizards on deck with Hannah Montana of podcasting. And if you don't understand that, if you actually, if you understand that reference, please DM me. Cause I was so proud of that comment and I didn't really, no one really engaged with it, but I thought it was amazing. And that was like, cause I remember being a kid and like those, those episodes where it's like your favorite Disney shows would all be on one episode together. I was like the coolest shit to me as a little kid. And I just was really proud of that comment. And it has nothing to do with the episode I actually recorded with Kashan, but he inspired that comment with his comment on my post. So I really wanted to say that story. Episode 45, man, this was a good one. Episode 45 was with Scott Birdie. And now if you're a recent listener to the podcast, if you're listening to this because of the true fan partnership, Scott is the reason everything is, Scott is the domino that pushed, uh, Scott was that first domino that fell that really got my agency off the ground. And yeah. And so I've kind of, I've said the story with Scott on the announcement of the true fan partnership. I'll kind of say it quickly here, but Scott and I, we, I remember we met up, it was the spring of 2019, I guess this was last year. And I remember we met up and I actually vlogged it. There's a vlog on my YouTube, my personal YouTube channel where I reference that I'm going for, for coffee with Scott and I come back and talk about this conversation that I have with Scott. And I remember just thinking like, man, like that was such a good conversation. I love when I have conversations that make me smarter. And I had one with Scott that felt like that. And I was like, you know what? Like next time, like that would have been a good podcast. And so I remember texting Scott later on and I was like, you know what? Like next time you're in town, like let's meet up again, but let's do it in front of some microphones and turn it into a podcast. And he was down and like, that was a really fun podcast for me to record. I remember it was, it was a long one. It was almost two hours long. And 
yeah, I remember it was just, it was fun. And I remember my girlfriend went for a run when we were recording the podcast and she came home and she was like red in the face. So she ran home from work or something like just to jog home. And I remember her being like, yo, I didn't, I forgot you had a podcast. And I'm like looking like this. And it was, it was funny, but probably wouldn't actually be too stoked that I just shared that story. But I mean, whatever, if she's listening, this is a test. If she gives me shit. Then I know she listened. Um, but no. And then, so eventually ultimately with this podcast with Scott, like Scott and I were, were friends at that point. This helped us become better friends, just meeting up and doing these podcasts and from that point like we met up pretty much every time he was back in ottawa and then one of the times we met up is when he told me to send him a proposal for true fan to see if like for my agency to run run and manage their social media and then because of that i got the contract and because of that is the reason true fan partnered with me on this podcast and so really it all links back to that podcast and scott was a big big contributor in where i am today with my business and my podcast so Big shout out to Scott. That was a good episode, episode 45. And now Scott's on it every single month with the social report. And I actually love those podcasts so much. When we get to get to nerd out about social media for, for an hour and I love it. And so Scott's now been on the podcast three times. He could potentially be the most, the guest that's been on here the most. I think Hayden's been on here one, two, three. Hayden's been on five times. Scott's up to three now. So a few months, Scott could pass Hayden. Episode number 46, Rainy DeCervo. This one was cool. I remember... What I started to do, like back how I used to search up the Ottawa location for podcasts, I started just doing that for random cities around the US where I was like, there's probably not a chance I'm going to plan a podcast trip to this city, right? Like I didn't want to start reaching out to people in LA at that time because I was like intending to go to LA at some point within the next couple of years. COVID might have derailed that slightly, but I was like, I don't want to reach out to a ton of people in LA. I want to save those. I want to save those podcasts for when I'm in LA. And so I started looking up random cities and this was Portland. And I remember looking up at Portland for different people or influencers and i was like looking in st louis and just these cities where i was like i don't think i'll ever plan a podcast trip there and actually fun fact about so rainy rainy was in from portland and when i was reaching out to people in portland i stumbled across this guy who had like two hundred thousand instagram followers and he said like he had like one million two million followers on tiktok or something and i was like interesting let me reach out to this guy never got a response back turns out that person that i reached out to was lil huddy and he was on some like influencer tour in portland and i had no idea who this guy was and i just happened to reach out to lil huddy who's like now a massive tiktok one of the biggest tiktokers on the planet and i had no idea i just reached out to him never heard back never heard back um but i tried to get lil huddy on the podcast probably in like may may of june july of last year um, but yeah, now he's popped and he started the hype house and everything, but just funny story that I tried to get Lil Huddy on this podcast. Don't think I've ever said that story before either. Um, would have been awesome if he came on the podcast. I'd have been nuts. But anyways, over to Rainy. Rainy, I didn't actually, whoa, word, this is twice now. Uh, I didn't actually message Rainy directly. I found this company called Grove Made and they had some really cool visuals and it was just a dope looking page. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I want to try and get some more brand managers and account managers on the podcast. So I was like, hey, like my name's Jacob. I have this podcast. Your account is awesome. I love the vibe. I love the aesthetic. Like, can you, like, I'd love to interview the person that runs this account. And she replied a couple of days later and was like, hey, I'd love to. This is awesome. And we set it up and we recorded the podcast. And after, like, it was cool. Like, it's always a challenge. Like, I couldn't find a ton on Rainy on the internet. So whenever my guest doesn't have a lot of stuff out there, it's tough to put the pieces together for the interview. And so, anyway, so yeah, we had a good podcast with Rainy. And after the fact, she sent me a wallet. She, like, emailed me. And it's my wallet to this day. She sent me an email. And she was like, hey, like, would you like a free wallet? Like, I really appreciate this. Like, would you, like, if we sent you a wallet, would you like one? 
And I was like, absolutely. And like, you're thinking like a free wall. That's cool. But like Grove made is like premium products. Like this is like a $150 USD wallet or something like that. Like it is an, it is well-made. It is like handcrafted. It is a fine wallet. And I remember when she's like, yeah, do you want a wallet? Like it's not one of our like B grade or some, something like second tier items. And I was like, of course. And she like, they labeled as a gift. So I didn't have to pay duties or anything when it came across the border. And yeah, I remember getting it and it's literally my wallet to this day. I absolutely love it. And it's because of Rainy DeCervo because she was nice enough to send me a podcast or she was nice enough to send me a podcast. She was nice enough to send me this wallet after I had her on my podcast. And like, I was genuinely touched that she wanted to do that. And I just love this thing. I absolutely love it. And Rainy, I can't, I think she deleted her Instagram or something. So I can't even like check in and see how things are going. Like, I don't think she works at GroveMate anymore as far as I'm aware. I'm pretty sure she's left GroveMate and I like sometimes she said she like I pretty sure she said she like delete and undelete her Instagram and I think she's deleted it and I can't find her on the internet anymore. So Rainy, if for some reason you're listening to this, I hope you're well. Thank you so much once again for this wallet. I absolutely love it. Episode 47 was Partha Unava and that was cool. I think that I think Partha was my first Forbes 30 under 30 that I had on this podcast. I've since had one or two more after that, but I'm pretty sure Partha was the very first Forbes 30 under 30 that I had on the show. And he was a good dude. Like I remember, I think he found me. He followed me, I believe. I think it might've been when I was in New York. I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure Partha followed me on Instagram. And I was like blown away. I was like, yo, this is cool. Like, who is this guy? And I remember checking him out and I followed him back and we DM'd a little bit back and forth. And I invited him on the podcast and he was willing to come on. And like, he has a cool story, like met Obama, Forbes 30 under 30. And now he's like, he's going to do some big things. Like I would, he's one I'm going to keep, I keep an eye on just as I think he's going to do some really cool shit. Like his, his company Lasso is going to do some big things with some, within the athlete space and the the recovery space. And one thing with Partha, there's a clip, another one of those clips that stands out to me. Maybe I can play it on here. I'll try and find it as I'm talking, but there's a clip of Partha where it sounds when the way he's delivering it and like he's saying, I think it's everything's going to be all right or everything's going to work out. And his audio wasn't that crisp for the podcast. It was still, it was fine. Like I'm not like knocking or anything, but there's a clip and the way his mics, the way it like sounds on the recording and what he's saying and the way he's delivering it sounds like what, like a song you'd play or what you'd play before a song, you know, like whenever, or like when it sounds like they're on a phone call and they recorded a phone call and they put it out and they put it in before the song or at the end of a song or the beginning of an album. I found it right here. So it's like, it's not that bad. I'm going to play it. Might not, I don't know how this is going to work, but we'll see how this sounds. Like whatever you're feeling, whatever you're you're thinking about, it's just not that bad. And like, why do you say that? Um, because it feels just that it's not that bad part. It just sounds like it's it sounds like it belongs at the beginning of a song. And I've just always thought that ever since I listened to it, I absolutely love that clip. And again, I think that's another another story I've never said about this podcast before. Uh, so I wanted to get that out here here for this episode. Episode forty eight was with was with Dania Ossie. And at the time she was the newest videographer on team Gary V. I think we connected after the, the Seth and Max podcasts. I think she likes one of my posts or something like that. And we connected that way. And I had her on the podcast and she was the nicest human being. She was not, I remember her selfie. She went out and she took it in front of the Vayner sign. Cause she like stayed late after work to record this remote podcast with me. She took her laptop all the way up to the sign to get a selfie with the Vayner sign. And because of her, like she introduced me to a couple really cool people for the podcast. Like she introduced me to, like again, speaking of like the dominoes falling, like she introduced me to, um, 
to what would Carla say, who like ultimately introduced me to like someone who introduced me to someone else. And, like, so Dania is just, she was just the nicest human being. And I've actually since been on her podcast, the create good podcast. That was a ton of fun. And she like asked me questions that, like no one's ever asked me before. And she made me think about things that I don't necessarily think about all the time. And she's someone I still stay in touch with. And she's, as I said, the nicest human being. I can still remember her running out to take her selfie uh, in front of the Vayner sign and just being like nice enough to like introduce me to people. And yeah, Daniel was just awesome. Awesome. And someone, like I said, I still stay in touch with and in communication with every once in a while. And yeah, she's great. Episode 49 was with Melissa Gannett and she was a, she's a agency owner here in Ottawa where I'm, where I live. And I remember we kind of been talking about her coming on my podcast. And then I go to that, the influencer event that I mentioned, I go to, I show up to that event and sure enough, she's there. She's at this event. So we actually connected at this event and that's how the podcast happened. But I was just like, oh, like, whoa. Like, I remember we were like DMing and get to this event. Like, I don't know too many people. Like Carla was there. And then actually Josh was there. Uh, Josh Reyes was at that influencer event as well. Uh, Mallory, who we'll get to here shortly. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Melissa was at this event. And so we ended up connecting at the event. We set up the podcast at this event. And I just thought that was crazy. That's just how Ottawa works. Ottawa's smaller than you think it is. There's a fly flying around my room right now. If you're listening to this podcast, you hear like random like hits. It's me trying to kill this one fly that is buzzing around my room. And if you're watching the video, my computer screen shakes because it keeps landing on my screen and I'm trying to hit it and missing it. It's driving me insane. Um, but anyways, where were we? On to, ep- on to episode 50, Sam Founda. This was, this, this was episode number 50. This is a big deal for me. 50 is a big one. And like Sam, I can't remember how I got connected to Sam. I think he might've actually just liked a couple photos on the podcast or a couple posts on the podcast. And I like clicked on his account. I was like, this guy looks interesting. 200,000 followers, runs his own agency. He wrote a book on Instagram growth. So I messaged him and like, I didn't intend for him to be episode 50. I didn't really have a plan for 50. I didn't want to stress too much about the number and like trying to make a big deal. Like I was like, I can wait till a hundred to do something like that. Um, so I was like, I'll just keep flowing and happened to be Sam. And it was cool. And like, this was so Sam lives in Australia, which is even cooler. Like, I remember we recorded, I think we recorded the evening, but it was like the morning for him, if I'm not mistaken, because it's like a 12, 13 hour difference. So that's the biggest time zone difference I've ever had to account for with the podcast. I've done a lot of West Coast stuff, so it's three hours. Uh, I've done a couple England, like I said, I, like Tim Hyde's been on the podcast, but this is the biggest one I've ever had to battle is 12 to 13 hour time zone difference. And yeah, Sam was great. I really enjoyed the podcast. And I just remember the it was cool. He's the first person from Australia that I've ever had on the podcast. And that's cool. It was the 50th one. It was a big one for me. Episode 51 was with Little Miss Ottawa. And she's someone that I'd wanted to kind of have on the podcast. She was like one of those people where I was like, she'd be cool to have on like pretty much from the get go. Um, I don't actually remember how we ended up getting connected, but yeah, I was just excited, excited when she wanted to come on the podcast. And she's another person. It was cool because I like sometimes mixing in those local influencers one because i just like to spotlight them living in the city i like to highlight the awesome influences we have in ottawa but it's also cool because you get to get you get a perspective especially with little miss ottawa because her entire niche is ottawa um she's since expanded out and she's done some other travel and stuff but it's cool to talk to someone that has localized the kind of their their niche right she's tied to the city and how that works as an influencer and whether you, whether you can still get brand deals or not and how it works when you try and get outside of the city and i just remember that being an interesting part of the conversation with little miss ottawa and with julia her name is julia for the record um and she actually launched her own clothing line she launched a, co- a company called ottawa lifestyle i believe if i'm not mistaken um and i remember going to an event at shopify because shopify is was close to my old apartment i'm closer to it now um, actually where Shopify used to be because they're actually moving entirely out of their office here in the city. But 
when Shopify was still in Ottawa, they threw this like event for like local makers and stuff. And I remember going to the event and Julia was there and I bought one of her hats. I'm not wearing it now. It's actually just in my closet over there. Um, and I wear it every once in a while, but yeah, so shout out to Julia. She was, she was just the nicest. I keep I say that everyone was the nicest. Everyone on my podcast is awesome. Every episode was so much fun for me and everyone's the nicest. And I'm going to continue to say that, but I just, I'm so appreciative of anyone that's ever been on the show. Episode number 52, what would Carla say? She was, again, she was someone that Dania introduced me to. And Carla is someone that Carla and I, we have the best conversations over Instagram audio DM. Carla, if you're listening to this, I love those. Like we'll start talking and then like, I'll get like four audio messages in a row from Carla and I'll reply with like four of my own. And we just go back and forth over the course of like two, three days, just randomly. Like sometimes we'll just check in and like, we'll talk about different things. We just go back and forth. And I'm like, I just love those conversations. So Carla, again, if you're listening to this, I appreciate those. Um, But one story with Carla, I mentioned earlier, there's a story about Wi-Fi and this is the story. We were recording our podcast. And one thing why I love Zencaster is the localized recording. So I always warn people like, just keep talking, like don't ever log out if the call drops or anything, we'll just get reconnected and the audios will be fine. They're not going to be ruined because of the way Zencaster records in your laptop and then uploads after the fact. So I'm recording with Carla. My Wi-Fi in my apartment cuts, gone, goodbye for like 30 seconds. Like my, her bar goes gray. Like her bar has like, it goes like faded over top of it. And I'm panicking. I'm like, hello, hello. Oh, I think I lost you. And so I run over to my wife. I get it all sorted out. I get it rebooted. I get reconnected. And luckily enough for me, Carla was on such a long tangent. Like my question just resulted in such a long story that she was still talking and answering my original question when we got reconnected that I was able to try and like listen in and ask my follow-up question, which probably didn't make that much sense because I missed a majority of her answer, but you can't really tell. I probably couldn't even figure it out. If you maybe re-listen to that podcast now, I'd probably have a tough time pointing it out. And that's why I love Zencaster because it, it lets you, it just, I was able to just lift out my part of the audio where I'm panicking because I think I've lost her and we were good and then we were, we were good. And uh, yeah, I just remember that. I always tell that story to people of episode 52 with what would Carla say where my Wi-Fi just dipped and I had a heart attack, but shout out to Zencaster because we were okay. And like, it was even, it was even better because Carla was still talking. Like, it's not like I had to get it all figured out and she was like waiting for me to come back and she was worried that the call dropped. No, she just kept talking and we were good. It was awesome. I just, I always tell that story to, to guests in the podcast when explaining how Zencaster works. Episode 53, the biggest podcast I have ever done. Just Dustin. So shout out to my good friend, Robert Greeley for setting this up. He used to do some work for Just Dustin. And if you don't know who Just Dustin is, he's a YouTuber at the time. He had 3.6, 3.4, 3.6 million followers on YouTube or subscribers. Sorry. He since is over 4 million now, as far as I'm aware. And I remember Rob, Rob just out of the kindness of his own heart, uh, was like, Hey, like, let me work on Dustin and see if we can get him for the podcast. And I was like, yeah, for sure, man. Like, don't like, I know you work for him. So I don't want to put you in an awkward spot. Like don't press it. Uh, but Rob to his credit <laughs> pressed it anyways. And, uh, he asked Dustin a couple different times. He sent us to my podcast. He listened to a couple episodes to kind of get the vibe and yeah. And so Rob set up this podcast and I remember taking a bus and walking out and D- Dustin was kind enough to invite me to his, to his warehouse where he shoots his videos to record this podcast. Um, I told him he could come to my apartment, but he's like, no, just come to the, come to the warehouse. And another like, so shout out to him for that. 
he was, I remember he was a little bit late, but the only reason he was late is because he realized he didn't have chairs. So he hustled home. He hauled home to get chairs. Um, and he was looked like uh, if you go, so the, so jumping ahead a little bit, the YouTube video for the just Dustin podcast has exploded. It is my most viewed video by a long shot. So my second most viewed video has just passed 6,000 views on YouTube. Just Dustin has over 670,000. It is my, it is absolutely exploded. I remember I recorded episode number 74, 74 with Jordan McDonald. We were talking about the podcast and he's like, yeah, you're, I looked on YouTube and your biggest episode's just Dustin. And I'm like, what? No, my biggest episode's Hayden. Like Hayden is like 600 views. There's no, just Dustin has 3000 views. And I was like, no, no, you're mistaken. Like Hayden is 600. He goes, no, go look. So I go look and just Dustin has 3000 views. And I'm like, what? 3000 views. Are you serious on one video? I still have videos like at that time. And to this day, there are still videos I have posted on my YouTube channel with zero views. No one has ever watched some videos that I've uploaded on YouTube. So 3000 at the time, still when a video hits 3000, I'm stoked. But at the time I was like, holy shit, 3000 views. Are you serious right now? That's insane. And it just hasn't stopped. It gets two to 9,000 views a day, every day. It just goes and goes and goes and goes and it hasn't stopped and it's getting these subscribers. I'm closing in on the 1,000 subscriber mark. Knock on wood, but I think I'm going to pass 1,000 subs before the end of the year. I hear that's your hardest sub count to hit is 1,000. But yeah, that Just Dustin video is just going and going and going and I just, I love it. When people ask me what my favorite podcast is, I often default into the Just Dustin. Like it's hard for me to pick my absolute favorite, um, but Just Dustin, I always say he's bouncing around in his videos. Like he's so energetic. He's yelling, he's screaming, he's hitting things, he's jumping, he's running. And I got him for two hours, two hours. He was kind enough to, to, for two hours, sitting back in his chair, just relaxed, arms folded, talking about YouTube analytics and how in depth he pays attention to his analytics and all this stuff. And it's just, and I, when I recorded it, I remember when people asked me about it, I would even like early when it had no views, I would just say like, yeah, I just got him in a mindset and an energy you don't see from him ever. And that was really cool for me. And I was cool. And that was one of the ones where it really like, it just showed like how awesome it is to do this podcast. Because like, again, like I got him in an environment, no one had ever seen him before. He doesn't do interviews like that very often, if ever. And so it was just a special thing for me to realize like, no one gets that. And he was willing to do it for two hours. And where I got, so coming back to how I was just appreciative of him doing this. So one, brought chairs, recorded at his, in his warehouse. He was up to like four in the morning the night before and we recorded at 10 a.m. So he literally left his studio at four or four or five in the morning because they pulled an all nighter to edit the video. He ran home to basically get a nap before this podcast and came back. So if you go through the comments on the podcast, on the video on YouTube, people like, there's a couple things where it's like, wow, he looks tired. Look at the bags under his eyes. Or there's like, and to the point where his energy, like there's people like, wow, I've never seen him like this, or I've never seen him this calm or wow, like, like this, if this is you hearing his real voice for the first time, or like, like this, if you heard just Dustin swear for the first time, like all this stuff just where, and that's why it's, that's why it's doing well, because it's just him in an, in an environment you don't normally get. And I would love to have the opportunity to interview more people like Dustin. I originally, when I started the podcast, the intent behind it was YouTube. That was kind of where I was picturing it in my brain. And it's like I said, Joey Kidney was a big one for me. This Just Dustin was huge for me. So again, shout out to Rob Greeley for setting it up. 
And I just love this podcast. I loved his energy in it. I loved his answers. I loved that it was two hours. There's nothing I didn't love about this podcast. And then after we just shot the shit for a while, I remember I ordered an Uber and he felt bad that I ordered an Uber. He's like, dude, why cancel it? Cancel it. Like I'll drive you home. And, but it was outside. So I didn't want to cancel it. So I just, I took it out. I just took the Uber and he was, he was like, he was offering to drive me home. And he also like, so one, we were talking about different, like he told me I could try and break, like he has these unbreakable boxes, like $10 million. And he's like, you can try and break it. Like it's not going to break. Um, he went out and again, like my most, my quote unquote, most famous Polaroid photo and Lightbox photo is just Dustin because he got he got his like flamethrower his boring company elon musk flamethrower out and he was shooting it around after we recorded and and so he took his we took the polaroid photo with him he's shooting it up in the air and then him and i took a photo together and again another bit massive shout out to rob for this dustin like pointed the flamethrower at rob and shot the flamethrower at the camera we like made sure it was a safe distance but he's like shooting this flamethrower at rob while rob's taking photos and like Rob putting himself in harm's way for the be- for the betterment of my social life. So again, shout out to Rob Greeley. But man, that podcast with Just Us is just a special one for me uh, for all the reasons I've listed. And if you're one of the people that have watched it, one of the 670,000 people that have watched that video, wow, thank you so much. That's incredible. And the craziest part is people are, it's not like people are clicking on it and leaving. Like I said, I'm pretty sure I said this on 100 episodes later, but the average watch time on that podcast is over an hour. Over 50% of people make it like an hour and make it over an hour. And the average view is like an hour and 15 minutes. So people are clicking on it. People are watching it. I'd love to do more interviews like that. I think I've only sharpened my sword, quote unquote, as an interviewer since then. But like I said, the Just Dustin one's one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever recorded. And I'm stoked that it's doing so well. But yeah, that one's just a special one to me for sure is that Just Dustin podcast. So the shout out to Just Dustin for being willing to do it. Shout out to Rob for setting it up. And actually, when I jumped in that Uber after that podcast, I drove home. I had about 20 minutes, I'm pretty sure, because the Dustin one, I didn't think I'd have that much time. I didn't think he'd give me as much time as he did. So I'm appreciative. Um, but yeah, I literally jumped in the Uber, Uber, drove home, probably like went to the bathroom, set my laptop up back at home. And got ready to record episode number 54 with Justin Odisho. And just, so I had two big YouTubers back to back. And Justin Odisho was cool for me because like I had like prior to the podcast and even a little bit after the start of the podcast, probably I had like a photography and videography phase. Like I started to try to take more photos and I tried to do the whole vlog thing with using a DSLR camera. And a lot of the tutorials that I would watch to learn about how to do Photoshop and how to use Premiere and how to do different effects was watching Justin Odisho. And I remember, so he, again, so he's like 700,000 on YouTube at the time. And like, there's one of my videos I did where it's like, there's like a blade of grass that comes across my camera. And I like keyframed it that once this camera, once this blade of grass swiped across the camera on one side was the shot that like the actual shot. And then I keyframed it out. So as it's swiping on the left-hand side of this blade of grass is the next shot. That's, was like my transition, but I like did it manually. And I used a Justin Odisho um, tutorial, learning how to do that. I used a ton of OD, Justin OD show tutorials during that phase. And so I remember when I found him on Instagram, I was like, this dude only has like 30,000 Instagram followers, but he has like 700,000 on YouTube. And I remember reaching out to him at the time and being like, Hey, like I remember asking some, I just DM'd him. I think about, I don't remember how, let me see if I can find it. It was like a really weird DM. I remember that I sent him basically being like, if you're ever in Ottawa, Canada, like, let me know. Cause I'd love to have you on my podcast, which one, like who was ever coming to Ottawa, Canada, like 
like just who's ever coming out of Canada. And then I remember trying to reach out to him when, when I was going to New York and the schedules didn't align and, um, yeah, schedules didn't align. So didn't end up having him on. And eventually once I was like, you know what, I'm just doing remote recordings. Now. I might as well reach out to Justin Odisho again. And, and he was down to come on the podcast. And it was cool. Like I remember just him jumping on the call and I'm like, he sounds exactly like he does in his videos. And it was just cool. Like it was a cool moment for me. Cause like it's someone that I actively watched and consumed a lot. And he taught me a lot of things. So it was really cool to kind of get the chance to speak to him on the podcast. And that day itself, the day I recorded Justin or just Dustin and Justin Odisho back to back, like that's, that was a crazy day for me. And like, also you try going just Dustin and Justin Odisho and not getting them confused the entire time you're recording those podcasts, just Dustin, Justin Odisho, I blah, mouthful, but I pulled it off. Um, but yeah, that Justin Odisho podcast is really cool for me. 55 red Romina red Romina's dope. Like she was so cool. And like, what was cool about red Romina is like, she had somehow some way, like when I was in that photography, videography, vlogging world on my Twitter, she would sometimes just end up in my Twitter feed. Like someone would retweet it, someone would reply to her. So like I'd seen her photo a lot, but I didn't actually realize who she was or what she did. Like she was just this girl that was on my Twitter all the time. And I think it was, yeah, it was Carla referred me to Red Romina. She made the introduction. And so I got to the chance to sit down with Red Romina and that was a long podcast. Like that was another two hours plus podcast. And I remember that night, this has happened a couple times, but I remember the Red Romina night, like I forgot, like when we started recording, it was light outside and I didn't turn any lights on. And by the time we finished recording, cause it was over two hours, all of my lights were off. Like our, my lights were already off and then the sun went down and it was like dark. So I'm literally recording this podcast in the pitch black. Cause like, I just forgot to turn lights on. Cause it was sunny when we started recording. It was so long that the sun literally set during the podcast. But I just, again, I always appreciate people that are willing to like, she stuck around for over two hours to do this podcast. But I remember my girlfriend was like running an event that night. Like she was running some part. Some, she, was, she was running an outdoor movie night at this park. And I was supposed to go meet her at this event. And I just remember I was like, I, I never as long as like I don't have to, if my guest doesn't have to leave, I will pretty much run a podcast as long as I can. Like as long as there's still stuff to talk about, like I'll naturally end it if we're at the ending. But if there's, if we're still going, like I will keep going until my guest is like, yo, stop, I have to leave. And, um, and yeah, so I literally read Romina stuck around for over two hours. And I remember it was pitch black in my apartment when we finished. And I literally was like, shut up halfway through the movie that my girlfriend was throwing, like hosting that night because I just went long on this podcast and I didn't realize how long it was going to go. But Red Romina is awesome. Like she was just so much, I like her energy and her videos are, I think she's actually stopped doing her videos, which is. I'd love to see her make a comeback. Actually, let me double check before I actually say anything. But yeah, Red Romina is awesome. Like I just really enjoyed that podcast. She was fun. It was over two hours. And so shout out, shout out to Romina. And episode 56 was cool. That, this was with Reese Douglas. And so Reese reached out to me after I did the podcast with Scott. And because he was building a, a platform called Socially Plugged. So he was kind of following what TrueFam was doing at the time. And I remember him and I kind of had a back and forth. He reached out to me after the true fan one dropped or the social, the, the Scott episode dropped. And he was just like, yeah, like this is what I do. And I'm an actor as well. And I was like, okay, well, when you say you're an actor, like, what does that actually mean? Are you an actor in, in like, what, like, what are you acting in? And I did a little Google search and I found out, oh shit. Like he was a, he's a big deal. in in England, like he was in a popular show called Waterloo road. And so I was like, yeah. And he, I offered, I was like, Hey, if you want to come on the podcast, like, that'd be great. 
And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And so we recorded this podcast and one of his actually, I stopped doing clips on YouTube for the podcast just because it took so much time and I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. And my big thing with the podcast is there's parts I'm not enjoying. I cut them because I want to make sure I just enjoy this for forever. And, um, but at the time I was doing clips and my, the Reese Douglas clip where I clipped him for 10 minutes where we talked about Waterloo road is one of my like top five most viewed videos of all time. But Reese was a good dude. And I remember actually a funny thing. We were talking about Steve Bartlett, who's an entrepreneur from England and from Manchester where Reese lives. And as we're recording this podcast, we're talking about Steve Bartlett, like 15 minutes later, Steve Bartlett walks past Reese's window, walking his dog. And I just remember that. And that's like the big thing that stands out to me from that podcast is how mind blowing that was. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, he's walking by, by right now with his dog, takes his dog for a walk. And it was just so funny. And I just, and just the fact that too, that Reese reached out to me and he was willing to come on the podcast. Like it's always cool when that happens. Like I get people offering me all the time, like, Hey, I'll come on your podcast. Or if you're looking for it, like, let me know. I'll come on your show. Hey, can I come on your podcast? And I don't say yes to everyone, which is actually something that's hard to do. It's kind of awkward to be like, no, <laughs> like, no, you can't come on my podcast. But I just, because I want to maintain the niche of my podcast and like, I'm not just going to say yes whenever anybody asks, but I remember, or Reese didn't ask me. I asked Reese, what am I saying? But Reese reached out to me and it's always cool. That's the point I was making. Not people reaching out to the podcast. Anyways, we're over two hours into this. People, this is my second sitting of this podcast. I'm a little bit delusional, but, um, but no, it's always cool. Like the people I've gotten to meet that have reached out to me just because they've heard my podcast or seen a post or something like that. And Reese was one of them. He just found my podcast through the, the one I did with Scott and I'm glad we did because he was a good dude. And I really enjoyed that podcast. Episode 57, Mallory Rowan. So fun story. I hope she's okay with me telling this story. Um, when I recorded episode three with Josh Ray, so for those of you that don't, uh, don't know, Josh and Mallory are dating and they co-founded LBD Fitness together. And so I record episode three with Josh and I'm like, hey, like if, if you want like Mallory, like I'd love to have Mallory on the podcast if she's down. And he kind of was like, yeah, like I don't think so. Like I don't think she's going to want to do it. And I was like, oh yeah, like whatever. Like I have, again, no expectations. But I remember like, kind of was just like, yeah, no, like she's, she's not going to do the podcast. And I was like, yeah, fair. That's fine. And then I remember I met up uh, with Josh for coffee a while later, obviously this is 57, episode 57. He goes, yeah. So like Mallory's down to come on the podcast now. And I was like, shit, as if he remembered all the way from episode three to 57 that I asked if Mallory could come on the podcast. So Mallory came over and again, we recorded a great podcast. I love her message around building without burnout. Like if you don't follow Mallory, I think she's awesome. She's a really good message. And I remember I take up, so I take a Polaroid of all of my in-person guests. I take a Polaroid. I love doing that. I have like a, a dream of like doing a cross country, cross continent road trip, um, through Canada and the U S to meet all of the podcast guests that I recorded with remotely and just to grab the Polaroid photo. Um, but either way, so I grabbed a Polaroid photo and I remember like my camera jammed and I couldn't get the, I don't even know if I've gotten the photo of Mallory yet to this day. Um, but my camera jammed and I was trying to fix it. I remember I had like a knife in my Polaroid camera trying to get this Polaroid out. And like Mallory was just, a, was just nice enough to sit or hang around and like not leave for like an extra half hour as I followed my camera. Never got it fixed. We plan to meet up at different points for me to take it. I don't think I ever have gone that Polaroid of Mallory, but we also just, I remember, and I don't know what was going through my mind at this time. We got into the topic of like animals. And for some reason I went and cause like whenever I recorded my old apartment, I'd put all my pets in the bedroom. I don't know what it was, but I literally went and I grabbed our big cat to show Mallory our cat when we were talking. And then I look back on that and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Why did I go get my cat? What was happening? I don't remember what led to me going to get my cat to show Mallory, but 
Shout out to her for being a trooper through that whole weird half hour while I had a knife in my camera trying to fix it. And when I brought out my cat, like either way, but Mallory's awesome. Like I said, I love her messaging around building without burnout. I highly recommend you check her out if you haven't already. Episode 58, Jason Morena. And I think Jason, I think, I think Jason came on the podcast after I put out the Dania Aussie one. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure like that's just, I guess that's how I did it after I had I just, I just put out an episode with someone from Vayner to get more comments from people at Vayner to reach out to that person. And it's just like a never ending cycle. Um, but actually I think now that I say that, I think Jason's my, the last Vayner interview I've done, but Jason, I remember I reached out to him. He reached out and like, I didn't think he answered right away. And I remember he reached out like a while after the podcast with Daniel dropped. Um, and he ended up coming on the podcast anyways. And again, another one is just like, I guess that's a theme. I just, all the people on the podcast are like the nicest people out there. And I remember the podcast with him was so much fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, he was just a really good dude. And I just, I remember what was he, he also actually said he'd be willing to introduce me to some people. And I remember he was telling me a story where he was shooting a documentary with these guys, 24 seven paps. There's their paparazzis and they like chased Justin Bieber across New York, like out of a movie scene, like blowing reds and like dodge and weave, like through traffic to keep up with Justin Bieber's car on his way to Haley's house, Haley Baldwin. And like, that's just crazy, you know? And like another thing similar to the Caleb story actually is how like, so what Jason used to do is Jason used to record for um, a local entrepreneur in somewhere in New York. And they went to one of Gary's 4D sessions. So he went like, so he, but what Jason did is he like followed this entrepreneur around like he did, like, like he does with Gary now, but he did it for an entrepreneur beforehand. And they went to a 4D's event and eventually he ended up working for Gary. And it's similar to the Caleb story where it's like he was shooting videos in Gary-esque style and ended up meeting Gary while he was shooting these videos. And now he works for Gary. And it's just one of those cool stories again, like the Caleb one. And I just, I love it. And again, Jason's just like the nicest dude. Like we still message each other on Twitter, on Instagram from time to time. And like the work he's doing for Gary is awesome. Like I love it. I love some of the, sh- the stuff he's done. Like super super talented dude again like jason morena one of those people that are behind the gary v brand that are just extremely talented another person i think you should definitely check out if you haven't checked him out already and while we're on the theme this is two episodes in a row where i've said you got to check out the person but episode 59 method box you have got to check out method box oh my god these guys are ridiculously talented i remember i like heard of method box and i'm pretty sure it was carla again she introduced me to red Romina. She introduced me to Method Box, and I believe it was Carla. I'm pretty sure it was Carla. Yeah, Carla introduced me to Method Box, and I'd like heard of Method Box and just the branding. I don't know what it was about the name Method Box, but I assumed these guys were huge. Like I assumed they were big YouTubers because I'd heard of them. The branding sounds legit. It sounds sick. Not that it's not legit, but it just sounded like they sounded like big YouTubers. And I remember clicking on their profile, and they had 3,900 fall subscribers at the time. 3,900. But then you watch their videos and you're like, how do these guys only have 3,900 subscribers? I just remember like when I do my prep work, like I obviously, especially with YouTubers, it takes a longer, takes longer because I have to watch all of their videos. Um, not all of them, but I try to watch the big ones or random. I try to watch a good handful of videos to like prep. And with the method box one, I watched so many because they were just so good. Like their storytelling style is one of the most unique I've seen on the platform. And like these guys got me as a fan when I was doing my prep work because they're just so good. So fucking good. I'm sorry. I've been swearing a lot today. So good. Like I just can't, like I can't iterate enough how talented these guys are. And I'm pretty sure since then, like they've grown, they've grown. I think they've hit 10K. I'm going to double check that quickly. But like 
I just remember like, they're just the way they put their videos together, the way they tell their, they're only at 6,000, 6.64 thousand subscribers. And they've since pivoted. They have their account now centered around docs for the modern entrepreneur. And like, which has changed. I read their original thing was building a, their, their thing was being meta. So it was like building a brand by documenting the process of building a brand was kind of like their shtick, um, their shtick. That was kind of like their angle. And, but now it's, they've since pivoted and they're, they're docs for the modern entrepreneur, but their, their shit is just so good. They're so talented that I've just, I've needed a platform. I've wanted some time to just say how much I love Methodbox and their style of videos. It's just, so unique it's just different i understand that's unique but it's different from anyone else that i've watched i love how they put their videos together i highly 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 recommend you go and check out method box just do it for me because those guys are so talented and they were one of the ones too where it was i remember so we we recorded the podcast and after they were done i always love people the amount of effort some people put into these selfies that i ask people to take so after every episode i have my light box with the number on it i started taking it with the in-person podcast but i kept it going with the remote ones and i don't i was gracie gordon i guess where it would have started where it was the selfie with the light box um gracie would have been the first one i guess now that i'm thinking about it, i didn't reference that when we were there but um yeah gracie was the first one but so basically where i hold up the light box in the webcam and i get my guest to take a selfie with their like on their cell phone of them and their computer screen and then i'm on their screen with this light box and so people always like do some crazy effort like they'll move things around and like method box i remember with the guys is i was like yes this is the selfie and they were like they were like trying to find the best angle in their house they were like walking around their kitchen and trying to figure out they ended up just walking outside they literally took a selfie outside like just so the lighting was better and i just appreciated that effort and i remember we had a really good conversation after the podcast with me, John, Jonathan, Nathan, it was so good. It was just, it was a really good conversation. I love the conversation after the fact, like sometimes I'm telling you, you probably hear this from other podcasters, but sometimes the best part is that conversation after. And yeah, but all I have to say about method box is they're just, they're so talented, so talented. They deserve a hell of a lot more subscribers than they currently have. So I highly, please just go and check out method box. They are, if, they're just, they're so good. They're so good. Moving on to episode number 60. Episode number 60 was with a YouTuber named Steven Van. And how I found Steven was when I was actually prepping for the Justin O'Dee Show podcast. He wrote, he had his own podcast a few years back called, I think it was called Vancast. And he interviewed Justin O'Dee Show. And that's how I found out who Steven Van was. And I ended up reaching out to him on the podcast to have my podcast. He was nice enough to do it in the story. I remember about Steven for this is episode 60. Um, is he was like, he had like the flu. He came down with the flu the day we recorded the podcast, but didn't want to cancel. So he literally recorded that entire podcast with the flu. Like I remember like we like jumped on the zoom call after and he was like pale to t- when he was taking the selfie. And I was like, dude, you should have like, you should have rescheduled. He was like, nah, man, it's all good. Like I wanted to make sure we got this done. So shout out to Steven. Steven's also been like a big supporter on Instagram of the podcast. Like he likes a majority of my posts. And if he's listening to this, I just want to let him know that doesn't go unnoticed. My podcast Instagram is struggling big time. I still post consistently, but like my, my engagement isn't that high. Um, probably at an all time low, if I'm being completely honest, but one person who's consistently liking a ton of my content is Steven Van. So I want to give a shout out to Steven because I definitely noticed that. And I really appreciate the support he's showing the podcast still to this day. Episode number 61 was with Reezy Resells. And that was a cool one for me because I'm pretty sure I learned of, of Reezy through, epi- through, a, through an episode of Ask Gary Vee, who's on Gary Vee's podcast, I believe. 
And I'm trying to remember, I Reezy and I, we connected on Twitter and let me just pull it up here and see if I can find it. I'm trying to remember how we, how we initially got connected. And, um, so, so here, I guess he retweeted one of my tweets, but I don't remember what tweet that would have been that Reezy retweeted. Cause when I slid into his DMS, so I guess he retweeted me and then I slid into his DMS and then for the retweet, actually, I think it might've been about red Romina. I believe it was a tweet about my podcast with Romina. And so Reezy would, I guess, retweeted it. I slid news DMs, thanked him for the retweet, and then asked him if he'd be down to come on my podcast. And for some people ask me, like, how do you get guests on your podcast? People like Reezy. Um, that's literally it. Slid into his DM, thanked him for a retweet, asked him if he wanted to come on the show. Uh, I guess he asked me how much time I had. I told him 30 minutes to two hours. He said he could do 30 minutes in two months. Um, so we ended up making it happen. And it was cool. Like, again, that was one of those ones where it's only 30 minutes, so it's a bit of a challenge for me. But we made it work and I like was able to, I was just lucky enough that I happened to jump on Reezy's Twitter account the day he made a tweet about like breaking into an ATM as a kid or something. So I was able to ask him about that on the podcast and he was impressed that I asked him about it. And I remember his, so I emailed his assistant and we kind of went back and forth setting things up and I sent her the podcast for review after and everything. And she just mentioned that Reezy was kind of, I don't know, I believe she said the word raving. She was kind of raving about the podcast, which is kind of the quality and how, how I was able to conduct the interview. So it was cool to hear from someone like Reezy that uh, he was impressed with the podcast and just the interview. So it was really cool. And I remember we took the, took a selfie after the podcast and he went and got his light, his lightning ring. So it looked good. And yeah, it was just cool. Um, just kind of the after podcast and him telling me like how impressed he was with the show and his assistant that echoing that was, was something that I thought was pretty sweet. Episode number 62 with Benny Legacy. And this is actually fun. I've been wanting to do say this publicly about the podcast with Benny. So one thing, like when you, if you have your own podcast, be persistent, not too persistent to the point where it's annoying, but with Benny, let me find it here. So my first message to Benny Legacy, asking him to come on the podcast. Let me scroll all the way back here. Cause I'm pretty sure there was a substantial period of time from when I reached out to Benny from, we actually sat down to record the podcast. And I'm just getting all the way back here on our Instagram DMs. And the first, so first message to Benny Legacy was October 31st, 2018. Okay, so October 31st, 2018. I'm going to scroll back down and find where we ended up actually recording it. And we actually recorded about one year later. A year later was when we recorded. What's the date on this? I'm just pulling it up now. And... October 27th, 2019. So October 31st, 2018 to October 27th, 2019. That's how long, that's how many, that's the amount of time I went back and forth with Benny Legacy in the DMs to try and find a time that works because things would come up or schedules would change and we just wouldn't be able to make it work. And finally we were able to make it work and it was a cool podcast and shout out to Ben. I don't have the shirt on me right now. I think I actually just put it in the wash, but uh, Benny showed up with a shirt. He has his own clothing line called Lift Your Legacy and showed up with a shirt for me that I still wear. And we recorded the podcast. We we're both wearing our Lift Your Legacy shirts. And it was cool. I think that was one of my most viewed videos on YouTube as well. That one randomly started doing well and it passed a thousand views recently. Um, but yeah, so shout out to Benny for pulling through with with the shirts. I'm glad we made it work after a year. And yeah, and like I said, now it's one of my one of my most viewed videos of of all time. Um and then moving on to episode number 63, I loved episode number 63. This is with Dr. Chris Rayner. And shout out once again to Rob Greeley for making this one happen. Now, Dr. Chris Rayner, he is an orthopedic surgeon. He has his own, he's an entrepreneur as well. So he's an orthopedic surgeon. 
On top of that, he runs his own business called Human 2.0, which is a rehabilitation center and gym, which is where we actually recorded the podcast. I took like an hour bus ride and then walked because like where his his gym is, it's like the buses don't go there. Like the buses stop and then you have to walk a pretty decent distance. So I remember where I ended up getting off the bus. I got off early accidentally. So I took like an hour bus ride to a part of the city that I don't think I've really been to since I moved back to Ottawa five years ago and or six years ago now. Holy shit. Anyways, I digress. Um, but yeah, I hadn't really been there in the five years that I had been back in Ottawa. And so I remember I just kind of was following the GPS on my phone, took about another 30 minutes to walk to to walk to the the gym. And then he has like a what's the word? He has like an, an office, um, like a doctor's office, like what it looks like when you go to the doctor's office, like the table and everything. Like he has his own office there. So I remember we set up in the office and we recorded the podcast. And so Dr. Chris is also, he's also a YouTuber. And so he has, what is, I can't, I haven't actually checked in a minute. When we recorded the podcast, he had 35,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. I think he might be over 50 at this point. And I just loved his energy during the whole podcast. And he's another person that I've stayed in communication with quite a bit since we finished that. Um, I love chatting with him and I'm just going to check and see what's he at on Dr. Chris Rayner. Yeah. 57.8 thousand subscribers. And what's impressive about that. So he also had an account called the rents with his wife that they ran. I think that one had over 300,000 subscribers. And the way that they got over 300,000 subscribers is their sons are massive YouTubers. So their sons are Wolfie raps who is over 7 million subscribers. Um, Rory Rayner, I think he actually deleted his account, but I'm pretty sure he had over a million subscribers at one point in time. And just like just Dustin was like basically another son to them. He was so close with both Rory and Wolfie that he's considered a son to Dr. Chris and Dustin, like I said, has over 4 million subscribers today, but he's asked none of them to promote his, his newest YouTube channel because he wants to make sure he earns the subscribers he's getting and his subscribers that are genuinely interested in his content. And he's done it on his own over 50,000 subscribers. And like I said, his energy was amazing. I think we went for almost two hours with another long podcast, but that was another one where I just kind of, I kind of snuck out of work halfway through the day to record this podcast. Um, but I can remember one of my favorite, like there's always, like I've said, my favorite moment, this is another one of my favorite moments. One of those, those clips I can remember. It's like when you, when you're doing the podcast and as like your guest is talking, you just know that, oh, I'm going to turn that into a clip for social media. And that moment was, we were talking about kind of following through on your goal or just chasing your goals. And it was it's the way Dr. Chris, I can kind of get his cadence. I'm not going to get it absolutely right. I highly recommend you go back and check it out. Episode 63. But he says that you should say it. When you, so when you think of your goal, say it, believe it, write that shit down and follow through. And when he said, write that shit down, I'm pretty sure he had like a pen and a pad of paper or a marker or something. He like picked it up. And he like tapped in his book write that shit down and then he closed his book and follow through and it was just so epic the way he did it and he's got such a good personality and i was ready to run through a brick wall sitting i mean i don't think he would appreciate that because it was in his office but i was ready to run through a wall just after hearing him say it the way he delivered it with the passion he delivered it I absolutely love that clip. And I actually earlier today wrote that quote back to him because he commented on one of my, uh, one of the podcast videos and I wrote that quote out and I replied to his comment with that quote. I absolutely love it. It is one of my favorite from this podcast. One of the ones that sticks with me the most. And as I talk about it, like I talk about 
I talk about manifestation every once in a while on this podcast because a number of my guests, that's something they practice. And that the most important part of anything of when it comes to manifestation is the last line there of what Dr. Chris said is follow through. You're not going to accomplish manifestation works a hundred percent. It works only if you work too. you can say it out loud. You have to believe it. You have to write that shit down, but you have to follow through or it's never going to work. Your goals aren't going to happen. If you're sitting on your couch, you've got to follow through. And I just remember Dr. Chris saying that on the podcast and I was so fired up the way he delivered it. And yeah, I highly recommend you go check that. That whole episode is awesome. Dr. Chris gets into like a YouTube thing, like a YouTube algorithm and tagging thing that he was doing. And he was creating his own YouTube tags. And it was just, that blew my mind. It was such a good podcast. It was, we were able to talk a little bit about, of course, being a YouTube parent and the rise of his kids on YouTube. But then we talked a lot about his approach to YouTube and yeah, a fantastic podcast. And then episode number 65, Burgers and Fries Forever. That one was, that one was fun. So burgers and fries, I'd actually reached out to them, to him, to Jamil, um, a lot early or really early in my podcast journey. Um, I remember reaching out to him being like, Hey, you want to come on the podcast? He's like, I'm down. I'm just in Toronto right now. Cause when I first reached out to him was when I was, when I was only doing the in-person podcasts. And, um, so I reached out to him. He said he was in Toronto, but he'd like to make it work. And then I kind of never followed up. And then we went back and forth a couple of times, never again, never made it happen. And then I went to an event here in Ottawa. It was called local talks. No, was it? something local talks. And, um, yes, it was local talks. And he was one of the panelists at this event. And I went up to him after the fact. And I was like, Hey, my name's Jacob. Hold the podcast. My social life. I've DM'd you a couple of times. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I'm, I'm familiar. And I was like, yeah, I'd still love to have you on the podcast. If you're down, he's like, I'm actually going back to Toronto tomorrow morning. Can we do it remote? We did a remote. And I remember this is one of the few episodes I didn't get a selfie because he had a meeting like back to like right after and I went, we went like two minutes overtime. So he had to like bounce after. Um, so I apologize to him for making him a little late to his meeting, but I'm glad we got that one done. And like, we talked about kind of his social media strategy because burgers and fries forever has a fantastic Instagram. When I was, well, how old was I at that point? Probably 19. So I've been back in Ottawa for just over a year. And I ended up going, coming downtown. I didn't live downtown at the time. I came downtown and I sought out a burgers and fries forever because their Instagram account just looked so damn good. And I got to interview the guy behind that Instagram account. It's one of those cool moments of the podcast. Um, I didn't have the podcast when I tried burgers and fries for the first time. Unless my math's wrong. I might, my math might be wrong on that. I might've started the podcast at that point. No, actually, no, I'm pretty sure I hadn't started the podcast when I went to burgers and fries for the first time. because I was so excited because their Instagram was so good. So it's just cool to think that I got to sit down and interview the person behind that account and behind that, that business. Episode 66. Yeah, this is a fun one for me. This is with my friend, Sean Does Magic. And Sean is one of the nicest people I have personally met. At the time of recording the podcast with Sean, he had 1.9 million followers on TikTok. 1.9 million. The day before we recorded, he had 1.7 million followers on TikTok. He gained 200,000 the day we recorded. So I remember when we like sat down to record, he's like, by the way, I've gained 200,000 followers in less than 24 hours. I'm at 9.9. I was like, that's crazy. Like a day or two after he was at 2 million. Like as I was like the month from between us recording and uh, us recording and me dropping the episode, he gained another million. So I kept going back to update the follower count and my show notes and in the title of the episode. And when it finally dropped, he had 3 million followers on TikTok. And today, today, Sean has over 15 million followers followers on TikTok. 
He has over, I think over 200,000 on YouTube, over 300,000 on Instagram. And we recorded he had like 7,000 on YouTube. So that guy's absolutely crushing it. And we actually, fun fact, re-recorded record, a second interview. I remember he mentioned to me like he'd be willing to come back on the podcast and talk about kind of the craziness that's been his growth over the last year or eight months since we recorded. So I was like, bet, let me just hit episode number 100 and then I'm going to have repeats on. Um other than Buster share who will get into my second, my second podcast with Buster share soon. Um, but yeah, so Sean, Sean, I remember the pie. It was cool. Cause I remember I wanted to get into more to start doing some TikTok interviews at that time, other than my one reach out to Lil Huddy, which didn't pan out. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to do some interviews with some TikTokers. I cannot remember for the life of me, how I found Sean actually, now that I think about it, it might've been that same Portland, that time I was looking through um, accounts in Portland. Cause Sean grew up really close to Portland. So that might've been how, like the same time I reached out to little Huddy might've been around the time I reached out to Sean and Sean was down. Sean was down to come on. And I was stoked cause he had like 80 to 90,000 followers when I reached out to him on Instagram. And yeah, I was pumped. I got this person from TikTok, and I didn't know what to expect. And Sean was the nicest guy out there. He's a good dude. Was still in high school at the time we recorded. We recorded, he was still in grade 12. Um, he's since graduated, gone on, and started his own content house with a bunch of his friends from back home, which you'll hear about in our episode in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was pumped. And I remember um, we took a selfie after the fact and, uh, my eyes were closed in the selfie. So I made sure my eyes were open in our most recent selfie. But I remember with the Sean does magic one, actually, now that I think about it, I had, a, I was at a work event during the day. Like, so I worked for a football team and we were covering up a, a school visit and that event was supposed to be like an hour. And we were going into like hour number three. And I was like, yo, I am leaving. I have a podcast with Sean does magic. I didn't actually say that, but I literally had to leave this event early and I wasn't supposed to leave, but I left anyways. They made an exception for me and I took a cab, like a $50 cab. They covered it. So shout out to my old job. I took a cab from this school on the outskirts of the city all the way downtown to my apartment. Just got back in time to set up and record with Sean. So I remember like sitting in the car, like checking my phone, like checking the time, like making sure I was going to be back in time because this event went way longer than it was supposed to. But we made it back in time. We got all set. We did a podcast with Sean. That was another podcast where I started the podcast when the sun was out and I had no lights on and we finished in the dark and I had no lights on still. So I was recording in the pitch black, but I love that podcast with Sean. It's a fun one for me. And that was actually the first podcast where I debuted new audio clips. Um, episode 66. I remember developing the new clips for the Sean does magic podcast. It was going to kick off 2019 with some 2019, 2020. Is that 2020? Or was that 2019? I'm trying to remember. I was thinking it was the first podcast of 2020 was Sean does magic. Well, my brain just melted there for a second. Um, was it 2020? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was episode or it was 2020. The first podcast of 2020. Whoa, uh, it was a Shonda's magic. And I want to debut some new audio clips. So I found these, uh, these audio clips that I liked. I made a, mine in a similar style and that's why my podcast clips look the way they look today was because I decided to make some new ones for the Sean. It does magic episode episode number 67, Tara Porter from pure kitchen. This was cool for me. Fuck, I got to stop saying that, but, um, Pure Kitchen is a great restaurant, local restaurant here in Ottawa. And I got to talk with Tara and she was just genuinely one of the sweetest human beings I've had the chance to meet. She was so much fun. Another person who had amazing, amazing energy on the podcast. And my fun story about Pure Kitchen is my friend Jen actually um, recently sent me on a road trip, was making her boyfriend listen to my podcast on this road trip. And the episode they were listening to when she snapped at me was the Pure Kitchen episode. And I got a pretty good response to that. 
uh pk was a podcast was this was like someone i intended to kind of reach out to from the beginning and i finally did it and i'm glad i did it was a cool podcast for me to record um we recorded in my apartment i'm pretty sure we recorded it in the morning so i showed up super late to work that day uh because we recorded it before like 10 o'clock in the morning in the middle of the week uh, but we got the podcast done as we always do and it was just an enjoyable one i just remember my friend jen sending it to me uh, when she was listening to it the other day on a road trip in her car with her boyfriend. Um, in episode number 68, DeJesu Custom Footwear, what, the way I found De, um, Dylan, Dylan DeJesu, was I started like, I should go search up YouTube creators on the rise and see if there's any cool creators on the rise because they're going to be, if they're a creator on the rise, they're going to probably continue to grow because YouTube's now spotlighting them. Um, and they probably haven't done a ton of podcasts if they're still kind of that smaller YouTuber, but starting to grow. So I should start reaching out to some of these YouTubers that are the creators on the rise and get them on my podcast so I can say I had them before they popped off. And Dylan DeJesu was the first person I reached out to. Might've been the only person I actually reached out to from the, from the creator on the rise page. I still have a bookmarked on my, on my laptop just in case, but, and he was a cool one. He's a cool person to interview because he's done some interesting things in the footwear space. Again, custom footwear. So it's pretty self-explanatory to what he does, but He's done some shoes for, um, oh, what's his name? The guy that sings uh, All Gold Everything. I'm um, I'm blanking on his name. Trinidad James. He's done some shoes for Trinidad James. He did some shoes for the Brooklyn Nets. He does a lot of shoes, custom shoes for NFL players. And it was cool to kind of hear and just see the process that he has and the dedication he has to the content. Like he hired a person to do his content for him. And shortly after we recorded, so we were at 80K, or no, were we? he was at 80K, I believe, just under 80K when we started recording. And, um, I believe he's over a hundred. I think he hit the kind of hundred K now, which is huge for him. And episode number 69 was with Abdu Sar and Abdu is the co-founder of film 3d, which is a dope iPhone app. I would love if it was a dope Android app as well. Abdu, if you're listening to this, please drop an Android version so I can use it soon. Um, but in all seriousness, so film 3d is an app where you can kind of take multiple photos on your phone. You take them in a sequence and then the app stitches them together and creates a 3d film look. And it's really dope. I downloaded it on my iPad to see if I can make it work. Probably doesn't work as good as it would if it was on a phone. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And shout out to Mallory Rowan. Mallory is the reason this podcast happened. She recommended Abdu to me. She made the introduction. And Abdu is going to do some big things. I know he is. Um, Film 3D is even his first app that he charted. He charted another one when he was in high school. And him and his, him and his co-founder, Mo, they're up to some big things. I'm pretty sure they got into an accelerator in Australia. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure they got into an accelerator. Um, and like I said, just a cool dude. I remember Abdu. So when actually he, when we recorded, he was like, Hey, can I bring my friend to the podcast? Like just to kind of hang out, like, not to be honest, just to kind of be there. Cause we're hanging out. And I was like, yeah, for sure. So he brought his friend to the podcast and I can remember sitting there recording this and I can hear my cat. Cause I would, like I said, I put all my pets in the bedroom. I can hear my cat, like in the middle of this podcast, start like howling at the door. Cause he wants to come out and like, he would like reach up and he would like slap the door handle. And I, and like my mics picked it up maybe subtly. Like I doubt anyone actually noticed that, but I can remember this was episode 69 and yeah, my cat's like howling in the middle of this podcast and I'm just trying to like power through and like Abdu powered through, but like where his friend was sitting while we recorded was like pretty much right outside the bedroom door. So he was just kind of like awkwardly sitting there while my cat was like hammering on the door handle and howling, trying to get out of the bedroom. Um, so shout out to his friend for just sitting there for the whole like 45 minutes hour podcast. And I can actually remember we sit down and Abdu looks at the, the light box. He goes, is this actually episode 69? And I was like, yeah. And he just went, ha, nice. And uh, yeah, it was episode 69. Episode 70 was the Jurgies, and those people are some of the nicest human beings on the planet. We recorded the podcast and they were like visiting some family friends. So shout out to them. 
They were visiting family friends and they literally ducked out of visiting these family friends and the, wherever they were to like in the side bedroom to record this podcast with me. And I recorded with both of them. They were both kind enough to take the time and record this podcast with me. And their channel was so cool. Like I loved the concept behind it. They would basically what they would do is they would go on these adventures and they would leave a treasure at every single adventure to encourage their followers, their subscribers to go and do the adventure themselves and try and find that treasure. And I thought that was such a cool concept. And like they bought an RV and road tripped across the United States, which is like a dream of mine is to do that trip. And they did it all 50 states. Um, I'd like to do that across Canada and across the United States. That's a big that's a dream of mine. A dream that I will realize at some point. But yeah, just the fact that it was both of them. And I remember we took the selfie and I'm pretty sure Avalyn, their daughter is in the photo. I'm pretty sure like her leg is in it. Cause she was like, she was technically, I recorded with the whole, all three of them at the time. There is a fourth jerky now. So congratulations to both of them. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Avalyn was in the photo we took her leg was like kind of just hanging there. So Avalyn was in the room the whole time. So technically all three jerkies were in the room when we recorded our podcast together. I'm just scrolling back now to find it. And sorry, it was her arm. If you're watching this on video, you might be able to see it there. Her arm is just kind of grabbing her shirt. And um, yeah, the jerkies, they were so much fun. I had an absolute blast recording that podcast. Episode number 71 was the first repeat guest I ever had on the podcast. That repeat guest was Buster Share. And actually, if I can find the calendar invite for this, I'm telling you some of the jokes that I made when I sent Buster this calendar invite were some of my finest jokes of all time. And like I made puns with Buster coming back on the podcast. And I think they're so good that I just want to read them to you. Holy calendar invites. Let me see if I can just pull this off one second. These are just so funny. I absolutely want to read them to you. But the re- I'll, well, actually, while we're waiting, I'll tell the story of how I got Buster on the podcast at that point in time. And it was. Let me see. Nope. Um, but how I got Buster on the podcast was Buster was saying that he wanted to, he wants to start doing more podcasts. He wanted to do a podcast every single day for the year of 2020. He wanted to be a guest on 365 podcasts. And so I saw that tweet and I was like, if you're ever down for round two, let me know. And he's like, I'd love to. And so we set it up. I'm pretty sure it was like one of the like January 2nd or something like that. January 1st, we recorded on New Year's Day. I found the calendar invite. So Buster, so I sent Buster the calendar invite. We record this again. New Year's Day, January 1st, 2020. I was his first podcast of the 365. I don't know if he's been able to do that or not. He's been actually pumping out a ton of his own podcasts. I don't know if he's been a guest on as many, but so here's here's what I titled the, the calendar invite. It was my social life, the return of Buster. And then in the show notes, I wrote additional titles for consideration. Back to the Buster, Buster strikes back, Buster two, and then in brackets zero two zero because it was the first day of 2020. I thought that was clever, and then two Buster two Sharius. That one takes the cake for me. That one is absolute gold. Two Buster two Sharius. Um, that's incredible. My comedic peak was January 1st, 2020, or whenever the day I sent that calendar invite. I could not be more proud of two Buster two Sharius. Um, I thought those were amazing titles. Um. But no, shout out to Buster. Like Buster's just a great dude, accomplished so much, accomplished so much already. He's like, he's going to do some big things. I know that. I'm glad I got to meet him. Not on the ground floor. Like he's definitely already accomplished a shit ton by the time I met him, but I'm glad I got to meet him now. And because I think he's only going to do so much more with his life. I think he's got a bright, bright future ahead of him. 
Um, and yeah, I always learn a ton when I get the chance to speak with Buster. I just love the way, like I broke down, like my favorite thing on that podcast is we were you saying how you could literally grow your personal brand about pretty much anything. And I was like, anything is like anything. And so I like threw a random example. And as I'm talking, I realized I skipped an episode. Oh my God, we're going to go back to that. I can't believe I did that. Um, my bad. Um, episode, yeah, so 71 Buster, I remember he's like, we could build, like throw anything at me. And I literally looked around my house and I was like, potato chips. And he literally laid out like the framework to build your personal brand around potato chips and how you could eventually scale that and start growing that niche. And I was just like, damn, like he just gets social better than a lot of people that I know. And yeah, Buster's a good dude. Had a great time having him back on the podcast. And then I, again, another person I chat with every once in a while, but I just wanted to say those those calendar invites, those X, those potential episode titles that I put in that calendar invite. So proud. Um, but the episode I missed, I can't believe I skipped it, was episode number 64 with Alex Tuccio. And he came through a connection with Digital Jeff. I don't remember exactly how it happened. Jeff was at some event and somehow we were talking and he mentioned Tuccio to me. And yes, yeah, so Tuccio and I jumped on a call or we DM'd and ended up jumping on the podcast. And he was a good dude uh, involved in the baseball space. He was an athlete that ended up starting his own company. He was a Div 1 athlete, started his own company and ended up having it acquired. And yeah, he was just, he was a cool dude. And like shout out to Digital Jeff for setting that one up. And Alex Tuccio, where I realized that he ended up, where I realized I didn't actually mention him is because one of the podcasts coming up, Tuccio actually connected me to. Um, so Tuccio is just a really good dude that I got the chance to speak with. I can't believe I skipped that on this, on this, on this, on this road to 100 here. Um, but no, so shout out to Alex Tuccio. He was, he was an introduction he was a guest that came off an introduction that made another introduction. So you never know who's going to introduce you to what, but Tucho's a smart dude. Like I remember there was just some of the ways he grew his, his app, his company. I really, really liked, he ended up selling it. It's a little bit different from what it was now, but um, yeah, but shout out to Tucho. I feel like I'm not making any sense right now. I'm just so flustered that I skipped it and now I'm not in order. And I'm so, I feel discombobulated that I skipped it. We literally went one to 63 and then 65 to 71 and then back to 64. And now this is totally messing with my head, but we are at a minute two hour, two minute 40. Um, this is my third sitting of recording this. So if you've been listening to this straight one, shout out to you for making it this far. I didn't even make it this far recording it. This is literally my third time sitting down. I just kind of pick up where I leave off every time. Um, so I'm a little bit all over the place, but we're just going to get back on track here. Episode 72, Alex Gassaway. She was actually a recommendation from multiple guests. I believe Methodbox and Dania Ossie were the two people that recommended Alex Gassaway. And she was awesome. I One quote that she has, so Alex did a daily vlog for a long time, like 160 days or something, which is impressive considering I daily vlogged for one day and then gave up. So uh, shout out to me. Um, so Alex, Alex, two things with Alex. The first one actually we'll talk about before the quote that I really loved from her was her Casey Neistat video was phenomenal. If you have a minute, go to Alex, search up Alex Gassaway, Casey Neistat on YouTube. And she made an absolutely incredible video about Casey Neistat, where she went to New York and with the help of Javier Mercedes, who we will get to, because he was also a guest on this podcast later on. Um, but with Alex and Alex enlisted the help of Javier and they went all around New York city with stills from Casey Neistat videos from his daily vlog. And they would line up the still photo with the scenery of New York city and they would take a photo with their camera and they'd make sure like they'd change up their lenses and make sure it looked right. And they would literally like, it's hard to explain, but they would take a photo of the scene, but they would all, they would put frame it around the Casey Neistat photo. So it looked like the Casey Neistat still from his video, like lined up perfectly with their photo of New York city. 
it's it's kind of hard to explain. I don't know if I'm doing it justice. It is a phenomenal video. I can only imagine. And Alex told me about just the amount of work and editing that went into this video, but it is incredible. I remember watching it and I was just like mind blown at how good that video was. So if you have some time, definitely go and check out Alex Gassaway's video on Casey Neistat. But the quote that Alex said that sticks with me that I, that I say to people to this day, I reiterate this to people when I'm talking about daily content creation, especially vlogging. You don't daily vlog for channel growth. You daily vlog for personal growth. That quote is stuck with me. I say, like I said, I say it to people all the time when I talk about vlogging and I don't, I just love that quote because she's right. You learn so much about yourself. You push yourself to your limits. You have to be comfortable with failure with not being perfect. That's a big one with daily vlogging. And but yeah, you don't daily vlog for person or you don't daily vlog for channel growth. You daily vlog for personal growth. That quote's been stuck with me since I recorded that podcast episode 73. This was the one that Tuccio, this is a person Tuccio introduced me to the legend himself, coach Jason Ferber. Ferbs, coach Ferbs is just a good, straight up a good dude. He, we had some troubles with the, uh, with the recording he so on his and he had a mac and i don't believe zencaster works with safari i could be wrong but ferbs is telling me we jumped on a facetime because he couldn't figure out how to make the link work and it's because he only had safari he didn't have google chrome and he was having trouble he couldn't get google chrome downloaded so we downloaded like a second platform that he used in the past but that one didn't work so we ended up trying like three or four different recording platforms before i think we settled onto zoom uh but it was just it was a bit of a grind for us to try and figure out a way to get to get it to work. Um, it was some good troubleshooting practice for me. So shout out to Coach Ferbs for being patient with me on on recording day as we tried to figure that out. Um, but he was great. I loved my conversation with Coach Ferbs. His Instagram stories, his Instagram as a whole is a ton of fun. Uh, but I love watching Coach Ferbs' Instagram stories. Another good dude just does some great things with with the athletes that he works with. And yeah, as far as we're aware, the most followed Instagram baseball coach on Instagram. I got the chance to sit down and speak to him. And I'll have a fun story about Coach Verbs that comes up as we get into episode number 97. But yeah, Coach Verbs, great energy. Loved his stories. Um, just a good all-around dude. Took some technical difficulties at the beginning of that podcast, but but we made it happen. Episode number 74, Jordan McDonald. Jordan McDonald is now a he's a friend of mine. And so what ended up happening with Jordan is Jordan was introduced to me by Hayden Cashin and Jordan said that Eric Hayden was like, yo, I think you got to meet this guy named Jordan. He reminded me so much of you. I think you guys really hit it off. You should meet up with them. So I was like, for sure. So I met up with Jordan on like a Saturday morning at like nine in the morning or something like that. It was nine or 10 in the morning. And I went up, woke up, went to the gym, walked to a Starbucks. He met me there and we're supposed to chat for like an hour. I'm pretty sure we sat in that Starbucks for like three and a half hours just talking about social media, photography, life, business, career goals, everything. We talked about everything. We went through like the whole gauntlet and it was such a good conversation. I loved it. Like one, it was supposed to be an hour turned into like three and a half. Like that doesn't happen with everybody. So hey, one, shout out to Hayden. He was absolutely right. We did hit it off. And I got home and I was like, I don't even think I got home. I'm pretty sure we were sitting there and I was like, yo, would you want to come on my podcast and kind of just basically talk about this shit on the show? And he was like, absolutely, man, I am down. And so we were supposed to record on a Saturday, on a, like a couple weeks later, recording on a Saturday, Friday night, Hayden and his roommates throw a party. And I go, Hallie, come, Hallie and I go to this party. Jordan goes as well. 
and we're at this party. Jordan ends up leaving probably around 12, one, I want to say 12 o'clock to go to another party with some of his friends. And cause his friend, I think it was his friend's birthday. So we had to go to his friend's birthday party. And so we stayed, Hallie and I probably didn't get left the party at probably two 30 in the morning. If not later than that, uh, got home pretty late, woke up, obviously not feeling the best. Um, but we pulled the podcast off. I was slightly hungover. Jordan showed up to my apartment. Like, like nothing had happened. Like he was not, didn't seem hungover. was in great, like a great mood. I was slightly hungover during this podcast, which is rare. I don't actually, I try not to drink. I mean, period. I rarely drink, but I don't often drink the night before podcast. That was a special exception for me, but we got the podcast done and I really loved that podcast. That was actually the first podcast I shot with my new light boxes. So going back to episode number 10, I should have said this story at that point, but Roland Bast was working with a company and trying to supply 10 people in Ottawa with these free light boxes. I'm um, just trying to get kind of the product in the market and get people talking about it. And so he reached out to me and was like, Hey, do you want free lighting? Like I'll give you like this company is giving away two light boxes to 10 different people. And I was like, absolutely. So this was my first podcast, my new lighting. And yeah, I just love the quality of with the lighting and the video, that podcast. I love kind of just the framing of that podcast with Jordan. I mean, it was a fun, it was a fun conversation. I'm glad we got to kind of take part of our first coffee meeting and turn it into a podcast. Um, but yeah, Hayden was absolutely right. Absolutely hit it off with Jordan. He's a good dude. I thoroughly, his Instagram stories are pretty funny from time to time. He's been doing some cool, some cool phone background. So if you're looking for a, a phone background for one of your favorite sports teams, just DM him on Instagram and he'll probably make it for you. He's kind of been doing that. He's been taking some recommendations. He's been creating some dope, some dope backgrounds. So shout out to Jordan. If you're interested, like I said, if you have a favorite sports team and you're looking for a background, DM Jordan, he can probably hook you up. Episode 75 was with Phil Paquette. And I've said some people are the nicest or the sweetest, but genuinely, Phil Paquette might be the nicest human being I've ever met. Energy is on another level. It is unmatched. And speaking of energy... So we sit down to record the podcast, episode 75. I've never had an issue with this in my life before. And we sit down, I test the mics like five minutes before he shows up and everything is working perfectly. He sits down at the chair, everything stops working. My, like, one of my mics literally just basically died and was not, it didn't die like for some reason. Still don't have an explanation as for why it stopped working. It started working as soon as he left again because I checked it. But when he walked in the room, it stopped working. Now, whether you believe this or not, I don't even know where my opinion or where I fall on this. But he, what Phil said to me is his, he has troubles with technology because of the energy he emits and that disrupts the electronics around him. Whether it's a coincidence or not, like I said, I don't know. He also recorded a podcast with my good friend Deepak and they also had technological issues when they recorded with PAX. Um, but yeah, it was just weird. And he kind of said that that's a thing that happens when he walks into rooms. Sometimes there's issues with technology when he's around. Like I said, I don't know where I fall on it, but it was just an interesting, it was an interesting, uh, thing that happened when we recorded the podcast. But like I said though, but other than like, we still made it work. The audio peaked at many times. So there's some, some audio issues because of the way I ended up kind of setting up the mic. So we only had one. So I kind of just hung up between the two of us. Um, but again, just genuinely like one of the nicest, if not the nicest human being I've ever met, just positive energy. So much positive energy when I was recording with him. You can't help but smile when you talk to Phil Bucket. And Phil, I so the way I heard of Phil was 
my girlfriend used to be a huge Big Brother fan. And I remember her telling you about these PAX bros that won like the season before her and I started dating. They won Big Brother Canada and like these were these like cool brothers that won the show. And so I was telling Phil that like, yo, my girlfriend was like a fan of yours when you were on the show. And he's like, well, where is she? And as I mentioned, she was at a Starbucks working because of because I was recording a podcast. And he was like, well, tell her I'm gone and like I'll surprise her. And so I like text my girl, like, yo, you can come back now. We're done. And so she comes back and Phil like hit around the corner in my apartment and she like walked in and he was like, he jumped out and he was like, Hey, and he was like, just willing. Like, I'm sure he's had so many interactions of people coming up to him because he won big brother and want to talk to him about big brother and this, this, and this. And despite that out of his own, like I, I didn't push for it. I was literally just kind of talking about it, but he's like, no, let's surprise her. Like, let's talk to her. And like, yeah, it was just cool. And he like asked my girlfriend, he's like, yo, is there anything you want to know about the show? We're living in the house. And like, he was just willing to talk to her. So I really want to thank him for just being kind enough to, and willing enough to do that on his own, of his own fruition. Episode number 76 was with Tyler Brash, the king of POVs or the CEO of POVs or something like that. CEO of cringe. Maybe is that what it was? I can't remember. He was on TikTok, 450,000 followers at the time. And he was a nice dude. I know at the time that him and I recorded, he was in quite a bit of drama with another TikToker named Max Dressler, who I almost got on this podcast. And I was going to try and do them back to back, but then I stopped kind of hearing from Max. So that never ended up happening. But so I had Tyler on this podcast that he's a nice guy. And I remember him kind of saying like, he's going to try and up, up the game when it comes to POV. So if you don't know, if you're not on TikTok, most of you probably are at this point, but a POV is where basically you set your phone up and you act the POV and your phone is like this other person in the scene. Um, and you, so you're like the other person in the scene, they're acting towards you. They're acting towards the camera. It's a point of view. And I remember him kind of saying like, I'm going to up the game when it comes to POVs, like just you watch. And I was just kind of like, yeah, okay, cool, man. Like that's dope. Like whatever, what does this guy mean? He's going to up the game when it comes to POVs, but he has gone on and he has done that. I will give Tyler Brash credit. He has had a lot of shit thrown his way. He's gone through drama. He's had a ton of haters. He's been made fun of by massive YouTubers and people make fun of him for his cringy videos. But like genuinely, like I will give credit where credit is due. He has upped his production game on his POVs. He's got props. He's upped his just the camera quality. His acting abilities are getting better with every single one. So I just wanted to give Tyler Brash a shout out. I doubted him. No, I didn't. I didn't doubt him fully, but I, I wasn't fully on board. I wasn't just like, absolutely, man, go for it. And I regret that. And I wish I hadn't been because he's gone on and he's doing what he said he was going to do. And he's absolutely up to the game when it comes to POVs. And I, like I said, I want to give credit where credit is due. So shout out to Tyler Brash, man. I'm, I'm very happy for you. Episode number 77 was with Swish Goswami. And if you don't know who Swish is, how? If you listen to this podcast, I'm surprised. But Swish is the CEO and co-founder of TrueFan. And I remember... Swish is someone I'd kind of had my eyes on getting on the podcast for a while because just I knew Scott, I knew True Fan, and as a result, I knew who Swish was, and he had a big following on LinkedIn, and he was this, and this was this um, accomplished and impressive entrepreneur. And so Scott, I was mentioning that to Scott, and Scott was like, "Just ask Swish to come on your podcast." Like I'm sure he'd do it. And I was like, "Really? You think so?" He's like, "Yeah, absolutely." So I asked Swish, and Swish was down to come on the podcast, and had a good podcast with Swish. And like I said, where we are today, sponsored by TrueFan. We're in a part, not even sponsor. It's a partnership more than a sponsorship. Um, we're in this, this joint partnership with TrueFan. And because Swish was willing to take that shot, take that shot with me. And Swish was willing to take a shot on my company when I had one client at the time. 
And yeah, I got the chance to sit down with him. It was a cool podcast for me. I really enjoyed that one with Swish. And I mean, most of the conversations, the things I'll say about Swish just happened to come in with this, with the partnership between TrueFan. And like, I just genuinely appreciative of him taking that chance. And some of the people that he's willing and he's helped introduce me to for the podcast and even for my business, Swish has been a huge part in that as well. So so big thank you to Swish Goswami for everything he's done for me and for this podcast and for my business so far. I genuinely appreciate it a lot. Episode 78 was with Karen O'Brien. And so Karen was TrueFan's first investor. and just with when she, her and I met up in person. So she was TrueFan's first investor. She actually just recently, we, she got announced as the, as a CMO of TrueFan, but she wasn't at the time. Um, she was just at the time an investor from Ottawa, which is interesting enough. She was from Ottawa. She lived in, she lives in Ohio, but she has a ton of experience in Silicon Valley and she's worked in that side of the world. And she just happened to be in Ottawa shortly after I signed the TrueFan contract. And so Swish made the introduction to me and Karen and I remember getting on the phone with her and my just my whole like notion is she's just like the Silicon Valley marketer like she's probably going to be like I was almost intimidated just with her background and her her resume and I jump on a call with her and we're talking and we had a good I remember our first chat was supposed to be 30 minutes one for 45 I was like 50 minutes late to a meeting and I just didn't want to say by the way I have a meeting I have to go because again I was intimidated by her resume and everything she's done and so eventually we, she comes to Ottawa. She meets me in Ottawa. We end up meeting at this coffee shop. We chatted for like another two hours, just hit it off. And now today, and then Karen, when we're at this meeting. Karen goes, I'd like to be on your podcast. And I was like, shit. Okay, sure. Like, let me, let's do that. And so we ended up, she flew back home to Ohio where she lives now after our, after our conversation. And she gave me some great tips, some great pointers, some great advice. And she ended up coming on the podcast and we recorded a great episode of the podcast. And I remember her calling me before we put the episode out and being like, cause so around the time 75 with PAX was my last in-person podcast. And then the coronavirus really kind of escalated in North America. And I didn't do an in-person podcast until episode 100 with Hayden. Um, so, but at the time even recording my podcast with Karen episode 78 coronavirus wasn't really here yet. And so we didn't do, so we ended up, we didn't really talk too much about it because it wasn't an issue at the time. But by the time that coronavirus arrived in North America, Karen's episode was about to drop. So Karen calls me and she goes, I feel like the podcast is a little bit tone deaf because we didn't talk about COVID. Can we add to the podcast and talk about the coronavirus? And so we did that and we did an extra bonus recording of the podcast, about an extra 10 to 15 minutes on it. And so I appreciated Karen willing to come back on the podcast to talk even more so about about everything that was going on. she's willing to take extra time and we add it to the podcast right before it came out. And now to this day, Karen and I, we probably jump on a phone call at least once a week. We talk all the time. Our conversations are always like that first one planned for half an hour, but they go for an hour, hour and a half. Um, I love, love my chats with Karen. She gives me a ton of great advice. She has a lot of insight, a lot of experience and someone I'm able to lean on. So I genuinely appreciate Karen O'Brien, of course, for coming on this podcast, but for everything she's done for me outside the podcast, she's also introduced me to some clients as well. She's helped my business. She's helped me personally. She's helped the business. So again, massive shout out to Karen uh, for everything she's done. Episode 79 is with Jay Swanson. And I can't remember how I found Jay either. I really don't know how he came across my radar, um, but I'm glad he did. Jay is just a an interesting, a very interesting story. So he's a fantasy author from the Western United States, living in Paris, writing his fantasy books. And he's also traveled a ton. 
He worked for Mercy Ships and so was on like a roaming hospital boat in Africa. He's almost caused an international incident. He has such an interesting story. I highly recommend you check out that episode of the podcast. But it was just cool to get to pick his brain about being a fantasy author. Because growing up, my dream was to be, I wanted to be a writer director. And I had all these ideas and concepts in my head as like a 10, 11, 12 year old for these fantasy books I wanted to write. And I never, ever in any way, shape or form followed through or tried to follow through on those dreams. So it was cool to get the chance to someone that's actually done that in Jay. And yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Like he's doing a lot of things that I've wanted to do or I've dreamt about doing with living abroad and writing fantasy novels like that. The fantasy novels one was one more so as I was a kid, but the living abroad is as I got older, that was something I wanted to do. And so Jay's just kind of living out a couple of my different dreams. He's a vlogger on YouTube, which is again, another one of my dreams. So just a lot of things that I've been like, man, that'd be cool to do. Jay was doing them. So it was cool to get the chance to sit down and, and speak to him. Episode number 80. This was one of the ones, this is one of the big ones where after I finished recording 100 episodes later with Hayden, I was like, how did I not mention this one? I mean, that happened pretty much the entire time. But yeah, episode 80, I was like, how did I not mention episode number 80 of my podcast? Because episode number 80 was with a guy named Pat Cordyback. And Pat is the lead singer of the band Stereos. And Stereos was the first ever concert I ever saw. I was 10, 11, 11 or 12 years old when I went to that concert. It was at the Red River X in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And I bought a Stereos t-shirt. That was my first band shirt, I guess you could say. And I kind of had fallen off of stereos. I never even really got made it to their second album. They released the second album. I never really made it to it. Um, and yeah, but I always remembered stereos. Like they were one of my, they were my favorite band. I remember I used to be able to sing and still pretty much can sing their whole first album front to back. And it was someone posted on Instagram story, like shout out to stereos for dropping a new song or something. And I saw that and I was like, that's not like the same stereos from like 2009 when I was like 12 years old, is it? Like, there's no way that's the same stereo. I click on it, sure as shit, it's the exact same band. My mind was fucking, well, I've been swearing, my mind was blown, and I was like, yo, this is that band. This is stereo, this is my first concert. Like, let me take a shot here. They only have like 10,000 followers on Instagram. Let me take a shot and see if I can get someone from the band to come on the podcast. And so I sent an audio message to the band I basically saying the story of how stereos is my first concert. This is what my podcast is about. I'd love to have the guys on to talk about it and shout out to Andrew Vale. He's the one who would answer that message, stereos manager. And he's like, let's do it. Let's set it up. And so we did. And I got the chance to sit down and speak with Pat Cordy back. He's like, yeah, I'll make sure the podcast with Pat. He's a lead singer. And I got an hour and a half with Pat Cordy back to talk on my podcast, which is absolutely insane. When you think about like how many people have had the opportunity to sit down with the lead singer of the band they saw in their first concert ever. Probably not many people, but I was fortunate enough to get that chance and it was awesome. And I remember like one, like it was just cool to get the chance to talk to Pat. But if you're a fan of stereos and you're listening to this podcast, if that's this very weird serendipitous moment that's happening, I highly recommend you search up Pat Quarterback because there's a podcast that he did that I will admit is much better than mine because he talked about he he recorded a podcast with one of his friends and i believe the podcast is is that the right one i believe it was what what are we talking about that's the name of the podcast 
Um, what are we talking about? And it's with some friends of Pat's from back home and it's Pat and it's another guy from the band and they sat down, they do like a long, long, I believe it was like an hour and a half podcast could have even been longer. Um, I don't know how long it is here. No, they did a two and a half hour podcast. And like, just because it's like buddies, they're telling some more stories that you don't get on my podcast. So I highly recommend you check that podcast out, but no, but in all seriousness, like getting a chance to sit down with Pat was a cool, it was a cool, really like was a special moment for me. It was a full circle moment. It really kind of like one of those podcasts that motivates you to keep doing the podcast. Like that was an extremely special one for me. I went, and I dug out my old stereos band shirt from like a bin I had in my apartment that I had, I hadn't, I don't think I'd ever worn it period. Cause I was just like my first band shirt. And I was very weird about shit like that. Like I didn't want to ruin it. So I just never wore it. Um, but I wore it for this podcast it was definitely a little tight. Cause I was 10 years old or 12 years old when I would have bought it, but I wore it for the podcast. It was really cool. Uh, Pat could have been nicer. He said he'd be willing to come on the show whenever again. And, um, they, one of the cool moments is when the episode came out, they posted a graphic with my podcast logo on it on their Instagram. So it's just really cool for me to see this band that I used to like, I was, I loved when I was a kid growing up, I was pretty much, I watched their app. They were on a TV show that really put them on the map. And I remember I watched that episode. That's how I found that. And I was a fan from that moment and to see them posting my podcast logo on their Instagram to talk to their lead singer episode 80 was a really, really special podcast for me. And honestly, I love the new song they put out sunset gold. And they recently released an acoustic version, which honestly, I think I've been liking more than the original version. Um, so highly recommend you go stream sunset gold by stereos, but seriously, episode 80 was a very special podcast for me. So shout out to Pat for taking the time. Shout out to Andrew Vale for setting it up. That was a, a very, very, very cool podcast for me to record. And I actually remember after that podcast, I literally finished recording, jumped on a bus, went on like road, met up with my family and then went skiing, like night skiing after that. So that whole day, that recording was just a great day for me. Record a podcast with Pat, then went skiing with my family. Like I just remember that. That was a really good day. Episode number 81 was with Ariel Villa Piano. And I want to give a shout out for this episode. So Ariel is the, she's the social media manager. She's one of the social media managers for Barbara Corcoran, that Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. And Ariel was someone who honestly wasn't on my radar at all. And it wasn't until my friend Braden Statchel. So shout out to him for, he DM'd me one day. He's like, yo, I just remembered that I know Barbara Corcoran's social media manager. Would you be down to have her on your podcast? And I was like, um, yes, absolutely. And yeah, so he made the introduction to Ariel and um, we had a, a good podcast. She was so nice. She was, I remember she said this is her first podcast and she crushed it. It was so good. It was, it was again, another challenge for me to kind of put the puzzle pieces together for that one. Cause there wasn't like a ton of stuff I could find on Ariel on the internet. Um, but we had a, like I said, a good podcast. It was a challenge for me to kind of piece that one together, but we made it work. Um, but big shout out to Brayden for helping set that one up. And one thing actually with Ariel, I think the funniest thing that I did, it was just a standout moment is just talking to her about the fact that she was in a Cardi B music video. Uh, if you want to know more about that story, you can go and check out episode number 81 with Ariel Villapiano. Episode 82. This was a fun one. This was my man, Bobby Hobart, the bearded man, Ba Bay. And I can't remember how I found Bobby. I think I originally found him actually through researching different podcasts and different guests. And he eventually started coming up again and again. And I'd like see him interviewing these pretty big name guests. And I would go and I'd see his podcast. And when I honestly, like just when I'd first go to his Instagram before I knew who he was or anything about him, I genuinely thought they were in some like legit studio. And Bobby used to record his podcast out of his bedroom. 
still does out of the bed rudio um and but i remember seeing bobby's podcast early on and not early on probably a year ish in and thinking he was like a he was a huge podcast with his own studio and everything and honestly sometimes it's just not what you have it's making what you have work and not what you could have and that's one thing i took away just from bobby as a whole and he's got his energy he's got some crazy crazy energy i will give him that his stories always fire me up and the, the story about the, with the story like about the podcast with bobby one it was just it was long it was another marathon podcast an hour and 45 minutes and again shout out to him for kind of his he gave me some some nice compliments and appreciation for the research that i did which coming from someone like bobby who again i said this on the 100 episodes later probably the closest person that i have found that does a podcast similar to mine and i guess it's not even like finding one similar to mine mine was similar to bobby's and the fact that he started his first purpose in the youth podcast that podcast has since come to a close an incredible journey bobby's on to a new podcast now it's the bearded man podcast i highly recommend you check that out um but what I remember the podcast that Bobby is. So I knew Bobby had good mics and it didn't clue in until after we started recording. And I was like, you know, his, his voice doesn't sound like he's on a good mic. And we flipped our mics on. Or we, I was like, maybe he just didn't set it up. Maybe he's not home. Maybe like whatever it is. And eventually like we flip the cameras on it. We jump on a zoom call after the podcast to take the selfie. Like I always do. And I notice he's got his mic there. And I'm like, man, can you do me a favor? Can you go to Zencaster and click the wheel in the top right corner and see if it, and see if your mic's connected. And it wasn't. It was the exact same thing that happened to me with Seth Feingersh, where Bobby had it set up. He switched something over or he moved. Something happened and Zencaster automatically switched it to his his computer microphone and not his actual microphone. So the audio on the Bobby podcast isn't as clean as it could have been. No fault of Bobby. Zencaster, it's that weird thing. Like I said, it happened to me. It happens to other people. And I just remember that happening. And Bobby was so apologetic. And honestly, though, like didn't mean didn't make one difference one thing i've learned through this podcast is the audio quality while it helps isn't the most important the value the person gives the stories they tell the insights they provide is what really matters and i think bobby provided a lot of value with that episode so i honestly wasn't even stressed at all with the audio quality i loved every second of that podcast it was so much fun i appreciate bobby he was nice so it couldn't have been nicer to me again complimented me on my research and stuff like that and again coming from someone like bobby who knows the amount of work that who has done the amount of work that it takes to find that much information meant a lot coming from him episode number 83 graden ursel this was really cool for me so graden is knows karen o'brien somehow i can't remember the exact relation they might even be like relate i think he might be a nephew i could be wrong graden if you're listening to this i apologize if i'm getting this wrong or karen if you're listening to this i apologize but anyway graden knows karen and karen recommended graden and i was like sure like almost kind of hesitantly because i didn't fully understand what graden did and i am very glad i took that podcast because graden has carved out a niche for himself he runs his own marketing agency, but he's ca- carved out a very, very, very specific niche working with med spas. And I just remember that again, I just remember I wasn't exactly confident when I said, yes, that podcast, I didn't fully understand who Graydon was, what he did, but it was just a really interesting podcast because it shows that if you just, you can be ultra, ultra, ultra specific and still be successful. He's carved out like i say he's carved out this amazing niche when people think of getting traffic to their med spa they think of Graydon ursel and 
he just provided a ton of interesting insights. We had a good conversation around Facebook ads and the platform they're using to kind of drive people in for the business and the importance of focusing on the customers you already have as opposed to getting new ones. It was a really, really good podcast. I was so happy. I think we recorded that on like a Saturday morning. It was like 9, 10 a.m. And I just remember that one pumped me up for the rest of the day because I was so happy just with how it went. I wasn't entirely sure coming into it how it would go. Like obviously I had my notes and everything, but I was just so stoked when we finished that podcast. And like I said, I almost didn't even say yes to that one. I was kind of hesitant. I did anyways. And I'm so, so happy that I did. Episode 84. This is a cool one for me. This was a very cool one for me. So sometime in 2019, I listened to an episode of That Creative Life, Sarah Dietschy's podcast. She had these two guys on her podcast, uh, David Perel and Nick Sharma. And I remember listening to that podcast and I was like, holy shit, these guys are smart as hell. And I kind of had the want, I wanted to have both of these guys on my podcast. And I, I remember I asked David, I think shortly after the Sarah podcast, he said at that point in time, he wasn't doing podcasts right now without any people he didn't know. And I think that was around the time he started to focus on his writing school, writer, writer of passage. Um, and Nick, I never reached out to Nick. And then when I started working with true fan, I do some article writing for them. And one of them, one of the articles, um, I was asked, there swish was like hey i want you to jump on a call with my friend nick sharma and ask him about d2c and stuff like that and i was like like wait the same nick sharma from the from that creative life podcast like the same dude sure enough it was and nick couldn't have been a nicer guy and i remember i had about 15 minutes with nick and this is when i was still at at the uh, at the sports team and i remember when i had my call with nick it was in the middle of the work day and i was at work because i still worked at my full-time job at that point and I literally went, my office was on one side of the stadium. I walked across to the other side of the stadium up into the press box. And this was in like February. So it was still cold up here in Canada. And the the power, the heating in the press box was off because no one's really in there. So there's no need to have the heating on and cr- to create or to cost for, whoa, there's no need to have the heating on because it costs money. If no one's up there, it makes no sense. So I'm literally up there in my like winter jacket on my laptop. I'm like freezing cold. I'm doing this interview with Nick and I asked him if he'd be down to come on the podcast after. And he said, absolutely. And eventually we made it work and it was a cool podcast. I remember Nick said that I, he's like, one of the things that Nick pointed out about my research is that I asked him something that no one's ever asked him about before, which one of his first or his very first business. Um, but that was just a cool podcast for me. Uh, to be able to sit down with Nick after kind of hearing him on that Sarah DG podcast, thinking, man, I need to get this guy on the podcast eventually. And it happened. And I honestly didn't even expect it to happen. So shout out to Swish for making this that podcast happen. That was a really cool one for me. And Nick, I, like, I genuinely think is one of the smartest people, one of the smartest marketers I know on the planet. He's a great follow on Twitter. Any podcast you can find with him on it, it's worth the time to listen to it. Um, but yeah, Nick Sharma, like I said, one of the smartest marketers that I, I know. Episode 85, Isaiah Rivera. That was a cool one. Isaiah is one of, if not the best professional dunker on the planet. And I remember I reached out to Isaiah and after he had a dunk that went super viral and I asked him to come on the podcast. He was all for it. And then we had to reschedule and then I messaged him and he never really, and he never got back to me. And then a couple months later, I sent him another message and he was like, holy dude, I am so sorry. I can't believe that I missed this. Um, I was just super apologetic. We made the podcast happen on episode number 85. And it was cool like to get the chance to speak to a professional athlete, one of the best, if not the best in the planet is sport. Uh, you don't always get that opportunity. I think Isaiah is actually younger than me, which is just 
frightening to say with how scary good he is and how much of a career he has left in front of him. And the thing I remember from Isaiah is him just telling me with his YouTube videos, which he was slowly starting to ratchet up like Instagram's his big platform. But at the time he had 30 K on YouTube and that's still rising. Use his phone up until very recently before we recorded. He just used his, his cell phone to create all of his YouTube content and a big theme over this, the course of this podcast is that you don't need crazy, crazy gear to get started creating content. And Isaiah, one of the top athletes, if not the top athlete on the planet at his sport, used his cell phone. So why can't you? Episode number 86, Jordan Tarver. Jordan actually reached out. He's one of the people that have reached out to me and asked to come on my podcast. And he reached out after I did the podcast with Bobby Hobart at 82. And because Jordan had been on Bobby's podcast, so Bobby posted about me after we recorded. Jordan saw it, asked if he could come on the show. And that was, that was a really cool one. And I remember the one question, the question that stands out to me for my podcast with Jordan is I asked, I read back an Instagram caption to him about, he went on a backpacking trip across Europe for three months. And I went back and I found the Instagram post he made before he left. And I read him that caption and he told me he had goosebumps. And it's just cool to think like it was his caption. So technically it was his words that gave him goosebumps, but it was cool to hear that I was able to find a way I was able to ask a question that created that type of reaction from my guest. Like I said, I know it was his words and it was just his memories, which caused the actual reaction. But for me to kind of be the, the bridge that bridged those two things together was really, really cool for me. Episode number 87 was with Harry Dry, the founder of Marketing Examples, which is just an unbelievable email newsletter and website. Harry Dry is probably Nick Sharma, one of the smartest marketers I've met on the planet. Harry Dry is the most, at least at the time we recorded it, he's definitely really starting to grow really quickly now. Uh, But at the time we recorded, he was probably the most underrated marketer on the planet. I feel like not many people knew who Harry Dry was at that point in time. And man, they're starting to find, they're starting to learn about Harry. And I un- understand why he's growing so quickly. Such a, just an extremely smart guy. And the way I found Harry actually was David Perel mentioned him as his email newsletter, not Harry specifically, but his web, an article he did for marketing examples, clicked through to marketing examples. And I went all the way to the bottom of the page and he has like his name there on at the bottom of his website, at the bottom of his email newsletter. So then I searched him up on LinkedIn, found him, connected with him on LinkedIn, and we recorded the podcast. And that one was one of my longest podcasts ever. My podcast with Harry was over two hours, which usually, I'm almost, I don't think I've ever had a podcast go longer than 205. So whenever a podcast passes the two hour mark, it's pretty much instantly one of my longest podcasts ever. And with Harry, I remember why Harry's was so long was because the first half, like Harry had like two different stories, right? So he has this story around um, trying to get in front of Kanye West and creating this dating site for exclusively Kanye West fans and going viral and having a ton of press because of that one and then starting marketing examples. So we had like two full podcasts essentially back to back in that one episode. And so we chatted for like two hours. I remember we logged into the podcast and I was like, Harry, how much time do you have? Like, I just always like to be aware of how much time my guests have. And he's like, Oh, it's, I'm good as for as long as you need. I'm like, he's like, like two hours probably is like a little bit too long, but whatever. And I was like, yeah, don't worry, man. Like these usually go for two hours. Sure enough, it went for two hours and it was later in the night for him in England. I think we started recording at like eight or 9 PM his time. And then after we finished recording, we had like, so with Zencaster, the audio has to upload once you're done recording. So do we just finish recording this monster two hour podcast? And actually one thing too, before that, my, so fun fact, my mom watches and listens to pretty much every podcast I put out. 
And one thing I noticed from Harry that my mom also picked up on is that he asked me questions and I don't talk a lot in this podcast by design. I only have my guests for a very limited amount of time. So I want to get as much out of them as possible. I don't want this. The interviews aren't a platform for me to speak. It's a platform for my guests to speak. But Harry engaged me a lot and he asked my quest, like he asked me questions and asked my opinion on different things or like turn my own questions back at me. And it was a very conversational podcast, not as interview interviewee as most of them are and i remember my mom calling me and telling me that she really liked that about harry how harry really engaged me on these on in that podcast but which was really cool and i appreciate him for that uh, but we finished the podcast we finished episode number 87 and zencaster has to upload the audio once you're done and harry was having a rough a rough wi-fi night i guess because we just record a two-hour podcast it's like 11 p.m at harry's time and then we have to wait like 45 minutes for his audio to upload because he was having troubles with his Wi-Fi. Um, but trooper that he was, he stayed on. We chatted for like another 45 minutes. Unbelievable dude. Just a nice guy all around. Like I said at the time, one of the most underrated marketers on the planet really starting to grow quickly now. And if you aren't subscribed to Marketing Examples, highly recommend you do. Highly recommend you check out Harry Dry on Twitter. Twitter. He actually just changed marketing examples to Harry Dry's marketing examples. So definitely check him out on Twitter. Tons of value and very short and concise bites. I love, love marketing examples. Episode number 88 was with Randy Rose and Swish. So this is another one. Shout out to Swish for this one happening. And where this, how, so Randy is an advisor to TrueFan. And when Swish introduced me to Randy, it was to talk to Randy on a true fan related thing. Just kind of Randy wanted to talk to the marketing person at true fan, which happens to be me at the time happened to be me. And so I remember Swish makes the introduction to, to Randy he says like, I want you guys to chat. Da, da, da. P.S. Randy Jacob has an awesome podcast. He'd be a great guest for his podcast. Had Randy on the podcast. It was an awesome episode, but my story with Randy and Randy is listening to this. will probably know he thinks this is a funny story because Swish told told him this. I remember so Swish makes the introduction to Randy and I went on like the True Fan website to see who Randy was, what Randy looks like. And I was like, I made sure I wore like a nice shirt. I was like, I'm meeting a True Fan advisor. I want to be nice and buttoned up. I want to make sure I look good. I can talk my talk, make sure I look like I know what I'm talking about and talk like I know what I'm talking about. And so I'm like, already I'm like sitting at my desk. I'm all like prepared to meet this True Fan advisor call flicks on randy is literally lying in bed on his like phone doing this call with me and i was just so like what the fuck is happening right now but honestly like randy is such a nice dude uh, i had a really good talk with him before the podcast just like like that initial call where he was laying in bed um not exactly how i expected it to go but like i said randy couldn't have been a nicer guy and the podcast with him went well. He actually, now that I'm thinking about it, and I haven't actually followed through on this. He DM'd me or he reached out to me a little while after the podcast asking for like a deck about the show that I could share with him. And I told him I'd put one together and send it to him. And I haven't. So Randy, if you're listening to this, I will try and get that done soon and send that my social life deck over your way. Um, but yeah, another thing, Randy. Yeah, Randy was just a good dude and posted or he's funny on Instagram. He's got some funny Instagram stories in it. At the time of recording this podcast, so we're recording this this portion, this is like my fourth day sitting down to to talk about this. As you can tell, my voice is slowly starting to go away here, which isn't good because I have two big podcasts coming up this weekend. Um, 
But this is this around the time of recording this podcast, the Raptors are in the NBA playoffs heading into this game seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals. But there was a game where the Raptors, I believe they were down two, and Kyle Lowry threw a lob, a lob pass over to OG Anunoby, who caught it in the corner and hit a three-pointer to win the Raptors game three. And Randy, for the next 24 hours, in every single Instagram story, wrote, he got it off. And I thought that was the funniest thing. I don't know why Randy's a... Good dude, funny dude. And I just remember that. I'll never forget that that first call I had with Randy where I made sure I was looking as professional as possible and he was just chilling in bed on the, on the Zoom call. Oh, it was so funny. I remember he asked me about that when I, because I told that to Swish, who told Randy. Randy was asking about it and he thought it was pretty funny. Episode number 89 was with Kevin DeShazo. And I followed Kevin on Twitter for a while before, before asking him to come on the podcast. And I can't remember how I found Kevin uh, but I was also had my eye on his book, his leadership book. I haven't actually bought it yet. It's one I want to want to get around to purchasing here soon. He has a new book as well called Keep Chopping Wood. You should check it out. And it was just cool to I had my eye on as, as someone to reach out to was Kevin for a long time. Finally did came on the podcast and Kevin compared me to Sean Evans of Hot Ones, which is always a cool. It's always a cool feeling when someone says that because I respect Sean Evans. I think he's phenomenal. He's an unbelievable interviewer. And to get compared to him by Kevin was was really cool. So shout out to Kevin. That meant a lot to me that you're that you compare me to Sean Evans because he's one of the best out there. And that really meant a lot to me. Episode number 90, the brightest hour. This one is really cool because if we flash back all the way to episode number seven, Kerbin's Boisset and I are talking, and I noticed that he's followed by this really dope photographer that I like on Instagram named The Brightest Hour. And then we get to talking about The Brightest Hour and how talented a photographer he is. And then so flash forward 83 episodes later, I get The Brightest Hour on my podcast, Unusual Irv. I don't know if he's ever done a podcast before, or at least one that I could find. So it was really cool to get the chance to speak with him. One of my favorite photographers on Instagram is Irv himself. Told some cool stories, was again... Another unbelievable dude, another long podcast. And I just appreciated getting like we had actually that podcast. No, what I remember from that podcast is just it went in a completely different direction than I thought it was going to. Um, we probably didn't touch on 33, like a third of my notes, which is pretty, which is a considerable amount considering the amount of notes that I have. But that podcast just got really deep and it wasn't a direction I really thought it was going to go. But once I kind of noticed it going that way, I didn't want to just like we were getting into a deep conversation, just kind of about life and the pur- purpose of what you're doing. And I didn't want to just pull that conversation back and be like, so but like, that's great. But tell me what days on Instagram you try to post. And like, is there a, like I did? I felt that almost felt shallow at that point. So I just kind of let the conversation roll and it got really deep and I really enjoyed that conversation it was one of the most off of the, off the cuff, off script podcasts that I can remember doing. Um, and yeah, it was just cool at the end to do it with someone like Irv, like the brightest hour who I had admired from afar on Instagram for so long was, was cool. And another one of those moments on the podcast that reiterates why I do this and why what I do is so cool. Episode 91, Javier Mercedes. Javier was awesome. Another, like, his videos are great. I love his energy in his videos. He brought it onto the podcast as well. And when Javier did his Javier, I remember Javier was saying how like he didn't like, he made me think, he made me think about the way I do this podcast. And some people have think like, is that a negative thing? And I don't think so at all. And I genuinely appreciate Javier for kind of pointing this out. He was, he just mentioned how on the podcast, 
we spent some time on like on his backstory and I could tell and at that one, like back to Irv where I didn't try to force the conversation on Javier's. I forced the conversation. I could tell he didn't really want to talk too much about his backstory, but I was like pushing for it. Cause I want to try and get one of those nuggets in there where I ask him a question. He doesn't think I'm going to ask him, but Javier didn't want to talk about his backstory. And I kind of pushed it and he made the point that like, well, I don't think anyone's going to care about my backstory. Like let's focus on, let's focus on the tactics. Cause that's what people are here for. And he was right. And I was like reevaluating my podcast. And I was like, should I just focus on the tactics? And it was because of this conversation with Javier. And I like having these conversations where, where it makes me think, I was like, should I just focus on the tactics? But I realized that's not like, I think, cause I've questioned this as well, but I think I've found a good, like, I don't know, niche is the right word, but the way I do my podcast, I think is unique. So I'm going to stick to it, but it was good to kind of have someone question that. Cause I feel like I don't get a lot of feedback with this podcast. I don't have a lot of people asking why I do certain things. And so to have someone just straight up kind of point that out and make me reevaluate what I'm doing meant a lot to me because not a lot of people do that or are willing to do that. So the fact that Javier kind of pointed that out and was willing to do that, was really cool for me because like I said not a lot of people do that so shout out to Javier for for giving me legitimate feedback that I feel like I don't get like most people yeah your podcast is great of course okay but like that like but it's always that superficial that's great and like no actual feedback so to get genuine feedback from someone like Javier who's extremely successful and talented at what he does I have a lot of respect for him and just the quality of his work that to get that feedback was was really cool for me episode number 92 Elliot Robinson. I talked about this one on 100 episodes later. If you listen to that one, that was such a special podcast for me. Like I said, on 100 episodes later, Elliot uh, texts me the day before we're supposed to record the podcast. He's in Sweden. I'm in Ottawa, Canada. There's a six hour time difference. He texts me at 6 p.m. Ottawa time. Hey, man, can we do the podcast right now? And I was like, what? the? It's like midnight in Sweden. And I was like, um, yeah, for sure, man. Like, just give me 50 minutes to kind of set up and then we're good to go because I'd like put my dishes away and stuff. And we end up recording the podcast at midnight. And Elliot said he just had a good vibe and felt like now would be a good time to do the podcast. And that's why he texted me. And so we jumped on the podcast. We recorded it. Um, again, another person who was very complimentary to me and the the podcast and my questions. And again, I liked how thoughtful he was with his answers where he'd asked to just take a moment to think about his answer before he gave it. Um, he'd re, re-record answers not because he said something he didn't want he just wanted to word it like he didn't he didn't ask to say a different answer because he said something he shouldn't he just wanted to make sure he really communicated his message effectively and so i really appreciated how thoughtful he was with his answers and then just our conversation after the podcast where he just told me that like he's like this is what you should be doing like this is absolutely what you should be doing like you're good at this he also compared me to sean evans gave me a shout out on his instagram story which is super super kind and like i said he ended up introducing me to a couple other people that i had on this podcast he introduced me to zach honover who we'll get to shortly which is one of the most impactful episodes i've ever done and elliot introduced me to him and another guest josh shapiro without me even asking elliot was just kind enough to do it on his own one of the nicest guests i've had on this podcast episode 93 connor only connor fun story about connor so Connor is heavily involved in the esports world. And at the time that I reached out to him, he was the executive director of the University of Ottawa Braves esports team. And the University of Ottawa is in Kansas. It is not in Ottawa, Canada. There is an Ottawa, Kansas, which I learned when I reached out to Connor. So Karen actually throw back to Karen O'Brien. Shout out to Karen. Uh, she sent me a video, a uh, link to a video of this Ottawa, this Ottawa University esports team. 
And she was like, I had no idea that this was in Ottawa. And I watched this video and they have this incredible facility. And I'm like, I had no idea this was in Ottawa either. Like, this is crazy. And then I go to Connor's Instagram because like his name popped up on the screen in the video. I see he's got like a couple hundred thousand on TikTok. And I was like, you know what? This, I should reach out to this guy and have him on my podcast. Like, I think esports is esports is a world I'm slowly trying to learn more about. And Connor seems like a great person to have on the podcast. He also he's involved in esports, but he also has that social media side that relates it back to the niche of this podcast. So I reach out to Connor and I'm like, Hey man, like my name, like Jacob, I'm from Ottawa. Like I had no idea we had this team in Ottawa. Like I'd love to have you on the show and talk about it. And he goes, Hey man, I'd love to come on your show, but just so you're aware, this is Ottawa, Kansas and not Ottawa, Canada. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I pride myself on doing my research and in my DM to him, I didn't even catch on to the fact he was in a completely different country, but Shout out to Connor, still came on the podcast. We had a great episode and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it was just funny when I first reached out to him that I totally botched that. Episode 94, Mr. Juno 3. I'd been Mr. Juno, so he's a fashion influencer. He posts outfit grids on Instagram. And I'd been following Ray. His name, his first name is Ray. His real name is Raymond. Um, I'd been following Ray for a while on Instagram. And he I was like, maybe I'll take a shot one day and ask him to come on the show. And eventually I did. And we had a back and forth because he really wasn't sure if he wanted to do the podcast. He describes himself as introverted and he doesn't like do things like podcasts or interviews very, very often. He'd never done a podcast before and he wasn't sure if he was going to do it. And I didn't want to pressure him into doing it. If he doesn't like if he I didn't want to pressure him if he didn't want to do it, he wasn't going to do it. Right. And we went back and forth. And I kind of just said, that, like, at the end of the day, um, we'll record it. We'll aim for half an hour. We'll try and keep it shorter. And we'll just go from there and we'll kind of see what happens. And eventually he agreed to come on. I were approaching the half an hour mark in the podcast and I checked in with him and he's like, no, man, we're good to keep going. And we had a really good conversation. He is genuinely just a super, super nice person. And it meant so much to me that Ray was willing to come on this podcast and to, to do this podcast. Cause like he told me in the emails, it's not something he's normally does. And he took a chance he took a chance to do, to do the podcast with me. I thought it was a fantastic podcast. He provided some great value and it was, it just meant a lot to me that it was an influencer of his size to get his first interview and for him to, to feel comfortable enough to do that with me was, was really special and it meant a lot to me. So Ray, if you're listening to this, thank you. That was, that was really, really cool. Episode 95, Zach Honover. Zach is the manager of Yes Theory from Toronto, Canada, living in LA. And he's one of the people that Elliot introduced me to. And that podcast was was crazy. Like that was, I think that was the first podcast where I did the ad read with the guest on the podcast with the True Fan sponsorship or True Fan partnership, I should say. And Zach mentioned that to me after the podcast, how the podcast was powered by True Fans. Like, yo, it's already the first episode. People are mentioning it. And Zach was just super nice. He said he'd be open. Like if there's anybody that I, that he knew that I want on my podcast to let him know and he would try and make the introduction. And he was genuinely impressed with a lot of my questions. Um, and just the response I got from that podcast was probably the most overwhelming one I've ever gotten. Um, just the amount of stories that Zach reshared on his Instagram of people listening to the podcast and tagging him. It quickly went into my top five most downloaded episodes, which episodes now don't usually do that even the top 10, like it takes them a number of weeks to get there. Zach was in the top 10 within a couple of days. And when the top five within the second week, I believe it took Zach two weeks to crack my top five, which doesn't really happen anymore. So he got a ton of downloads right away. 
got tagged in so many Instagram stories and people just saying how good this podcast was and how impactful it was and how Zach provided so much value and insight. And it was just an overwhelming response. One that I've never gotten before, as far as I can tell from any podcast I've ever done. And it was after that podcast where Zach posted that he's not going to be doing any more podcasts until he feels like he's taken the next step in his career. And there's more story to tell because he felt like the podcast him and I did, this is me kind of paraphrasing and me kind of my interpretation of it is we told his story as best as possible that there's no point in telling it again. It's been told and he's not going to do it again until he has more story to tell. And I think that is probably the best compliment as a podcast host, especially with the way that I do my podcast, telling someone's story. That is probably the nicest, the best compliment I can get. Someone saying they feel like that podcast that we did told their story so well that they don't need to tell it until they've Till there's more story to tell that I, like I said, there's just nothing. I don't have me. I'm kind of at a loss for words here. There's just no better compliment that I can imagine getting than that. So shout out to Zach for, for the kind words. I appreciate it so much. And that podcast, it was just a lot of fun to record that podcast anyways. And then the reception it got and Zach saying what he said was, was incredible. Episode number 96, Greg Rowe. Greg actually slid into my DMs, believe it or not. Um, just randomly messaged my podcast one day and I see it, this Greg Rowe trampoline. And I'm like, who is this guy? And I click on it, like 200,000 followers and verified. And he slid into my DMs asking to come on my podcast. And I was like, sure, okay. And I remember the Greg podcast. I was just kind of, I don't know if confused, not confused, that's a terrible way to describe it. Greg, one thing I'll say about Greg Rowe is I never knew where we were going to go when I asked the question. Greg has a unique ability to answer your question, but also just discuss like four other topics in his answer before kind of like tying it all together. Like I'd ask Greg a question and he would just kind of answer it and then dive into like three, four more topics, talk about those in depth, kind of bring it back to the original question. And it was just like a roller coaster ride every single time I asked Greg a question, but shout out to him for finding my podcast, being nice enough to reach out and ask to come on my show. And obviously I don't like, I get messages and people asking to come on the podcast all the time. I don't say yes to everyone. Greg, it made sense for me. I also like grew up. I loved my trampoline growing up. I was nowhere near a trampolinist. I never competed. I couldn't even do a backflip, but I just love my trampoline. So it's cool to get a chance to talk to a guy like Greg. But like I said, just his answers to my, to my questions. I never knew where we were going to go when I asked a question. And oftentimes like I know where we're heading when I ask a question, but with Greg, I had absolutely no idea. Episode 97 was with Josh Shapiro. Josh is another person that Elliot introduced me to for the podcast. And it was cool to get the chance to Josh. I remember when I first saw a photo of Josh, I was like, oh, this guy's probably late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, I think he's a year younger than me. I think he's something like that. He's in his early, early 20s. And I remember that just rocked. That just blew me away. And I was like, whoa, like he had like big beard. So shout out to Josh for his beard because I totally thought he was way older than he was. Um, but it was cool. It was cool to talk to Josh and kind of hear the story of of how he turned an Instagram account he made in grade 10 into a seven-figure business. I thought that was crazy. And I mentioned earlier with, with Coach Ferbs, there was a story I wanted to tell with Coach Ferbs that related to another guest. And it was this with this one with Josh. And it was funny. I didn't realize that I didn't connect the puzzle pieces at first, but when I was prepping for Coach Ferbs, I watched an interview he did with Josh. And I didn't realize that obviously at the time, but I realized that when I was looking at the podcast, when I was prepping for my podcast with Josh, I stumbled onto that same interview and that kind of blew my, my mind. It made sense. They're both huge baseball guys. Uh, Josh runs a 
I should say that if you have listened to Josh, this company is called Baseball Lifestyle 101. Um, but Coach Ferbs had a shirt that I really liked that said "Grind till you're signed," and it was the I think it was the photo I used for the cover art of the Coach Ferbs podcast. And I realized that the "Grind till you're signed" shirt is actually one of the shirts that Josh's company sells at Baseball Lifestyle 101. I was like, that is so funny. Like I had no idea who Josh was. I didn't even realize who Baseball Lifestyle 101 was after I finished that podcast with Coach Ferbs, and eventually he uh, ended up my podcast. I thought that was pretty cool. Episode 98 was with Troy Osinoff. And Troy is someone I followed on Twitter for a while. I remember, I don't even remember how I first learned about who Troy was, but I was, yeah, I just I eventually slid into his DMs on Twitter. Um, I just kind of name dropped. One tip I will say whenever I reach out to people on the podcast, if you're listening all the way here over three and a half hours in, I'm going to give you a little tip. A big one of my tips on how I how I get some of the guests that are bigger than I should be able to get for my podcast is I look and see who they follow that I've had on my podcast before. And if I see people that, that they know that they follow that I've had on the show, I make sure I put in my message past guests include this person that you know, this person that you know, and this person that you know. And I don't necessarily have the social proof and the number of downloads. I can't drop a huge downloads number in front of you but I can drop the fact that your friends have been on this podcast. So if it, if it's good enough for them, it's probably going to be good enough for you. doesn't always work, but with Troy it worked. Cause I said like swish has been on the podcast. Um, Nick Sharma, I think Buster has also been on the podcast. Those might've been the three people that I said. And I also put in that message powered by true fan because I knew he knew swish. He knew what true fan was. So that's how I ended up getting Troy Austin up on the podcast. And yeah, he was a cool dude. One of the coolest Instagram or Twitter handles on the planet. He is at yo Y O. Um, but yeah, just crazy. That was just my tip. My tip, how I got Troy Austin off is I met referenced three people that he knew and he literally said like, Hey, I know those people like, yeah, of course I'll come on your podcast. So that's my pro tip to you. If you've listened all the way through here to episode to over three hours and 40 minutes in, this is insane. Episode number 99 was with Lee Elias. And Lee Elias was, again, not somebody I had on my radar. Episode number 99 was supposed to be Drew Cohen, who's actually episode number 102. So you have that one coming up. Um, But so I had, I was kind of prepping for this podcast with Drew. And then I get a message from him a few days before the podcast. Hey, Jacob, I have a friend friend of mine or a client of mine who could really use this podcast slot right now. Am I able to kind of bow out for the episode 99, for this episode and give it to Lee? And, and I was like, um, again, someone I wasn't hundred percent sure on, like, I was like, I don't know, like, should I do this? Should I not? People, I talked to a couple people, they're like, well, it's your podcast. You don't have to do this. Um, I ended up doing it and I'm glad I did. Lee was a great guy. And I think that there was no better person to have for, I called it the Gretzky episode because it's episode number 99 than Lee Elias. Um, great guy. Again, like some good stories. I love, I love being able to nerd out about hockey, which is like tough. Cause this isn't the podcast is the place for that but I found a way to squeeze it in there with Lee a little bit. We talked about kind of, he spent some time with the New Jersey devils during the lockout and was scored a goal on Martin Brodeur. So we were able to talk about some hockey on that podcast. Um, and Lee is just the biggest hockey fan, hockey person on this planet. One of the biggest hockey fans on the planet, just of the game, like not like a specific team, like just of the game as a whole, like Lee lives in breeze hockey. So I don't think there was a more perfect person for episode number 99 for the Gretzky episode than Lee Elias episode number 100 ladies and gentlemen, we've made it 99, 100 up 100 down. 
if you are still listening, this is crazy. Episode number 100 was with Hayden Cashin. Hayden was the first ever guest on the podcast, and he was also the 100th guest on the podcast. And my original intent for episode number 100. So Hayden was supposed to be episode number 101. And I was like, I should do something special for episode 100. I don't know what that is going to be yet. But I'll take a couple big swings, see if I can get one of my dream guests on the podcast. So I sent a long text message to Philip DeFranco on his text line. Never heard back, unfortunately. Same thing. I sent a text to Gary Vaynerchuk on his text line. Didn't hear back from Gary either. But that's okay. Like they're they're so busy. I'm sure they're getting hundreds, if not thousands of messages a day. I was, I took a, I took a swing. I didn't, I wasn't expecting it, but I took a swing and I told Hayden, if I don't get one of these two people on the podcast, I want you to be episode number 100. And neither of them responded. And Hayden came on the podcast. And I think there was, and the reason I asked Hayden to come on for 100, I was like, there's no, there's gonna be no more meaningful podcast, no more meaningful guest I can have for 100 than Hayden. If I can't get Gary or I can't get Phil, who are my two dream guests, um, then yeah, I wanted to be Hayden because Hayden was kind enough to be the first it brought things full circle where we were in episode one is completely different from where we were in episode number 100 and i wanted to give kind of have him back on to catch up on those last two years and the business he's grown and the, the how his mindset has changed over the last couple of years um and he's been so supportive like i said the first ever guest the first person willing to, to get the ball rolling on this show to get us from at episode one zero to 100 hayden i remember when I first moved downtown, I was like three episodes in, four episodes in. I can remember meeting up with Hayden for coffee at a Starbucks and chatting through social strategy and different things for the podcast. And then he was willing to spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars on a trip to New York City with me, hundreds of his own money to come with me, not to be on the podcast, just to be in the room. He manned the cameras for me and all the episodes. I didn't have to worry about restarting it. He was on it every single time. He was setting it up so I didn't have to worry about it. He was there. He kind of held me through some stressful moments in New York, getting there and kind of being flustered of the, of the whole bloody sheets and everything. And yeah, he's just been supportive this entire time. Came back on for 50 episodes later after I hit the 50 episode milestone and interviewed me, was willing to do that again for this. We literally recorded episode 100 and the next week he came back and we recorded 100 episodes later. Two really special podcasts. I thoroughly, I loved both of them. I'm so glad he's willing to come back on for episode number 100. It was special for me to get to be able to kind of thank him for everything. And I'm thanking him again now for his constant support over these last 100 episodes. He's been on this podcast five times now, and I'm glad he was my, my 100th guest. But that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this podcast. 100 episodes of my social life. I cannot believe it. I think back, this was, this has been a fun experience for me to kind of look back at every single episode I've ever had. Um, some stories I haven't kind of thought of since, since they happened. This was a really cool, I didn't know how this was going to go. I can't believe we're almost at four hours. That's so crazy. This is my, my fourth sit down doing this. Um, but no, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to every single person that has taken time to listen to this podcast. I have put my blood, sweat, and tears into my social life. I put everything that I have into creating this podcast. It's not where I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to be making this my full-time job by 10 episodes. I thought I'd crack the code interviewing influencers. They're going to share it. Thousands of people are going to download it off the bat. I'm going to be rolling in no time. That's not the case. We are still grinding. We are still climbing. This is a long road and we're only just getting started. But 
100 episodes is a very special milestone. I can't believe we've made it this far. I'm not slowing down. I've already got the next three episodes recorded and I've got six episodes scheduled to record. So we are not slowing down. If anything, we are ratcheting up this podcast. Thank you to everyone that's listened. Thank you to everyone that's listened to this podcast or listened to me talk about my podcast. People in my personal circle, especially for that first year, I didn't stop talking about my social life. And there's a lot of people in my life that listened to me constantly talk about this podcast. It ended up becoming a joke at my work because I talked about it so much. Thank you to anyone that's liked a post on Instagram that's just shared the podcast with a friend. It means the world to me. I, like I said, everything I have has been put into this podcast. I haven't missed a week. I've dedicated a considerable amount of my life to this point, especially over these last two years to this podcast. Hundreds, if not thousands of hours spent working on this in a room by myself, editing, recording, prepping. There's so much work that goes into this that it it's special to pass 100. And I also, of course, I have to give a special shout out to Hallie Pang, to my girlfriend, who's been with me through every single episode, one episode one to episode number 100. And every single time I have to record one of these, she makes sure she's out of the room, out of the apartment if she can be, to make sure there's no background noise. She's there to listen to me when I vent. She's never complains when I spend time in a room by myself editing while she's just kind of hanging out. There's never been a complaint from her for the amount of work and time that goes into this. She's been my biggest fan, my biggest supporter, and I appreciate you, Hallie Pang. I love you. Thank you for the support. And I love all of you that have listened to this podcast, my social life as a whole. I love every single person that has taken the time to listen to this, like I said, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. If you are one of the select few people that are here at minute number, at hour number three, minute 48, thank you so much for this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on this journey from me from episode one to episode 100. This is only the beginning. Like I said, it might be getting busier, might be ratcheting things up as opposed to slowing down. This has been such a special journey for me. If you enjoyed this podcast at any point, please consider leaving a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews we get, the more it helps the people find this show and it really helps to grow the community that we're developing here. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. If you made it this far, genuinely, please DM me. I ask in my takeaways for people to DM me their thoughts. I don't really get DMs from that, but if you've made it this far, you listened to this entire podcast, please send me a DM. I want to know who you are and I want the ability to thank you personally because almost four hours of your life listening to me talk about this journey um, is incredible. So thank you if you're listening to this still. And if you want to follow the podcast, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at, or sorry, in, on Instagram and at my social life podcast or YouTube by searching up my social life my voice, as you can tell, is kind of dying. I have a podcast tomorrow. I have a podcast on Sunday in a couple of days. I need to give my voice a break, but I can't say thank you enough. I just want to keep saying thank you. I'm so grateful for everyone that's taken the time to listen to this podcast, to listen to my social life. This has been an incredible journey. Thank you so much, everybody. I just, I don't want to stop talking. I don't want to, I don't want to hit stop on this podcast because it's just, I don't know how to properly communicate how much it means to me that you've listened to this podcast. So genuinely, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It, it means the world to me. I'm not going anywhere. My social life isn't going anywhere. We'll talk soon.